0: What's up, gang? It's another episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 271. New year, new us, new entertainment, baby. Future is what we're living in today, and we're going to talk about all the new releases coming out in 2022, unless they all get delayed, like last year. I'm Ryan Leopolis. I'm joined by my best buds in the world, not delayed, Spark DeWitty. I'm not delayed. I am current and possibly needing later expansions for you to get the full content. The newest expansion been Magnet.
1: Woohoo! Just wait, the next expansion is going to be even bigger.
0: And the standalone DLC island, Brandon T. McClure. I prefer standalone DLC. Well, then you might like Ghost of Shusima, Iki Iki Island, but that's a whole other story for 2022. Hi guys, welcome. It's another Sunday. Bless the Lord. Did you say Iki Iki Sunday? <laughs> I said Iki Iki Island, which Ike, Ike, Ike island. is the DLC for Ghost of Shusima, But I also messed it up, so I'm just gonna leave it alone.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, hi guys, welcome to another episode. We got some links as always ryan you did not do a downright annoyed this night this night
0: no we sure did not um i'll tell you what the movie is next week because i'm because i'm not going to tell you because how about that you just gonna have to deal with it that Ooh. link
2: is down below just kind of because i
0: did i forgot That's um okay it's there if you want to be uh uh waiting for a week in bated breath
2: just keep that tab open for a week. Yeah. Um, my screen rant stuff uh is, is in the description as well. A couple of articles went up this week. I didn't do anything else because I had a bad mental health week. Um, so I prioritize my the stuff that's paying me. Um so I did get I did get some stuff up there, which is a Sean Levy list, who we're actually gonna talk about today, which I'm excited about. A uh, Spider-Man live action list, which I had fun writing. The Brendan Fraser list went up this week, that was pretty fun. There was a trailer for a Brendan Fraser movie I hadn't seen before with um uh, matt damon and chris o'donnell and it's like his first thing it's called like school. it's called like school ties i think and oh. it, it the whole thing is like it's framed like the trailer is like oh brandon fraser is an athlete and he's going to the school and he's like hey you know we're we got to bring this guy over to our school so we can finally beat the the other the other school because we're we, we it's football and like the whole trailer is like that and then it's like matt damon's got a Got a girlfriend and Brendan Fraser likes the girlfriend, and the girlfriend likes Brendan Fraser, but like it's a love triangle. Like, okay, uh love triangle football movie, cool. And then all of a sudden, Matt Damon just goes, I didn't know you were a Jew. And I'm like, Oh, this took a turn. Oh no, <laughs> not Matt Damon. And the rest of the trailer is about how Brendan Fraser is Jewish at a Catholic school. And I was like, I did not see this coming.
0: What are these candles doing in this preacher's box?
2: Yeah, it was wild. Gosh. Um anyway, so those those and many more are up there on on that's linked below. Um I'm having a good time doing that. Um doo-doo-doo. Ben. Yeah. You did you had two new episodes of your uh collaboration with Grayson Live dropped?
1: Yep. Uh, two yep. Two new parts of us playing through Super Mario 3D World are up on his YouTube channel, as Brandon said, links down below. And is that all I had this week? No, I have one more. Do you want me to talk about it? Or do you want to introduce it?
2: the basement Arcade pause menu yeah that one
1: yeah that's you can say it yeah uh also a brand new episode of basement arcade pause menu went up this week i sit down with now my colleague from fusion gaming magazine retro faith about working as a video game journalist in the current in the current world it's a very insightful episode i think for those who want to get into video game journalism that's a good spot to go because she gets some really good insight Although I must say the first part of the episode, like the first half really, is us talking and ranting about games and about how she doesn't like RPGs. And I sit there going, but I love RPGs. But it's a good conversation nonetheless. So I highly recommend it. Yep, different strokes for different folks. And uh, yeah, and also disclaimer, when we recorded that, I had no idea I was going to eventually write for Fusion. And now I do. So yay.
2: Um, That exists as an audio and a video episode. So both those links are below. Mhm. That's it. That's all we got put out this week. That's all we did. Oh, Sparks. I just
3: wanted to I just wanted to say like no Mortal Kombat this week. It was my intention to get it out. I am busy working on a thing for a deadline. So, that's going to take priority and when I'm comfortably ahead of that, then Mortal Kombat will be on there that docket, but I had to go Mortal Kombat takes a little bit of time because that one I do more work than usual for a lot of our videos because I'm balancing the audio of the game compared to our voices and making sure that the levels stay consistent so that the game doesn't sound super quiet when we sound super loud and that kind of thing. So I have to do a lot more work there. So that's just, that's going to take a little bit longer because I got to work on
2: another thing. No problem, man. Our hey, lives come okay. first. Hey, okay. Um, That's all the links down below. Who wants to get going with their week?
0: I'll go cuz I think I did mostly everything with you. Um the one thing that I did is I started watching The Legend of Vox Machina. I watched the first episode. Um y'all, something unexpected happened watching that show. I got emotional. Um because it's really it's really crazy to see like Critical Roll started. Obviously, it's like a million dollar thing now. Like they're all rich and famous and all that stuff. They're already famous because they're voice actors, but like it is super big now worldwide. Uh when that thing started, it was just people like playing DD in their living room with a camera. Um, and it was very personal. It's like we just want to play DD with people like online. Uh and it's turned into like uh like in a, an empire of entertainment. Uh and seeing this like incredibly well made, like it looks like Avatar, uh super rated R. It's there's nudity and gore in the first five minutes, like animated fantasy show uh based off something i spent again hundreds of hours invested in and it's like not lazy it's like high quality it's like holy shit this is cool this is is a moment of like i that's something i recognize from one of the episodes like a stupid cow thing and i'm like wow that's crazy
1: um i am so happy there's someone else on the show who's been watching vox machina because i am well ben
2: i have news for no i'm kidding
1: (laughs) i mean if you did i was gonna say yay uh, yeah, because that first, because I watched the first episodes last week. I'm, um, I watched the episodes this week. Uh, yeah, well, I'll talk about more about my week, but yeah, you, you keep going, Ryan. I'm just happy. Oh, yeah. That I only know. watched the
0: first episode. Um, oh. but, like, uh, if you watch the trailer, this isn't a spoiler, but like, it opens with like these superheroes of, of legend came to stop this thing, and they all get like X Force, like murdered immediately in graphic, horrible ways. Uh, and it's like, so who's gonna save the world? And it's just a bunch of drunken idiots. Uh, but like the thing that gets them propelled into the world and what their mission is, it actually, like, it is emotional and it's really well done. I'm like, oh, shit, like, this isn't just, like, they didn't just make it just to make it. Like, like, like they have a cool story to tell. Uh, and I think it's really well done. And, like, it is very, very traditional fantasy shit, you know, like, traditional elves and dwarves. And, like, the Mist of Avalon did this. And it's, like, it's very, like, that's not important. It's about the characters. Um, But, like, really well done. And, like, everyone in Critical Role is involved. So, like, it's, it's made with so much love. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, you'll love it. If you're not, I still think you'll get a lot out of it being a mm-hmm. rated R fantasy show. Yeah. Uh, and then I did everything with you. Um, so when I we can just jump yeah, in. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, let me see. I played a lot of Fortnite with and without friends. Yeah,
3: yeah. Some good games yeah. this week. S- um, Spider Man. I'm
0: this close to getting symbiote Spider Man. He's in my web rest.
3: Uh I'm I'm. I I filled a little bit of like minor moments of time with continuing to try to catch up on Craig of the Creek because mm-hmm. I'm back in the Creek and I love Craig of the Creek. I think that's a fantastic children's cartoon. That's, that's the guy. Super people. great. And uh, yes, the, the the one of the writers is coming over as showrunner for Spider-Man freshman year. We talked about that when that was announced. Oh, right, right. Uh, Craig of the Creek's A-plus, A-plus cartoon. Um, watch this week's How I Met Your Father. Uh, I'm only going to highlight something, which is really cool, is that Josh Peck is on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Josh Peck is the person that Hillary Duff's character Sophie is currently dating and watching an episode where Josh Peck and Hillary Duff date is just wild <laughs> um, cross, to, cross to the child brain watching and like Josh Peck is such a different performer from who he used to be in his presence here it's, so it's, not it's fair. wild
0: to watch it's not fair to Josh Peck because he's a grown man and he's he is he is an adult but all I can think of him as being just like the big kid in that show it's so hard for me to take him seriously that's He's one honestly, of the only actors where i'm like oh i just see you as the kid that's honestly what's so jarring about it because
3: i swear to god like it, it, good for him like he's lost weight and he's doing a lot with yeah. his life and all this kind of stuff but like honestly it, it's it's about more than the weight it's the way he carries himself it's the way he speaks he's practically unrecognizable except for his eyes yeah like i almost forget he's josh peck yeah most
2: of the time
3: <laughs> i don't know if you had this experience brandon but that's how i'm feeling watching him
2: Uh, Josh Peck, I see. I had grandfather or grandfathered as as something that I've seen him in before, which was the show that I did with John Stamos, um, where he plays a a single dad. Um, Mm. So, like, I had that buffer, right, coming into this, so I was prepared for this version of Josh Peck.
3: Yeah, he's. It's just. It's just wild. He's. He's so. Hard to uh, to see the child in any Yeah, like yeah. The, the youth, I think it's because he's, he's dude, when you compare like Drake, like Drake, you yeah. still see Drake Bell or whatever his name is now. I forget. Yeah. Um, and uh, you still see him completely in himself as he's presented. And like Josh Peck is like nigh unrecognizable,
0: um, but he seems very comfortable. I with hate, his new role. I lied uh, about my week because I literally have a stack of comics I put right here oh, yeah, you read to so remind me. And I did it in front of my eyes. So, real quick, I went to the comic store and I uh, uh, I caught up on some comics. I'm going to real quickly talk about them. Uh, Marauders 27? There's a lot of, sorry,
2: there's a lot of, I need to check on my girlfriend.
0: Check on your girlfriend. I'll be right uh, back. So Marauders 27 came out. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. end of Marauders with Jerry Duggan. Uh, it's getting relaunched with Steve Orlando with the number one after uh, the big event, X Lives of Wolverine. Great book. Kate pride. Still cool. Emma Frost is still my girl. Uh, teams are changing. This is kind of a final issue of like setting up the stage for the next, the next run. Really glad Marauders was happening. <gasps> Sabretooth y'all. Uh, you need to pick up Sabretooth. I, I figured you it's were all, going it's to. It's all in my pool. No, I, I know. Yeah. No, I know. Um, uh, Victor Lavelle who did Destroyer which is like a modern day Frankenstein retelling or sequel um, mm-hmm. uh, really really awesome writer and I wasn't sure what he's going to do with Sabretooth. The Sabretooth is very much a very surface level Surface level. I'm a dude who murders and, and, and hurts women. Like he's very much just an antagonist um, and he's that in this book too but uh, Victor Lavelle manages to give him like evil levels where he becomes more like a Hannibal uh, oh. and like his whole thing is like since Hawk's Pox he's been trapped in like in yeah. hell. Because I was going to ask
1: because I because I I know like I remember when we were reading um, House of X, Powers of Ten, that he was stuck in like this this pit. Like you you go in the pit, you're screwed.
4: Mm-hmm. And I'm,
1: I'm sitting there going like, okay, I know eventually they're gonna pull him out of the pit. But it's been so long and i'm like what did they forget about saber what's going on with sabertooth and now that we have this new book i'm like oh they're doing something with sabertooth
0: no they purposefully like left saber off the ground because for the last two years he's been doing shit in this pit unbeknownst to the entire world and like Ooh. he's basically i don't want to give too much away but like if, if you're on the fence i highly recommend it because it's basically turning sabertooth into something else, giving him a higher power—not just mm-hmm. in terms of power, like like how strong he is, but like in the scope of like who he is—and like uh, he's getting basically like like a ranking up in the, in the X Men world in a way. Um, okay, and it's really fascinating to see. So well, like
3: honestly, after that Juggernaut five issue series yeah. was like a surprise to everybody. I'm,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I'm not surprised. The
0: X line's just murdering it. Speaking of, I, these are all X books basically. Um, I caught up on X Men. Uh, this is the Jerry Doug and Peppe Raz. Uh, X-Men. Uh, this book continues to be rad. Popularized as probably the best working artist in comics. There's one page in here I don't want to spoil it. I already spoiled it for, for Sparks here uh, of Cyclops doing like the coolest thing I've ever seen Cyclops do in a comic and he uses his Cyclops blast to ricochet off like a hundred different things to kill a bunch of different enemies. Awesome. Um, and it's just beautiful. And it's like, all oh, right, Cyclops can be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, big event happening, y'all. Big event. X Lives of Wolverine. X Death of Wolverine. Uh, this is like the next Hox Pox where it's a weekly series. Um, X Slides of Wolverine number one, totally fine. First issue, uh, it throws you in, but not in kind of a fun way. We're like, Oh, I'm curious. It's like, I really don't know what's happening. Uh, the art's great, but it was really confusing. Uh, X Deaths of Wolverine, which is the next uh, issue, uh, clears it up a little bit more. Uh, now I see what the story's about. Um, definitely on board now. Uh, it's all about Moira stuff. So, this is if you need more Moira after Inferno, which you guys haven't read, uh, it's also in this book. That's great, fantastic. And finally, Eternals eternals is so good y'all after that movie i was like i'm gonna f- fix up on eternals and read more of it and then i read all of it and then i watched that movie i'm like hey i like this more um <laughs> thanos is like the star of this book y'all and he is like really? spoilers for older issues of eternals he's the leader of the eternals he got voted in uh mm. kind of like wilson Fiskes mayor um really cool shit there's a big event we're gonna be talking about later in the news uh and the end of this issue directly leads into that so i'm glad i read it comics are pretty cool y'all back to craig
3: of the Creek. Uh, actually,
0: I mean, no, I know you don't.
3: Yeah, we weren't on. No,
0: Crick. i don't um,
3: We are going to talk about Book of Boba Fett.
0: <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it before Brandon gets back. Before uh, Brandon gets
3: back, <laughs> let's quickly just touch on Book of Boba. Fett. But uh, uh, Ben, are you watching? Got up. What yeah,
1: I'm caught up. I watched it.
3: Okay. I-, I expect Ben does his diligence and watches Star Wars immediately. Yeah, he's a well, star- he lives in Star Wars thing. house.
1: Or as soon as I can, but yeah, I do live in a Star Wars house, so when new Star Wars things comes out, we like we gotta watch some um, Star Wars
3: thing. It's it's the most it's we, the most. <laughs> I am I am eager 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 for next week when we finally get to do our fake nerds watch discussion because uh, now I have many many thoughts and uh, I've I've been c- collecting them and thinking about the first episodes and listening finally like listening to podcasts that I've avoided listening to Mm -hmm. talk about it and be like okay evaluating my thoughts and evaluating what they were saying before they knew what the show was gonna do and hey we're talking about Boba Fett real quick um Brandon's like okay bye (laughs) um (laughs) and uh I I am so
0: mixed it's the it's the most conflicted I've felt about a show in a long time because like the thing that they're giving me is like I think objectively good but in terms of, like, uh, uh, storytelling and narrative and, like, being a show about a character when it's not the main character, it's just, like, man, just baffling decisions. truly really baffling decisions being made, I think. We're, we're gonna do a special, so I'm not gonna get specific yeah. and I'm not gonna, like, yeah. harp
3: on, harp on points or anything and I'm uh, not gonna spoil, although I think if you're on the internet, you know everything. Um. They're savage. Because it's, They're uh, savage. Because it's the entire discourse right now. Yeah. Uh, but, um. I think for me, the biggest thing about this last episode wasn't just like, it's it's obviously like, it, this is not a major spoiler, that it's turning the story away from Boba Fett when the story was supposed to be about Boba Fett. It's not just that. It's that this this is cool stuff. This is stuff I do like in a macro sense, mm-hmm. but it's all presented in the most like messy, like this was the worst, I think uh, of every episode of The Mandalorian and Boba Fett. This is the worst paced episode I think I've ever seen. It's just jumping from fan beat to fan beat without any kind of real consistent thread to its thought of why it's jumping between these story points or anything like that. And I was like, wow, it just feels like everybody kind of turned their brains off about this one and just went, what do do we think the fans want the most? And just shoved all that in and i can't quite wrap my head around how filoni did that i kind of get favreau i kind of wish that he wasn't writing every episode of this show but we're, we'll get into that in a special those are
2: can, I, my can I speak a little bit on it i won't speak on what happened i haven't seen it i don't have an opinion on the last two episodes even though i know practically everything that's happened um but i at first, I decided I decided to, I, I decided to like give it some time because I, I did really like those first episodes, and now those first three episodes, and now I'm kind of hesitant to go back because I'm like, for a different reason, which is that I liked the Boba Fett show I was getting. No, sorry, I liked what? the show about Boba Fett. I wanted a show about Boba Fett, and now that we've gone so far away from that, I'm like, I don't know if I want that disappointment. Yeah. I think i think presentation
3: is a big problem i think expectation and presentation is going to be again i'm looking forward to our special to discuss about this because i think i wouldn't feel quite the same i'd have problems but i wouldn't feel quite in the place i do if the show weren't called the book of boba fett if the show wasn't marketed as the story of boba fett yeah and mm-hmm. and that honestly now i'm looking back at the trailers and i'm like all the footage they showed us was everything that involved Boba Fett. Yeah. And the things that they didn't show us were things that didn't involve Boba Fett. And so it's like, oh yeah, these are cool reveals, but they have nothing to do with the character the show's supposed to be about. So it's, it's I think that there's a big, big problem in how this was led up to. Yeah. There's going to be a special next week, y'all. We're going to talk there, about it.
1: There is. Um, um quick, quick little side note on, on that, because I did watch the episode and I have a friend of mine at work who also keeps up with Boba Fett. And he and, uh, when I saw him this week, he asked me, it was like, hey, did you watch the new episode of Boba Fett? And I looked at him and said, oh, you mean season three of The Mandalorian?
3: It's true. Yes, that that's that true. Joke is there for it's sure. <laughs> uh But it's a messier and more complicated, and we'll get into it next week. But I oh. also wanted to watch the Under the Helmet Boba Fett documentary to feel good Woo. about some Boba Fett stuff, which is on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. That's a fun documentary, guys. It's got a lot of cool information, and it's well presented, well edited, and it's nice and short. Real Bing easy bong. to do. Bing bong. I watched Jackass 3 <laughs> which I had never seen. Uh and I had a great time. Yeah. We just we had a moment. We wanted to just do something that was just for us and so we decided to watch Jackass 3. I think it was a good decision. Uh maybe one thing just just a little too gross for me. Which one was <laughs> it? The the hill with the train set.
0: Oh that yeah. I just yeah. like I'm just oh, like yeah. this
3: isn't this, I'm gonna, this, t- this is t- maybe t- a little
0: too stupid. Yeah, no, I get for it. That—that's that one's that one's maybe just flying a little too down. No, I get it. Down if her. they if they didn't always do that nasty shit, then I'd be like, why did you do this? But like, literally every movie they have like yeah, a yeah. poop mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, like, it's a there's a poop mountain. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. Uh, yeah, Jackass. Uh, something that's been in my life since almost since birth because it's almost you know it's 30 years old at this point um 20 25 years old um it's just a bunch of dudes having fun doing like the most extreme stunts and gross gags you possibly can but all in the name of good fun um i watching this again i forgot how just like almost homoerotic some of it is because like these dudes are just always just like half oh, naked oh and, my like, gosh yeah, yeah and it's not, and it's the thing because like when i was a kid i didn't think anything of it and then watching them out like oh, like, they're not, like, homophobic or anything. They're just, like, a bunch of fun dudes who just like to have fun. They they're have, also, like, really close to each other. They have zero
3: qualms with being intimate with, yeah, the, it's, with it's, each other's male it's anatomy. refreshing.
0: It's really refreshing. They're like, yeah, like, these straight dudes can also be really, like, comfortable with their sexualities. And, like, like back then, I think that's, like, honestly a way of, like, why I'm so comfortable with myself, because, like, from, from age, like, 10, I was, like, watching these guys do stupid shit. I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. They're just bodies. Who cares, you know? Uh, it was... Very interesting to watch. Also, this movie is made during the 3D Renaissance. So the entire movie was filmed in 3D, which made some scenes just, ah, it's a gag in 3D. And I'm like, it didn't really work. Um,
3: but it is funny. It is funny even still not being in 3D because it's the context of like, no other movie is going to shove a big dildo in your face in 3D. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Dildo <laughs> so cannons. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, really, really fun times. Uh, primed for that new one that's out now.
1: Um, speaking, of, speaking of the new one, Mag. Hey, Mag, how's it going, bud? He said mag. it was a great time watching Jackass 4 more than Moonfall, which he also saw this week.
0: The box office agrees with you. We've seen <laughs> neither
3: of those. One of them we'll definitely see sometime soon. I, I mean, I'll uh, see
1: both of them soon. But I would actually, good. I would actually like to see Jackass 4. I I haven't seen Jackass 3, but I do remember seeing Jackass 2 in theaters with my dad. We just went on a random Sunday night once, and we were cackling in that theater the whole time. Good movie theater experience. Yeah, I
2: just want to bring up uh, real quickly. Uh, we had considered reviewing Moonfall uh for this week's episode uh but we decided against it because uh the reviews were not great and i figured we should probably see it to see if any of us are gonna like it i've seen mi- mixed reports of like it's so stupid it's fun and it's just it's just stupid so i'm curious to see i'm curious to see it because i still want a good good fun sci-fi movie uh so we'll see where, where i fall but i'm very excited for jackass 4
0: well you could see moonfall brand for all of us
2: i will i'll take that
3: i I'm definitely waiting for someone to tell me that there's a reason I should see Moonfall in theaters. I, I'm still kind of curious enough to want to watch it. What Emmerich's got up his sleeve
0: at some point, but he I don't spoiled know. Spoiled it in an inter- the interview years. that there's nothing special about what we've already seen. Which, Man. yeah, no, he himself said, yeah, it's nano machines. So yeah. unless there's a special monster in there, I don't care anymore. <laughs> He himself I guess, did y'all, it. Y'all have a spoiler. No, no. I wouldn't think it's a spoiler. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad about that. What never. I was gonna say is like nano machines are ugly. <laughs> like, yeah, they it's look ugly. ugly. That's why I thought there was like a monster at the center of They're it, a, and apparently it is not.
2: I've had an issue with like the MCU going into hardcore nano machines because I'm like I don't like magic technology, and that's all nano machines have become is this idea that like we can just do whatever. I still got Independence Day too, which I still I, hold I, is a re- very I mean, stupid fun movie. I don't
3: even mind that as much. It's just that nano machines have become like the go-to excuse because it's literally just the easiest thing to create because it's particle particle effects, yeah. and yeah. you
0: don't need to do anything with particle effects at a certain distance. You just have them and you move them, and they, you don't have to do anything. They did that in the Transformers movies too. They like like either the last one or whatever. Like they made a nano Transformers. I'm like, why? Transforming. Why? why? Anyway, on my also- week still,
3: I watched the first two episodes of murderville, which is on Netflix oh, with Will yeah. Arnett where he's uh Ben. Do you know what murderville is? No. Okay. So the bit, the pitch is this is a show on Netflix. It's six episodes right now. Uh, Will Arnett is doing a character who is a detective and he's got to solve a murder case, but each episode he gets a new partner from the chief and Will Arnett and all the other actors in the show have a script, but they don't share the script with the imp- improvisational actor who comes in. So you got Conan O'Brien, Kumail Nanjiani, um, Ken Jeong, Sharon Stone, uh, all of these actors who are coming in and they don't know what they're going to be doing or what's going to happen. They are just improvising their way with Will Arnett through the murder case. And they have to try to solve because there is an answer who the killer is by the end of the episode. Uh, It's very entertaining. Uh, I really enjoyed it.
1: Is this like a reality show or is it
3: No, 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 it's it's filmed just like any kind of uh-huh. it's filmed just like any kind of regular show. Uh it's just a basic detective show, but they don't know what the script is at all. And so the actors also have to respond to what they do as improvers. And what I really appreciate about this is that it's very easy to see that uh they are trying to find ways to really Twist the improv improving actors into knots. Try and mess them up, trip them up, slip them up, make them laugh because that's the fun, and it definitely happens. These actors like they break character all the time. I
1: don't know why, but do you guys remember that old game show? Thank God you're here. No. Yes, Brandon. Yeah, it's it's uh, for those of you who don't remember. Thank God you're here. Was a show or it was a game show, but it was also an improv show where a bunch of actors walk through a door and they don't know. They're just given a costume. Yeah and nothing else. They walk into a door in a scene, and it always starts off with one of the actors who knows what the, what the situation is, with, oh. oh, thank God you're here, and it's the actor's job to, yes. like, act through the scene.
3: Sure. As- this sounds this sounds vaguely familiar. Um, yeah. I, I was
2: waiting for a trailer for Murderville, and then it was out. <laughs> there was a trailer i know. I just missed it. it i just missed yeah. it um
3: yeah it's it's it dropped this week uh really enjoyed the first two episodes my favorite thing about it and the only thing i really feel like i need to highlight here on the show is that uh what i was saying is it's of course it's their goal to try to break the improving actor and they show you that they're breaking them but will arnett sometimes breaks too because of the, what they're doing or their reactions or how they're handling themselves conan o'brien broke will arnett a lot unintentionally just because conan would decide to present a line or stand awkwardly because he got nervous and weird doing his improv and will arnett just was like why are you doing that (laughs) Um, and that would be really funny because will was just thrown by conan's very presence of not knowing what to do uh but my favorite thing about it is that they maintain anytime any of the actors break so uh when the improver there's a part where conan breaks one of the actors with what he decides to say and they kept it in the cut rather than trying to maintain the illusion of the seriousness of all the other actors and it's only the the person who's a guest breaking. They allow everybody to break. They allow everybody to have fun. Um, but it feels it feels very well made. It's just it's just nice fluff guys. It's just really fun to watch. I uh, I'm gonna watch that. I will go about this in this order. Um Peacemaker, new episode. Really liked it. Uh really really liked it. Brandon caught up on Peacemaker. I'm really happy that you're about. here. I
2: know what we're talking about.
3: Did you go through it all in like a sitting?
2: Two sittings. Okay. Uh, we, it was very difficult to stop that first sitting because we only watched, I think, two episodes and then we decided the next day, let's watch an episode. But well, we got to see what happens next. Yeah. Oh, we got to see what happens. Oh, we definitely got to see what... Let me just finish it. Right.
3: Uh, okay. Peacemaker's great. Very much looking forward to that special where we get to talk about it more. John Cena's been on the mind, so Ryan and I decided to watch Vacation Friends, the Hulu original film that we uh, saw for a while back. Yeah. Really entertaining. Very happy that they're making another. They clearly had a good time working together. Uh, John Cena is wholesome and fun.
0: Like always. Like he's he's almost like devilishly just like too good at his job. Um, Right. I I think I might be a little less hot on it than you, but I did really like it. It's definitely worth watching once. It's definitely like if you have nothing to do, watch it on like a Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's definitely it reminded me of a bunch of other movies. I'm like, oh, I like to oh yeah, so yeah. Much more. Uh, but it's definitely like a good version of one of those movies. Um, they definitely hammer in like drama because it's a movie and you need tension. I'm like, you didn't have. Well, you're doing this because the movie is at this in the third act and you need to do this. And I'm like, I get it. They I- don't they don't do anything to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, but they they spin the wheel very very. Well. Yes, again, like watching John Cena, uh, and uh, I forget, I forget. The, I gotta look up. His yeah, name. Um, Lil Ray, I think his name is. Uh, he was in uh, Up and a bunch of uh, Up, Us, uh, a bunch of other things. Free um, guy. Uh, free guy. Yeah, he's a he's he's a friend yes, of free he's guy. The, friend the of free security guy. guard. Yeah. Um, they're awesome. Like they're comedic. Yeah, little little Lil Ray Howery. Yeah, Lil Ray Howery. Um, their comedic timing is so All, good. Honestly, also
3: Meredith Hagner, who plays John Cena's partner, is really good. I have not seen her in a lot, but she was. She was stealing some moments.
0: Yeah, um, she's on Search Party, which is a a, a oh, TV yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh-huh. I just watched an interview with her where that's like the thing she's on. Um, yeah, like worth watching definitely if you want to see John Cena be uh, just a wacky dude. Yeah, wacky I'm, dude. I'm kind of I'm like
3: the I think the reason I'm most excited for a sequel is because I felt like the the most fun was the first twenty five minutes of just batshit insanity of just them being on vacation. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. Um, because of where their relationship is at the end of this movie in a sequel, we'll get a lot more of that kind of batch of insanity because you get past the drama part. Yes. Uh, like they don't want to be there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really in for that. Same. Um, so those things. And then the last thing I'll talk about is that Megan and I popped our Apple TV plus cherry. Uh, and we started watching the after party.
2: Oh, I'm so excited to start that.
3: Uh, you should be. It's very, very, very good. Uh, there are four episodes out now. The fourth episode came out on Friday. We've watched all of them. Really like it. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with the concept, what happens is that, and uh, this is not a spoiler because it happens, it's the opening shot of the, mo- of the show, Dave Franco's character dies at an after party for his, high, his 15th high school reunion, and they have to come in and find out what happened because they believe it's foul play, so they are interviewing everyone that's in his house, who are all people who were at high school with him. And they've all been around each other for the entire night because they were at the high school reunion before that. And Tiffany Hiddish has this detective who believes that everybody has their own personal movie story to tell. And so the whole bit is that each episode is one of the characters telling their version of the story of the night. And it's in a different genre of film. So the very first one is like, A guy who sees himself as living in a romantic comedy the next episode is a guy who very much believes he's vin diesel in the fast and furious franchise and it's filmed (laughs) that way and it's really really well filmed that way like it's filmed like a fast and furious movie the way that they place actors in the shots is the same way that they'll like frame them and shit it's they know what they're doing
2: we watched the trailer for this this is the lord and miller one right yes yeah
3: uh really enjoy it really talented cast great bits that they're doing uh i think the premise is really cool it's a great way to unravel a mystery story the fact that they committed as hard as they did to the genre the fact that you can piece together where like you are starting to see where people forgot that a character even existed because the whole bit is that everybody kind of forgot this dude in high school. So you've got one recounting of a story and when you get another, there's a person who actually recognized and interacted with him. And you saw that moment before and he just wasn't there because the other character didn't even care that he was there. That's uh, and you'll get all those kinds of bits and see how like their perspectives are really shifting the narrative of what happened that night. That's awesome.
1: That's really fun, cool. Fun fact, I went to high school with one of the producers.
3: Nice. Ooh. Oh, wow.
1: Yep. She uh, and I, yeah, she and I were both in a, a drama class together. We were actually in, in quite a few shows together.
0: Save the drama for your mama. Uh,
3: yeah, just really tight writing, great presentation. Um, it it. I don't think it's the thing that made it clear to me. I think I always kind of knew, but like, just there's a lot that they're doing with Dave Franco's character. I really appreciate, and Dave Franco is so clearly a stronger actor than his brother. Um, it's it's just wild. I love that he. I think this is the best version of him knowing that he's playing an asshole. Uh, I think this is the best I've ever seen that utilized with him where he's like, his character has on some level a knowledge that he's a piece of shit. Mm. Um, And that comes through in some people's depictions of him.
2: It's going to sound really strange, but I, I, I really like, I really like Dave Franco. I think he's a great actor. I've always liked him more than, more than James Franco. And I, I, I noticed it when I watched the the two neighbors films, because I think he's he's very good, especially in that second one.
3: I agree, he's very good in those movies. Um, yeah, there's something I think that there's something where like he's so often there, there's there's almost a type that Dave Franco is so often playing, uh, yeah. a lot. Not that he's ne- he's definitely broken it from time to time, but like so often it's this. Kind of douche nozzle. Who's not just like that? That kind of dude. That that guy. You know that guy. That guy in college. Neighbors is actually a good example of it. Like he's he's that guy. He's that friend. He's, he's kind of got that same character. And there's a lot of that still to this character. But there's also an undercoding level where he knows he's that guy, and he knows that that guy isn't who he actually is.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and I really appreciate it.
2: That's awesome. Love it. everything.
3: No. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: me. All right, Ben. Uh, once again, not a whole lot this week. Um, I did finish uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket, which was one of the uh, few Gundam shows that uh, sparks loaded me. So, yay, yeah, finally finished that. Um, short, it took, I can't, I'm surprised it took me this long to finish it, but short six episodes, really good watch. Um, not really much to say on it, except I kind of feel bad for the kid who who befriends a zeon soldier who infiltrated his colony and uh one of his other friends is a federation pilot of the new secret gundam and it's like oh this is not going to end well and it does not end well like oh, really it. good i'm yeah. kidding i'm kidding uh besides that play some final fantasy played knockout say with brandon
3: played a little bit of um fortnight with you guys for a hot second i think and real quick ben because you brought up gundam um It's not in our news because I don't think we need to put it in our news, but real quick, I just think it's interesting that they announced the next Gundam project that they're making. Did you see what it is? No. They're making a movie remake of the episode 17 to, like, 19 arc of the original series, which is really weird uh, that they're just, like, picking a a section out of the middle of the story from the original series and turning it into a film, but that's what they're doing. Maybe it's,
0: like, the most intense part. It
3: is is apparently, like, one of the most intense parts. I'm not there yet, but, like, I, I heard, like... Yes, it's like a big, big, it's just fascinating. I don't think this has ever been done quite in this way with anime, where like they've just sectioned out not an entire saga or season or something, but just, End of alien. but just a pe- portion of uh, episodes. Yeah, is like that,
1: uh, I wonder if that's the Invasion of Jaburo. Hm. Bless you. It's been a while.
3: Yeah.
1: By uh, way, yeah, I did not hear this, but yeah, that is interesting. Hm. All right. Uh, but yeah, the other big thing I watched is obviously Boba Fett, and I talked about, I saw, I talked about earlier with, with Ryan, but Vox Machina. That show is great. I'm really happy that Amazon instead of releasing it because when I first released it, they released three episodes. Like, okay, I'm gonna get one a week. This week they released another three, so we got six episodes to go through. So I'm like, yes, give me, give me all of it. Um, Ryan, you're not there yet, but I just since you have listened to the entirety of the first campaign of Vox Machina. There are so many Easter eggs, and there are so many in-jokes that just make me smile, and I am so looking forward to what they're going to do with the rest of the show. I am super excited, and it's a great show. And even if you haven't seen any of Vox Machina or you haven't listened to them, it's still a fun show to watch. Okay. It is very hard radar, but it's still great. The actors are still getting 110% like they were during the first campaign, and it's just so much fun to watch.
0: I, I cannot yeah. wait
1: to watch more of Vox Machina. Makes like, me want to play Dungeons and Dragons things. even more again.
0: Oh yeah, me too for sure. Uh, all of those voice actors are really good, but like, dude, Laura Bailey, holy shit, that lady is like possibly like the best voice actor alive right now because like her the way like her Vex is like I'm I'm a I'm a British elf or whatever, but like she's Black Widow and she's also like in The Last of Us and she's also in Uncharted and she's in so many other games and like she's like the the lady in Call of Duty Vanguard. I'm like she is so freaking good. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I appreciate her. She's so cool. I every she keep, shows
1: up, and I'm like, yeah. No. I had to keep reminding myself that's Laura Bailey because I was like, because I got, unfortunately, I got Laura and Mar- uh, Marisha Ray like mixed up. I was like, who plays Vex and who mm-hmm. plays um, K- um, Kiki? Keeleth. Keeleth, yeah. It's like, so good. Just, just so all good. Great. Yeah, yeah the show's they're, great. Great. they're all great. Yeah. Shows great. Also, it's the, they're short 16 or not 16 minute episodes. They're like 20, 25 minute episodes. And they're easy to get through. It's just, I'm really looking forward to coming home on Thursday nights now. Um,
2: are the, I, I'm probably, I probably know the answer to this, but are the the people who played the roles in the campaign voicing their characters in yes. the show? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah.
0: I got a question, yeah. Brandon. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I was just curious. Okay. Yeah. No, like they, they were involved in the making of it. It's like, oh, it's all of them. Oh yeah. yeah that's really cool. Oh, yeah. 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 Even the DM, Matthew Mercer, he gets a few uh, lines here and there. Oh yeah, I immediately recognize him as just like a town's person.
1: I'm like, oh, there he is. Well, no, they they actually draw the characters that Matt plays as Matt in the show. So it's like, oh, oh there crazy. he is. It's like yeah, it's there. like whenever you watch an episode that Matt Mercer is in, it's like a Where's Waldo uh, or a Where's Matt? Find the white um, dude. Yeah. dude. I can't wait till you get to episode uh, six because um, I'm not gonna say who he plays, but um, oh, damn, what's his name? The guy who played Sandor Clegane in Game of Thrones, he's in the show now.
0: Oh, that's sick. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah, I he, Okay, yeah, he is menacing as all hell, and I'm thank God for Amazon for having that uh, X ray thing so I can see who plays what. I'm like, oh,
0: it's really, it is more helpful than I could have ever imagined because I'm just like, who's that? Bing bong. <laughs> so like, it's like, pretty, <laughs> I
2: just, yeah, pretty much. It's very helpful. You um, do
0: it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's very
2: helpful when, when watching Invincible. I oh, remember. very helpful. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, besides that, played some more Final Fantasy three, just going through that uh, slowly but surely. Did a lot of recording with uh, Grayson Live yesterday, so we have a lot more Super Mario 3D World coming up. That's and that's about it. I'm just looking forward to a big football game coming up this week. That's right. A sport thing is happening. Uh, the, the Olympics are happening right now, aren't they? They are happening right now. I was actually watching the Olympics a little bit while I was uh, eating dinner. Oh, I watched Demon Slayer a few minutes right before we started recording.
2: Very cool.
1: Yeah, Demon Slayer is right. good. It makes me sad. I can't wait to see the next episode because oh,
4: my heart.
2: Alrighty, um, I guess my turn. Uh, I didn't like I mentioned up top. I had a bad mental health week, so I didn't read a whole lot for whatever reason. It just affects my reading more than I like it. Uh, but I did read a couple more issues of Last Annihilation. Awesome, love that. Cable Reloaded is so good. Mm -hmm. Mhm, mhm. Um, I read a little bit more of my book. It's a great book. That's a really good book. I'm really happy I'm reading it. Um. You keep saying the, your
0: book ran into the audience who maybe it's their first time listening, you should tell them what the book is.
2: So yeah, you're right. It's the Star Trek Destiny, Book One, Gods of Night. Um, I'm about more than a quarter of the way, no, I'm more than a third of the way through. Um, and I think it's very good. Um, it keeps bounce it keeps bouncing from like the 22nd century to the 24th century, and then the, like with the it's like this is this section takes place in this time period, and it's so so good. Um but speaking of Star Trek, I finished Star Trek Prodigy season one, part one. Um, this is the uh, the the ten episodes that make up the first part of Star Trek Prodigy have finished. They wrapped. Star Trek Discovery is coming back next week, and I wanted to bring it up specifically because I thought these five were very good. Um, I wasn't too crazy about Prodigy when the first five were airing. I thought they were they were they were good. Um, but they didn't really grab me because I had a big, big problem with the characters. I found most of them to be very unlikable. Um, And not in a sense that like, I believe they couldn't grow into likable characters, but in a sense of like, you should already be growing into a new character, into a character that I could see myself like, and you're just not. Um, There is also a bit of that in this, in this part of the season, but the biggest problem I felt of the season was that the main mystery of the season discovery had this problem too, in its first season, but they, fix that um is the idea that when you're doing a serialized show you're supposed to bring the audience along with the mystery of the serialization of what's like what's the big reveal going to be at the end you're supposed to bring the audience along with them um and 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 the characters but it's so spaced out and the characters never engage with the mystery until the until like the two-part episodes like the ones that are like the ones that matter so there's too much filler going through where the characters are learning stuff but not engaging with the material that is being learned for like another three episodes. And so it's it becomes very frustrating. Cause you're just like, well, you gave me something, but I, I, <sighs> what the hell and So like, it doesn't feel like we're going on the journey with them. And that was frustrating, but I think they are getting better. And I, I hope that the next half of the season does it better. And then towards the end of the season, towards the end of this part, um, one character specifically uh, grew the hell up. And I was very appreciative of it because I was getting so sick of it. Um, but ultimately solid. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to enjoy it. Um, just wish the mystery was kind of spaced out a bit better.
3: Is this the children's one? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. This is the, well, it's family. It's the family one.
3: The, the one for Nick, the kids.
2: Yeah. It's, it's one for Nickelodeon.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, or is it Nicktoons now? It's not Nickelodeon anymore. I don't know. Yeah. That's all. I watched on Paramount Plus I would never know. Right. Um
3: I'm not I'm not being belittling. I watch children's cartoons made for children all the time. Like they get yeah. great. I'm not belittling it when I say that. It's just it, that is you know,
2: yeah. Yeah. And then And then I read a yeah. uh, I read an interview afterwards with the showrunner um which was honestly incredible. because um, that guy knows his shit. like the two the two guys who are working on the Star Trek animated shows, like the start of the biggest Star Trek nerds on the planet. and then like they can't even be bothered like the live action stuff has just like, yeah, I've seen an episode. <laughs> it's So weird how that happened.
3: Uh, I think like the most relevant question I could ask you about this is, do you think this is a good introduction for children to Star Trek? Do you think it is giving them, the thing they need to get propelled into that universe and be interested in it as they get older
0: could they watch this and then watch the next generation
3: not like immediately but like is it a good like first taste of the star trek universe yeah. for for young minds do you think it's doing a good job of that not necessarily like like do you think this is serving an appetite that would develop
2: that's a really good question because i don't really know my instinct is to honestly say no, because there's a lot of deep lore stuff that we get into in the first episode where it's like this is not the Federation. It's in the Delta Quadrant and then Janeway shows up and then the Protostar is like an an NX ship. And it's like there's a lot of like deep lore stuff that like Star Trek fans would know. And I but then I see on Twitter a lot about like Star Trek fandom sharing the show with their kids and their kids just eating it up. So I'm like, I guess there is something here for the kids. And, and perhaps because I'm much older um, that I just I'm just not seeing it
0: they sure. what what they're eating up is the aesthetic because it looks yeah. like a kid's show.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
0: like they could care less if it's like an NC whatever, you know? Like they're 5 or 10, you know? Like that's not that that's Right, but I would imagine. Yeah.
2: I would imagine that if I if I were a kid, I would be lost because of the stuff that they introduced in the first episode let alone. Yeah. Um but I guess not. So like I, for it, it is working for kids and I'm very happy about that because there's a whole new generation of trekkies being grown up on the sh- on the show. Um, and I do think it is progressively getting better. Um, hopefully it continues because I, I would love to have another Star Trek show that I actually like and not just tolerate existing. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I watched Peacemaker. Watch watched all of Peacemaker, all six episodes of Peacemaker that are out. Um, believe the hype, guys. Everything that Ryan and Sparks have been saying, it's absolutely true. That show is incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, um, it is, I think... I agree with the with, with people when they say it's like the best thing James Gunn has ever written.
0: It's because it's it's the only thing he's ever had more than two hours to tell. Yeah. yeah. Like he's always been a feature guy. So like him developing like it's the same quality. He's always
3: he's always been good at character development. So yeah. being able to develop characters over a longer period of time. Of course he was going to excel at yeah. it. But I, I agree. Like he's just nailing it. Yeah. He's yeah. really, really nailing it. Every and, and, and we we badmouth a lot of Warner Brothers' decisions. Uh, a lot of the time, because they make dumb ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah. kudos to them on just letting him absolutely take the reins uh, and go crazy. Even though this is set in the universe of the films, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, good for them.
2: And there's there's like not even a, a production disconnect between like this and Suicide Squad. Like sometimes they'll flash back to suicide to the Suicide Squad, and they're like, yep, that could have just been another episode. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and there's a lot of. Feature People who come to TV and they don't get the, the, the difference between television and, and, and features. But then there are others that do. And I'm so happy that James Gunn is in the camp of like, just like, this is my first ever TV show. And he just absolutely nailed it. Every episode is 46 minutes. Thirty nine sometimes, um, and so it feels like a classic TV that's serialized and it's pacing very well and it's developing the story in a natural way with characters that are growing and are likable. It's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful show.
3: We'll definitely talk about it when we have our discussion about it. I think that Peacemaker is the shining example, and like two, I'm I'm hoping the thing that's going to trigger the Disney Plus MCU shows to step up because I can tell that the job of Peacemaker is to tell me a story. Yeah. Whereas I feel a lot of the time that the MCU Disney Plus shows, their job has been to expand the MCU. Yes. Yeah. And tell a story second. It's, and again, like- And uh, like and Peacemaker is expanding the
0: DC universe, yeah. but that's not the it's point. It's not the point of it. And yeah, it's yeah. not the goal. And it's clearly a lower priority. Uh, yeah, like this week specifically of watching the newest Boba Fett and then watching newest Peacemaker- I'm like, it's not fair to compare them, but I'm just like, they're just operating at different levels. Like truly, just like, (laughs) like one is so focused on what's the next thing we're going to be making? Whereas like, let's just focus on Peacemaker and his eagle. I'm like, it's so nice that that like, Peacemaker could have been something so much worse. And I'm like, wow, it's like, it's actually art. It's real art.
2: (laughs) I am very excited to see what Gunn does with the next two Guardians projects. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. The way he's already talked about
0: Guardians three. It's like it's already way more emotional and dark and like, oh man, he's gonna like kill out those characters or something crazy. Like he's
2: But taking like growing, he's always been growing as a filmmaker. Like I've always loved seeing him grow as a filmmaker ever since Guardians, but like the 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 growth that he has exhibited from the Suicide Squad to Peacemaker uh, makes me very excited to see him bring the that growth, that talent to the next to the holiday special, to Guardians Volume Three. Like I'm I'm very excited for his career going forward. Same uh yeah.
3: he, we didn't talk about it in the news um but he did hint at the, the potential for a season 2 of peacemaker and a spin-off show of another character from the suicide squad yeah. yeah, and i'm all for it baby like i'm so glad that they're willing to just like let him go let him just tell a story
2: yeah, yeah. um everyone should have that mentality <laughs>
3: yeah and you know like i think there's an amount where this is very much like you know not to get too too much on it or anything but and draw sure. too many comparisons but like at the MCU you know it, it is Kevin Feige and all of them seeing like knowing what they want to do in a large sense and saying like who do we want to fill in this hole that we want and who do we want to bring in and have them tackle this thing that we already know this is what they want them to tackle. James Gunn is like I have a great idea for a show like this because yeah. I did Suicide Squad and just letting him go okay cool you have a story let go for it.
2: That's what I that's what I always that's what classic warner brothers was before they got scared with batman v superman and a lot of those ship chains like, like warner brothers used to be the studio uh, which chris nolan talks about all the time like used to be a studio that uh, someone came to and like i had this idea and then they would fund that idea and they would be yeah. very very open to the creative process and and like they were, they're still a studio so they still got to worry about by the bottom line but they were very open with like helping shape what the director wanted and not necessarily stifling that um that creativity and then like Batman v Superman through and through a couple of years, I think just until like ATT left, um, they definitely stopped doing that. And I'm hoping that we're seeing a, a shift back towards that for Warner Brothers, because I thought that was where they shined.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I hope that Peacemaker continues to find a, an audience and does get enough. Uh, recognition to shift the trend that we're kind of living in right now because i think this is this is the direction i want to see going is like i would i would much rather invest my time
0: in watching stories that desperately want to tell me something yeah i don't it's know a- how true it is but it is it is reported as like the number one show in the world like it is the number one watch just a stream show in the world and i'm like i can't believe that that a john cena rated our superhero show is the number one but like it's that good like i believe it that's so good
2: really like vigilante
0: Oh, He's for real. Like that dude is like, okay. if if like James Gunn's ki- if he kills vigilante, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to write him an angry letter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into we'll get into
3: it in a special. Yeah, Ben's yeah. eyes are glazing over. Let's move yeah. on to the
2: next. On <laughs> um, um, I watched Halo: The Fall of Reach, just the animated show. Well, it's, it's it was a, an animated web show that they cut together into an animated film. Um That was fine animation sucks um and uh, uh i think the voice acting is solid the story is super slow um it's, it is heavily based off the the novel the fall of reach so it's about john 117, his him from a kid and talking about what the UNSC did to those kids and then growing them into these Spartans all fine stuff don't think it was put into an interesting package um uh uh Steve downs is in it he does like the there's a there's a framing device that connects it to Halo 5, um, which is that he's he's teaming up with his with his squad from before Reach fell. Um, and that's where and so and so he, it's, it's Steve Downs as Master Chief. And he's like, you know, this guy was my brother and blah, blah, blah. And then like when it's flashback, it's never Steve Downs. So it's like never the voice of Master Chief, even when he becomes even when he gets the, the, the Mjolnir armor um and i was like that's that's weird <laughs> and then like when we go back to the when we flash forward it's like yeah this guy was my brother and i would do that for any of you and blah 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 and i'm like i i know that you're meant to be the same character but could you have at least done it so that when he put on the helmet for the first time the helmet just made his voice sound like steve down it's like i would have yeah, bought Darth that
3: vader, Darth vader logic yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: i would have bought that like you didn't have to do this <laughs> um so anyway that's it's fine I'm going to watch the next two, uh, Forward and Dawn and uh, what's the whatever, Nightfall. Um, never seen them before. And I watched three Dragon Ball movies. Wow. Um, I saw Dragon Ball The Path of Power, Path to Power, Path to Power, Path to Power. Excellent. Right. I really liked it. <laughs>
3: It's a beautiful celebration of the beginning of Dragon Ball. Because it was done as an anniversary celebration. The animation is gorgeous. And it just, for condensing as much story as it does, it does it very well.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought that was very solid. Um, the emotional gut punch of Ader completely works. It does. So, like for, for those of you who don't know, I'm going through all the Dragon Ball movies. And so far, the Dragon Ball films uh, have not... Tackled the Red Ribbon Army. This one does. So it does the origin of Goku once again, but this time with the Red Ribbon Army. Ben's internet is spazzing out. Yeah, I was about to say Ben's like He in a few minutes. <laughs> Hi Ben. I'm back. I'm back. Um. So yeah, I. I <laughs> yeah, Ben was re- just. <laughs> <laughs> um, was, that's, how he, that's how
3: he looked the whole time we were talking about peacemaker. no i <laughs> could tell when when there was no movement anymore. i know i just wasn't <laughs> looking at it's it
2: so funny um anyway oh. loved path to power um i thought I'm it was so very good it,
3: it's a i think it's a refreshing refreshing breath of like non-canon fun
2: me too um and then i watched uh, the first two dragon ball z films so dead zone and uh world's strongest and I thought both of those were absolutely fine. Um, yeah. Not a whole lot there, honestly. It's like bad guy steals Gohan or Piccolo or Master Roshi or Bulma and Goku has to go be a strong guy.
3: Yeah, one through three are very similar plots. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, I think Garlic Jr. is a fun villain. I don't think the other guy is. Dr. Who is a what's-its?
3: I think Garlic Jr. lives better in our memory because there's a season about him later that we just we know and it's That's there true. and we make him a bigger deal in Dead Zone. But I think like if there if just that movie existed, like we just Garlic Junior would be just as forgettable as the others. Big yeah. Garlic. Man. I think the only thing special about it is the fact that Gohan blasts him into the Dead Zone. Like outside of that, it's...
2: yeah. I I do think that it's it's fun to see Kami like get into some action. Like we don't really see that in Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um and and Dead Zone. Uh, and there's some good moments, like Master Roshi gets a cool action sequence in World Strongest, but like ultimately, it, they're fine. Yeah. Um, then they don't fit in continuity, which is funny. Ab- um, absolutely not. Because go, because Gohan, Gohan is clearly trained with Piccolo by the time World Strongest showed up, but like Piccolo and Goku are still not good, for- are still not like buddies. But like at this point, like shouldn't they be on Namek? <laughs> It's wild. You have to you have to like if you wanted to fit it
3: in, you have to create a logic where like all three of those movies take place like
2: in weird periods. It doesn't work. Within seconds of within seconds of where they would be in the arcs. Mm -hmm. Um anyway. Oh, there's a good bit in Dead Zone where like Chi Chi is about ready to like fight to like to like protect Gohan. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Uh, I thought that was fun because Chi Chi like often gets forgotten as like she was a very strong martial artist. There's this line in or like Roshi's like, they took out Chi Chi. Like th- this guys are serious. And they're like,
3: oh yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, Chi Chi
2: this, this
3: happens again in the Garlic Jr. saga later. Like the Garlic Jr. stuff they take as an opportunity to be like, we can remind people that Chi Chi can fight.
2: <laughs> yeah. She's not just the nagging wife. Yeah. Um yeah, good stuff. And then I fi- finally I watched Five Cream. Which is a brilliant movie.
3: Yeah. An
2: excellent scream movie. I really liked it. Um, I've I've liked it the more like I've gotten distance from it. Like the more I'm thinking about it. Like, hell yeah, that movie rules. Um, we'll talk more about it probably in the news when we get to the news section of this. But like, yeah, Five Cream, excellent movie, great uh legacy sequel, uh, great requel. Um, very happy with how that turned out.
0: All right. I'm not gonna ever use that term requel, though.
2: I don't mind it, but it's a little weird. Because you said it, and I was like, I don't like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked people, it a lot.
3: People keep, because you brought it up, people keep trying to, like, find terms, because they talk about this with Matrix. Whatever, mm-hmm. too. I heard this on a lot of podcasts, where they keep trying to find the term for, like, what we're doing with movies. And I'm like, how is just revival not it's a good term? It's a good it's word. Just, like, revival is just,
0: you're bringing, I, they're, like, legacy <laughs> sequels. And I'm like, why are we making it so complicated? They're revivals. That's yeah. what they are. It, it can mean both. Uh, sequel and reboot. Yeah. it's over, You're bringing it back in some way. Right. That's a good, yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah. like
2: I think they get hung up because of the fact that we've we've now as a culture realized that the term reboot should have been attributed to what we're doing now, because um, it's restarting a franchise. And so like we use the term reboot culturally, it kind of means it it still has the 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 mean of like oh we're we're doing a whole new thing with this IP, uh, unconnected to what has come before. And so now it's uh, people are getting tripped up. But I agree, revival. It's right there.
0: Hashtag revival. Bring it back.
2: Um, all right, shall we get into our bread and butter then?
0: Yes! Yep.
2: So some sad news up top. Um, Brian Augustine, uh, who is a comic book writer and editor uh, for DC Comics, wrote the, uh, edited and wrote The Flash, um, and uh, most notably wrote Gotham by Gaslight with Mike Manola. Um, he passed away at the age of 67.
0: That's a shame. Gotham by Gaslight's real cool. It's a cool book.
3: Hmm. Big bummer.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Some comic book news
2: other than that. Uh, Substack was in the news again. And I guess they've been publishing comics. Cool
0: for them. No, technically they're not publishing comics, but comics are coming out.
2: That's true. Yes. Uh, in this news came that, like, James Tinian's, James Tynan's, um, uh Thing, uh, his book it was so successful that they're going to do another volume of it, and I'm like, wasn't okay, sure.
0: No, yeah, but all, yeah, there's tons of comics out, there's none of them have been read by us because we don't spend money.
2: Well, uh, Substack uh, has picked up some new comic book creators, oh, yeah, Grant Morrison, Tom King, Jen Bartel, uh, Exa Charessier, Carrie Randolph. Joanne Star, Brian K. Vaughn, and Nico Henrichen.
0: Yeah, those are all big names. Um, do you have any more besides that? Well, know? there
2: wasn't. I tried to find like what they were doing, but they didn't say. Um, well, all of
0: them have announced. A lot of them announced what the books are, and so a lot of them are already out. Like Tom King's book is out.
2: Okay. Well, I, I I was looking in like articles about like the Substack announcement. I didn't see what they said. So what? Anything interesting? That you would um, like?
0: Tom King and Elsa sh- sh- I have her name. Her name is. So a lot of these people. Every different, every sub stack has a different uh, subscription model or subscription base. Um, these new ones are very interesting and they make me interested in subscribing because the Tom King one, uh, his, his it's like a love romance drama novel, like old school, like 50s pulp uh, romance. Um, his comic is free. So you can subscribe for free and you'll get the comic for free. If you want to be a subscriber, you'll get all the behind the scenes stuff behind it. That's the model. Oh. That's how you do a sub stack. In my yeah. opinion, and that's what a lot of people are going to follow. Instead of saying, "Hey, give me ten bucks a month, I'll give you a page every other week," like that's bullshit, in my opinion. That's why I don't want to do any of other Substack. Um, Tom yeah. King's one is like, "No, yeah. the, the comic's half done already. Here's the first issue for free. If you want to see how we made it, give us five bucks." Uh, that's how. That's a great model, and that's what a lot yeah. of other people are doing. Um, not all of the other uh, uh, books have been announced, but um, that is like the new model a lot of these people are doing, which I think is a great way. Like I, I looked at that number one. Uh, of Tom King's book. It sucks because you're just reading it on a PDF on your phone. Like that's like Marvel Unlimited has such a better method of, you know, like panel searching and stuff like that. So does the DC Universe app, uh Comixology. Um so until they have their own app to read a comic in, I'm not super invested still. Cuz mm-hmm. it's just reading it, it through your email. Um, it's like it's like you captured the screenshots online, downloaded yeah. it into your
3: email. Yes.
0: Very much how um if you read comics online, uh how that is. It's just just bunch of pages. Um yeah. Which you know, it's still a comic, I guess, but not, not what I want. Right? There, um, there's
2: still a learning curve here with with the Substack thing, uh, with all these people.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, like this the subscription model that they had with like Tynan and Jonathan Hickman is working very well, but I think they do want to try other methods to try to get as many people as they can in this this like second wave of these creators is a big move of like we're not stopping. Substack is not going anywhere. So I guess I hope you like subscription models because every single creator on the planet is going to have one at some point. It's just how 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 bad of an investment is it to you? Like do you want to pay 10 bucks up front or is it free with uh, uh paid bonuses, which is the way I like it.
2: Well, I think the I think the interesting thing for me here is that the first wave were like most of them, not all of them, but like a lot of them were exclusive contracts. Like we were exclusively with Sub with Substack this time and the time after that. But like so, this is like the third wave, I think, um where it's like we're just signed on, we're just doing Substack stuff. We got Substacks. We're not exclusive with them, and I think that's kind of like the 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 thing with the, the the kind of the hype has died down with Substack. Like yes, they're staying, they're sticking around, but everyone kind of realized like we shouldn't be like exclusively doing this on Substack. We should be like. Making we shouldn't be putting all of our eggs in one basket.
0: Yeah, uh, and yeah. they still like a lot of those first the first wave ones. Like they still saying that like we are publishing those books through you know you know I, uh, Image Dark Horse stuff like yeah. that. It's just still waste. That's too far away at this point still. And I'm like, I'll be there next year when I could buy it on a shelf, my guys. Right. Yeah.
3: Uh, and it's still you know individual each thing is an individual subscription. Yeah. It's not. A, and I think that's overall, the thing yeah. that kills it for me the most is that I'm like I would happily. I think spend $15 a month for everybody, every comic creator that goes to Substack yeah. to have access to all of their things. And they all get like dividends from that. I feel like more people would be willing to jump into a lump sum. Yeah. This idea to me, to this is really reductive, but like, it's like if Disney plus broke it down. So like here, pay $2 a month for and, Marvel. You get, and you get Marvel Yeah, pay $3 a month. You get, um, all of Disney animation, pay $2 a month to get Pixar's, pay $2 a month to get Star Wars, something like that. Like that would pay, pay another $2 a month for Disney live action, pay another $2 a month for Disney plus exclusives. Yeah. Uh, Like
0: that is nightmarish to me. The thing Um, is, but the thing is it's Substack is more, they're training it more like Patreon than, than a subs, even though it's a subscription service, it is more like Patreon. Right. Uh, it's just their model isn't as as neat or yes. as like enticing as a Patreon. Yes. but I mean, it, it, but I,
2: it builds up. It builds up because like if you're if if you're like I want to I want to read Grant Morrison, Jeff Lemire, Tom King, Jonathan Hickman, like that's thirty dollars a month that I'm spending. On if you're just...
3: a person who likes to read oh, comics, yeah. which is the only reason you would be going and seeking this out to yeah. begin with, of course you want to read most of these creators. You can't afford to read all. Do <laughs>
0: <these laughs> you have uh, Do you have the Jonathan Hickman uh, Stephen Wacker news in this?
2: No, what was that?
0: Okay, so Stephen Wacker was an editor at Marvel for 15 years. He left that position to go work at Jonathan Hickman's Substack. Wow. Oh, Yeah, he was like the premier editor at Marvel, and Jonathan Hickman won him over. The thing he's doing over there, he's building himself a literal little empire at Substack. He has so many artists and so many talented people that he's taken from, like, image and shit, and he's building his own, like, micro ecosystem of comic, like, publishing. Um, it's really crazy. Uh, Jonathan Hickman is, like... He's probably the person doing the most with it, but again, I don't want to spend ten bucks a month to get a page a week. That's right. not that's not that's, my model. That's just not a good model. No, I,
3: I don't think it, even a little. Like I, I, I think about it, the viz I've talked about the viz media app. I pay two dollars a year. That's insane, <laughs> and I get a chapter a month. Yeah, of whatever I want to read. Yeah, that's come on. Like you can't when those kind of models are existing. Like you can't expect that out of people. And I'm I I think this is good for like comic creators uh, on the back end. Like this is this is providing a good economy, something away from the studio from the system that's been crushing a lot of them. I get that. I'm all for that. But it's bad for the consumer as it is right now, which means in time it's going to
0: be bad for them too yeah that's why like something's gonna have to change yeah that's why like this wave of like of like yo the book is free you can read our book for free and if you like it give us five bucks and you can see the the scripts and the behind the scenes like uh, uh paneling and stuff i'm like yeah. that's a good model that's enticing That is
1: that is i mean yeah. i just down i just recently signed up for marvel limited i did the yearly thing and that's like half off of otherwise i would be paying monthly and I have pretty much the entirety of Marvel at my fingertips now. That's like, it's even so when I was going through the app, I was reading the book club through it. I was looking, I was adding, I, I added Jason Thor, uh, Jason Thor's, Jason Aaron's Thor run to my, to my read list. Added, my name is Jason Thor. <laughs> that'd be a cool name. I added right, uh, uh, all of Ultimate Spider-Man, but it's, and it's all there. It's like, I don't have to worry about anything else.
3: That's, that's a good example is like, it, you know, it's a, it's a war of attrition because you have all that content right there with all these other things. Uh, take this to those comic apps. Take this to the streaming services. Yeah. That content is all there, and this is just not. This is not equal to the dollar you spend. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not even equal to the dollar you spend a month getting things at the store. No, it, you
0: know, yeah. for a single title. No, yeah, like like Brandon, you said like you'd be spending way more than thirty. Like if like if every creator is like eight to ten bucks a month, and like every single big name creator is on there, then you're spending like a hundred bucks. that's crazy, and you're not even getting comics every month. So I'm just like, like, we just
1: talked about it, but Tom King said his stuff is free. You just pay for the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, that's like the best. That's like the best model to me because hopefully others will. Right, as Ryan said, said, hopefully
2: others will pick it up. I don't know if that's the
3: solution because, like, I would I I feel like it's it sounds so meaningless in a sense, but like a dollar a month. I'd do a dollar a month for Hickman's stuff, even if I'm only getting a page. Like, I'll let it build up. Like, it's a dollar a month. I can do a few creators I really like for a dollar a month and be supportive, but I'm not necessarily going to be a person right now. Honestly, I like it's the right, it's a good model. It's better, yes, to give me the free book. And if I want the extra stuff, I'm not going to spend $5 for the extra stuff. I'm being honest. I can't afford to. It's just not a thing I can do. I'd rather just read the book, but I also want to be supportive. A dollar, I could do. I could do a dollar a month. I could do two.
0: How about seven more dollars on that though? Mike? Nope,
3: can't. Nope. <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing. Yeah, because it that's, adds that's the equivalent of other bullshit that I get way more out of.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, there was some other Substack news, which is that they've gone to the manga business. Um, mm-hmm. Substack has also launched uh, Manga Explaining Extra, a podcast and newsletter centered on manga that regularly releases different stories from a rotating team of creators.
0: So, oh, getting all over the market.
2: All right, there you go. Do you
3: know, are those creators Japanese creators or are they pulling from American creators? Okay,
2: so interestingly, I'm glad you brought this up. They didn't specify. Yeah, Mm.
3: see, I'm really curious about that too because I'm wondering if this is an American audience reacting to the manga boom and being like, wow, we need to get on that. I wonder too. You can't all do manga. You gotta know that. Like, there are American writers that can, it's not many. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's move on to that. Uh Danny Warren Johnson and Juan Gideon are teaming up to do Jurassic League, which will be the Justice League, but as anthropomorphic dinosaurs.
0: Why are people mad? Because they, they, <laughs> right. they don't this, is a, this, like this is a situation of like it's too stupid for them. And I'm like, well then you're we're just not friends. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like we're not the same people. Sorry.
2: I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, like just For like people. Animal Avengers, like like, so who cares? Like really, guys, D Rex Batman. Like it's comic books. Com- like this is was really funny. Like guys, it's it's Batman is like a is like a monkey man. Like whatever, come on. This like. is pure <laughs> comic
1: book stuff
2: right here. Superman is, is, is a com- Superman. Sorry, Ben, real quickly. Superman is a brachiosaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who still came from the planet Krypton? <laughs> Keep it on Love the it. Love Isn't it. Is it one woman
1: triceratops it? in this one?
2: Hey, one yes. yes. Yeah. One
1: woman. That's freaking awesome! This is pure comic book goodness. This is like, yo, let's just go batshit crazy. It's like, okay, they're mad at Jurassic, League, but they're happy with Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. Really? No, no, no. Probably not either. Though.
2: Hold on. I think if Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew hadn't existed up until now and was announced, I don't think it would go over quite as well as it yeah. having been existed for so long. Um, to be fair. Second. Uh, yeah. This
0: this book sounds like a blast. Yeah. Like. It this doesn't have to be any deeper than like, yo. What if? What if Wonder Woman was a dinosaur? Like,
1: this is every five years' dream. Like,
0: what if the Justice they League
2: will.
3: but dinosaurs? That's so. I'm like, freaking. I'll read it. I want the villains. That's what I'm waiting for.
2: What'd you say? What'd you say, Sparks?
3: I want the toys.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Um, did you guys see the picture of a uh, uh, Joker Velociraptor? No. Yes. I didn't. Beautiful.
1: Is Dark Side a Tyrannosaurus Rex?
2: We we only saw Joker and Batman. And it's know. a Velociraptor and a T-Rex um yeah awesome can't wait bring it on I wonder if um Ooh, it's yeah. only six it's only six issues uh-huh. uh, so good no good like give me yeah, give me that tight look, yeah give me that tight trade
1: all right yeah i could i'll probably if i see this at a con i'll probably i'll
2: definitely pick up the trade this sounds fun
1: oh that right. looks sick
2: right You're
1: like
2: yeah yeah it's all <laughs> it's like an old white velocity love it I'm so excited. This is like the most... This is like the thing that got me like crazy this week. Um, all right. Everyone loves Marvel Synergy, right? Depends. Well, is Secret Superman? Invasion is coming back.
0: No. Superman, no.
2: <laughs> Superman, like no. World War no,
0: I thought they were done. I thought they were over. <laughs>
2: uh, this Secret Invasion will be written by Ryan North with art by Francesco Mobili. Um, and it's Maria Hill... Ah, uh, trying to prevent the uh the uh, a new faction of scrolls trying to take over the earth.
0: So this is in preparation for the Secret Invasion TV show. Oh yeah, synergy baby. Uh this event is certainly not going to be a big, huge Marvel not Marvel event. Absolutely no offense to Ryan North, he's not someone who does giant Marvel events. This is definitely one of those side like the Last Annihilation is like a side event. Uh, this is definitely like a side event,
2: um, which especially because there's a there's a there's an actual event, a line wide event happening in the same month, which we'll talk. Yeah, about.
0: <laughs> yeah, accidents.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Christopher Cantwell and Carlos, sorry, Ario uh, uh, and and Inditi is doing Star Wars Obi Wan. Going to be a five issue miniseries. Uh, which will chronicle the life of Obi-Wan Kenobi from his time as a Jedi initiate initiate all the way up to his time on Tatooine. Um, basically it's like it's like a five issue miniseries of the journal of Obi-Wan if you were reading that initial Aaron's uh, uh, Star Wars run.
1: So it's kinda of like a life story essentially where he starts yeah, pretty much. yes where he starts as a Padawan and then it's
0: ending with him. I'm for it. I like it. I haven't picked up a Star Wars book in a long time, but like my friend Sparks here says, can't well can't miss. So uh, I'm gonna pick this up because that that dude does excellent tragic yes. character work, and that's all Obi Wan is—baby, is sad stuff. I was I was literally about to say Christopher Cantwell can do
3: well, so I will <laughs> yeah. be getting this one for sure.
0: The artist is great too, um, like a new up and comer guy. Um, this is really cool, like a uh, like a mini series, so I don't have to worry about too much. Like, mm-hmm. tell me his secrets. Does he have a baby? Who knows? Yes.
2: Yeah, answer, I mean, a baby. This is also synergy because. You know that okay. show oh, is coming right. soon. Yeah,
0: but okay. this is but this is synergy
3: that like doesn't feel as bullshit,
2: right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, the, the Star Wars always... synergy. Go ahead. The, the Star Wars synergy is like, yeah, I like this because we already It's like you have the journey, the journey or the journey, the Journal of Obi One that's been established in previous Star Wars books. We know the show was coming out, so I was like, cool. I want to dive deep into Obi wan I want to read more about this dude. Whereas Secret Vision is like, we had
0: that already we already yeah. had
1: a secret of Agent yeah. thing and I now guess,
0: they're doing we, it again we also, we've had lots of obi-wan comic books too though but like so i see what he's saying uh i just trust the writer and like the idea more than just we're doing the idea again yeah
2: it de- it definitely feels like it definitely feels like I-, I didn't mean to like uh compare them on like a on like no, any no. other level than like there's an obi-wan show coming yeah. out and so star so marvel is probably looking to put out an obi-wan comic but i do believe that like christopher Cantwell came in with a pitch and was like yeah. i want to do this and then they're like perfect timing
3: for sure, and I think I think there are a lot of wonderful things that you can fill in about Obi-Wan's character that still aren't filled in. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I need those holes filled, but I'm I saying I think there's
0: interesting story to tell. Yeah. And it'll be great when we read that series. And, uh, sorry, Emma freaked out a little bit. When we read that comic series and there'll be a bunch of new canon stuff added and then we watch the show and it's all deleted. Well, I didn't <laughs> want to say that part. But I'm just saying
2: I was saving that bit for when we talked about Boba Fett, but okay. <laughs> it's also entirely possible. It doesn't really It doesn't really do anything to contradict the show or vice versa.
0: Oh yeah, no, yeah, probably not. Yeah.
2: But all right, um, the Savage Avengers are coming back. Uh, the Savage Avengers, written by David uh, Papos, Paposi, uh, Carlos Magno. Um, Conan the Barbarian is returning uh, from the last run. Um, Electra Daredevil uh, Anti-Venom, Black Knight Cloak and Dagger and Weapon H uh, are joining the team for the Savage Avengers and are going to be fighting their way through the Hyborian Age um, with an evil Deathlock on their tail.
0: I love it uh i think this team is excellent this is my favorite thing a bunch of like not obscure but like b-list characters uh coming together um black knight it's not dane whitman it's black knight's daughter she's the new black knight she's been in the she's the new she's been around for for like a year or so um she's super cool i love daredevil electra uh weapon h wolverine uh (laughs) hulkman whatever he's he's whatever i'm sure he's fun uh but i will definitely pick up this number one uh i i love i love conan he's so funny uh, it's funny to me that Conan is like the, is like a
2: mainstay Avenger. Right. You
0: see, man, like it it is, it's super stupid too. Cause like you can't read any of it on Marvel unlimited. <laughs> None of it is on Marvel unlimited and neither are Savage Avengers. Cause I really wanted to catch up. And I'm like,
2: hey, Oh, because the, own-?
0: the, the, the deal probably prevents yeah, it. Yeah, like, you, you own the comic. What's going on here? I'm like, sorry, sir. Not digitally. That's funny.
2: Um, the new fantastic four are coming back. Uh, Peter David and Alan Robinson are going to be bringing back the new Fantastic Four, which will be set shortly after the events of Fantastic Four 347, which introduced Wolverine, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, and the Hulk as the new Fantastic Four.
0: Hmm. Yes, that was real cool. Um, yeah, uh, this is a cool idea. This is definitely for all the 55-year-old old people who love Peter David still, because it's not none of us young people. <laughs> yeah,
2: he wrote, he was doing a maestro
0: book. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, again, character from the from the '80s and '90s that people love. Uh, Peter David is a man who wrote some real great comics back then, and has some uh real gross political views that, like, a lot of a lot of young people don't like him very much. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's time. He's
2: such a such is
0: life. Such is life. Keep writing that maestro, book buddy. It's cool.
2: And then finally, on the on the comic book side, Judgment Day. Uh, we finally got some uh, official news on this new event. Uh, Kieran Gillen and Valerio Schiti I learned that um,
0: recently.
2: Uh, we'll will uh, write and draw uh, Judgment Day, which is going to be an event launching in July, which will see the Eternals uh, go to take out the mutants and then the Avengers are trying to kind of de-escalate the situation before it destroys yeah, the world. The
0: yeah, the the like Captain America's like, please the immortal people stop fighting. I can't handle it. Um I am so excited for this event. Uh, the last time something like this happened was Avengers versus X Men and Humans versus X Men, and both those event- both those events are not real good. But Kieran Gillen's behind this, um, and he's part of the Eternals and the X Men team, so it's like his total control. Um, uh, I talked about it in my week, uh, Brandon, when you were gone, but like I'm re- caught up on Eternals, and like the newest issue of Eternals is leading right up to the Judgment Day, where um, the Eternals are like, uh, we have to go take, we have to go use the Celestial that the Avengers are hanging out in but they won't give it to us. So I guess we're going to kill them, uh, which is really fun. So I can't wait to see the Avengers get their asses kicked. Um, there was,
2: there was a quote uh, from one of the, I think from this book or from an upcoming Eternals book where it said, um, uh, we were, we were here to fight the deviants, but we missed them with like the mutants. So like the implying that the mutants are, are considered to the Eternals deviants.
0: Yes. Yeah. The like Druig that, that, uh, the, the mind guy he's like uh yeah we missed some of the deviants they're called mutants and everyone's like oh, are they gonna retcon mutants no the, the the eternals are probably just gonna be assholes and like you guys are offshoots and we need to destroy you yeah. um i'm just really excited because like i love big events when they're done right and kieran gillen gave a great quote of like man big events should be like big fun and like they didn't like i don't have the exact quote but the way he described him like i fully trust this event uh kieran gillen is so good i can't wait for him to come onto the x-men books officially
2: yeah all right, that's all the comic book news, so let's move on. Woo! Sony. Oh, boy. Sony Entertainment has bought Bungie for $3.6 billion. Um, real quickly, Bungie will remain an independent subsidiary of Sony Interactive, but will still be governed by CEO Pete Parsons.
0: This is an incredible story. Uh, not just because it happened <laughs> mere weeks after the last major uh, uh, buyout, but... um. A lot of people were freaking out, and I understand why. But unless you read like one of the quotes you just read, Brandon, about them obtaining uh, 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 like independent stature, um, this is this is really awesome news for both parties. Um, do you have anything to say, Ben? Because like again, I listen yeah. to so many video game podcasts, uh, where like this has been ingrained into my brain. So like I've I won't talk as much as last week about the Activision stuff, but like this is actually pretty good news, and so I want to hear your thoughts.
1: I would say the Activision stuff was a, was a little bit more. Bigger. It's 100% <laughs> I mean, bigger
0: bigger. Yeah, it was, a lot, it was a
1: lot bigger than playstation game bungie um really so, actually it's 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 67 billion dollars bigger yeah it is 67 billion dollars bigger um besides so i was listening to another video game podcast where they were talking about this um i kind of have to agree with one of the hosts of that show saying that this is starting to feel like the what a lot of movie studios are doing is they're getting up a, a lot of big um like bigger corporations are swallowing up the little guys so I do get that feeling it's going in a certain direction. But at the same time, the fact that when Brandon said that Bungie will still remain independent, they'll just be governed by the head of Sony. So hopefully there won't be too much corporate um like corporate litigating, like only make the things that make us money sort of thing. So hopefully that happens. But at the same time, the I mean it's it's it is good that Bungie is that Sony and Bungie are doing this together. So but I'm still like kind of eh? I don't really know how to. I don't really know how to feel about this. Like, with Activision Blizzard being bought by Xbox, is like, oh shit, that they that can lead to major change. Whereas with this one, Bungie's a much smaller studio. The only thing they've been put out recently is just Destiny Two, and I mean, people are still playing that, which and that's still making money. And there's really no plans, as far as I know, off the top of my head, to go forward with the Destiny franchise or a brand new one in in general. But one thing that made me laugh my ass off were some of the headlines that people put out that were just so freaking hilarious. It's like, really? These people do not. They just see a headline and they just run from there. They don't know what's going on.
3: I'm sorry, Ben. Did you say that they're not going forward with the Destiny franchise?
1: No, as in they're not doing anything besides Destiny.
3: Oh, gotcha. So I don't know
1: if they're going to do
0: another IP or they're just going to focus on Destiny for the time being. They've... They're working on a new IP. They've announced that earlier. Okay, Um, okay, so uh, this is really good news. Um, And I know people are scared because, again, this happened immediately after the Activision thing. Mm -hmm. Billion-dollar acquisitions don't happen in a span of days. This is not something that happened in response to Activision. A lot of people think that's the case. That's not how Mm -hmm. business works. You don't throw in billions of dollars days after something is announced. That's not how it works. This operation is 100% in benefit of both parties, and Bungie is staying independent. It is staying multi-platform. Nothing is changing in that fact. Uh, Bungie is the best live service operator in the business they have Destiny 2 which is the best live service game out right now um, after they left Activision Blizzard which which they got bought by and they went independent um, they were able to do whatever they want so the, when people heard that they were getting bought again it was really confusing because this is a company that fought to become independent after getting bought out by the worst company possible uh, so when there's so many interviews of that with with, with the president of, of both companies Um sony bought bungie for their live service operations uh they're gonna help because sony is mostly a first person or excuse me uh like a first party third person developer like uncharted god of war those are the type of games that make last of us third person epic single player games their multiplayer services are nowhere to be seen so them buying bungie they are buying a platform of like hey you guys know how to make multiplayer games we're gonna use your services to upholster our games uh the thing sony does so brilliantly is they use their uh, proprietary software between developers. So the horses that are in Ghost of Tsushima are like the same tech that's in The Last of Us, and vice versa. So lots of in uh, Death Stranding, that tech was used in Horizon. So a lot of that stuff is going between developers. And now that Bungie, the best multiplayer developer in the world, is owned by this company, owned, they're just using their services. All of their games are staying multi-platform. Destiny's not going anywhere. The independent or the new IP they're working on is going to be multi-platform. This is strictly a, hey, you guys are good at your job. We're good at mine. Let's be business partners. This isn't an acquisition as more it is a partnership. Uh four billion dollars is a lot of money. Uh that is a scary amount of money, but like uh I know after the activision thing, like this is not them owning Bungie. It's them like, hey, we're gonna use you guys and we're gonna help you. This is essentially when Sony t-
1: letting them play with the toys
2: that make yeah. their games pretty damn good. Well, really. When I good. saw that, when I saw that number, I thought to myself,
0: Trump change." I see. It's,
2: that's because, like, is,
0: comparatively speaking to the one that know, happened last week, it's wild. It's yeah, yeah. like these are f- these are not real numbers. At the end of the day, like you no, know, not. like we didn't talk about it, but a couple weeks ago, Take Two bought uh, Zanga for eleven billion dollars. That's a mobile developer. We didn't talk about that like every week. There's been a billion dollar acquisition happening, and like at the at the end of the day, like four billion dollars. What does that even mean? How much is that really compared to a, like a sixty billion dollars? It's all fake money, right? Um, but like people got really scared. They're like, "Oh no, Destiny's going to be PlayStation exclusive." No, that's not the case. Uh, people read headlines and get scared, which I understand. Uh, this is this is a great situation for Bungie because like they're a great studio who who could even who can use always more help and a great situation for Sony. Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Yep. The, speaking of headlines, the, be, the best headline I saw was from uh, The Sun, which is an English uh, tabloid, essentially. Um, they said that a bunch of people who are selling the Xboxes because Sony bought the, the Halo maker. And every single person who shared that headline
0: is like, yo, these people do not know what the hell they're talking about. Because yeah.
1: what if he hasn't made Halo in years? That's 343.
0: Yeah, the, thing, the headline of, yeah, Sony buys makers of Halo. That's just journalists not being good at their jobs. Yeah, straight up, just most not being of good the, at the jobs.
2: <laughs> most of the people who made Halo haven't
0: been at the company in over a decade. Exactly. Yeah, like three four three has been making Halo for ten years. Like Bungie has not touched Halo in over a decade.
3: I have a question for you, We're Ryan. Incorporating their their guns, but not their guns, into Destiny as a celebration <laughs> oh, of Bungie's yeah, yeah. anniversary. Synergy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you guys know about this. That's
0: key. No, the Halo guns. So got so played, to celebrate
3: yeah. celebrate Bungie as a company's anniversary, they incorporated the Halo guns, but they're not the Halo guns, because names. they can't be the Halo guns into Destiny as a celebration. So they're the same mechanics, they're just that's not funny. the same guns. Yeah. So
1: do they call the Spartan laser the Athenian laser now?
2: Or?
0: Sure. That's basically the idea. Yeah, basically yeah. Right. that's okay. the
1: idea. Even
2: better. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I got a question for you. Uh, so up, you, said that you said that Bungie was independent from Activision. Um, I remember after Halo... After they were done with Halo, I think whatever the last one was, ODST or Reach, um, they were part of Microsoft first, weren't they? And then they split off from Microsoft.
0: So, okay, this is fascinating, real quick. So in 1999, yeah. Bungie was working on a third-person real-time strategy game called Halo that was exclusive to the Mac. Right. Then Microsoft came in and said, hey, we're launching the Xbox. We're going to buy you, give you all the money and like to give you all the support. So Microsoft owned Bungie until the after Halo 3 and ODST and Reach and all that stuff. Then they went independent. Then they got bought by Activision. And then it was years of misery. So, and then they were like, we have to leave. So after five years, they left their contract when they could. Right. Then this is why the, them getting bought was a real mystery to a lot of people. But it's not so much a buying out as a partnership.
2: Well, it's so interesting that like they fought for their independence with under Microsoft and then they that, lost it.
0: That's why people were so worried about this. But mm-hmm. like it's also
3: yeah. worth noting that Bungie's always had a really good relationship with Sony, which is evidenced by the fact that Destiny always had Sony exclusives. Yeah, they have exclusive Just like, Destiny think stuff. Think like, think like how Marvel Avengers has the Spider-Man exclusive. Same thing was happening with Destiny. Yeah. On repeated moments where so where Sony would get something that the other versions wouldn't. Uh, Bungie clearly had something that they were favoring over with Sony, so they've had a good
0: working relationship. So this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And this um, is this is again this is a um the con like the the console war thing is no longer a thing. This is again like this is now like content war. And, like, them owning Bungie doesn't mean, like, they're going to destroy Destiny. That means they're just going to get the revenue of, of Destiny. Like, that's what it is. Like, they don't want to ruin something that's good. They just want to profit from it. It's
3: also good for Bungie to have a greater support system because I also, I really like Destiny. Yeah. I do still want more IP from Bungie because Bungie still has made the best feeling shooter of all time, which is halo but also destiny yeah. destiny feels just as good at shooting no shooter has compared in the modern day to destiny
2: sure yeah um ben do you mind putting up the comments down there yeah we'll move on after that
1: yeah so we have a so we have
2: a i don't know how to say that shanak <laughs> kale yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so a, they... a new new listener i guess new listener yeah. watcher
1: yeah uh great hey guys great podcast especially with the marvel movie reviews thank you got ACL surgery tomorrow. That sucks. Hope you recover quickly. So I'm going to have a lot of downtime. Yes, you are. Uh, really looking forward to future episodes. Why, thank you. Greatly appreciate thank that. You. Thank you. Hope your surgery her. goes well and your recovery even quicker because I haven't had ACL surgery, but I know friends who have and that
2: sucks. Welcome to the Fake family. Okay. Legends of Tomorrow, Season 7. <laughs> and they say Oh my god. Has oh my god. cast Donald Faison as an unknown character. But allow me to read what the character description is Please. and see if we can guess. Um, the legends first encounter this character at a different phase of his career, whose golden years are in the re- rearview mirror. He is a good guy. Deep down, his ego is looking for a boost that only fame, fortune and glory can provide. Uh, while he claims to have been recruited to work for a mysterious time organization, he wasn't offered much of a choice in the matter.
3: Uh, my I, friend, my friend Marty's <laughs> in the chat right now, going "woot woot" because uh Booster Gold is his favorite character, and it's almost guaranteed Donald Faison's mm-hmm. coming in to play Booster Gold, and I could
0: not be happier. That's so that's such a casting, brilliant. That's so. I that's I will watch that one episode hundred and, and Ooh, then you'll have to watch the next season because uh, they, they're
3: not just introducing him for a single episode. He. Is coming to the ship oh, for the next season shit. almost almost guaranteed. Uh, I, I'm calling it, he's definitely coming in.
2: I kept wondering what took them so long to get Booster Gold onto the show.
3: That's this I've been saying, but like, if this is it, if this is the moment, baby, I'm so happy. Was... I think we are, I think currently we are primed for the best moment for it to happen. Um, yeah. I think the cast could use this injection, they've been doing great. Um, but I think Don Faison will, will add just a another level to the show i'm i'm so pumped uh legends looking to be the best modern era show at this point guys like yeah. honestly like superman and lois is great i'm not trying to knock it uh Leg- legends of tomorrow has has carved out its legacy it is killing it i love it
2: He, uh, donald fay sounds like i need to buy time for you guys to fix this powerpuff girls series what, what can i do
3: <laughs> oh yeah man Ditch that or series gold on legends of tomorrow baby that's that's where you belong
2: as far as we know things? Ben as far as we know yes they are just rewriting the script for the pilot okay then
3: didn't uh, didn't one of the actors exit completely Floyd Bennett yeah, yeah no it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I know if they haven't said it's dead it's dead
2: yeah all right um madam Webb uh, if you recall SJ Clarkson and uh will direct a, a film uh, from a script by Burke Sharpless and Matt Sazama. They are making a Madam Web film. It was announced that that they're they're doing it. Um, Dakota Johnson has been cast as the title character. And though they didn't specify, it is most likely, uh, we can extrapolate from the casting, that as the second Madam Web, who is also the second Spider Woman.
0: Julia Carpenter.
2: Julia Carpenter.
3: Talk about Liplash going from something I'm like, I can't, I cannot wait. I'm practically vibrating for to I could not care less.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm looking to see what these guys have written. Well, okay. So I've got it. So it's
3: possible for me to care less about this. I've I've got it.
0: I've got it right. Hold on. Uh, I've got
2: it right. So SJ Clarkson has, has not directed anything high profile. She's only directed a couple episodes of television here and there. Um, she directed one episode of succession.
0: Okay. That's Um, great.
2: And, uh, Burke Sharpless and Matt Sazama have had a interesting career in the film industry. And I will read you their movies, which is not many. Um, all right, so they did Dracula Untold, The Last Witch Hunter, Gods of Egypt, Power Rangers, uh Morbius, the upcoming Morbius film, and they created the uh Lost in Space for Netflix, the television series for Netflix.
0: Okay, that show's good. That show's good. Okay. Um okay. I like Power Rangers best as my wild.
1: nostalgia. It's nostalgia blinding me. everything else I heard not good things about, except for Morbius. I, wait,
2: heard- hold on. We're passing over. Someone wrote Gods of
0: Egypt. <laughs> yeah i watched that movie relatively recently for downright annoyed and it's that's something um so i definitely don't care like about madam web i definitely don't care about the, the, the spunk or whatever it's called you know what i
3: care about even less than madam web what a madam web
0: that can't exist in the same universe as spider-man i just i just don't understand why it's it's like why do you start from here like she's a she's like a plot character
4: like, it, I guess if you're doing
0: if you're doing ben, if you're doing the second, if you're doing like Julia Carpenter who is Spider Woman, <clears throat> but they're already doing Spider Woman with the other Spider Woman. But why do you have why, Right, this away. isn't the
2: Olivia Wilde movie that's rumored to be Spider Woman. This, so would she be? And like, if we're wrong and she's not playing Julia Carpenter, why is she playing the original Madame Web? She's far too young.
0: Um, the the thing is, I love Dakota Johnson, and she is an unhinged human being. So like, the fact that she put her put herself behind it is like that's just enough to be like okay what is that script where you said yes to this because she like I, she's like a lady who like picks her projects like 50 shades of gray aside like those movies are fine or whatever
2: um because of 50 shades of gray she has the ability to pick her projects
0: yeah
3: it, it's, there's always a thing of one for us one for them no it's
0: absolutely true I'm just i mean like, we thought the same thing about michelle
2: williams and she completely phoned that performance in
0: yeah but yeah i'm just i'm just like man Madam Web. anything can be good but i really
3: really doubt this one
0: no it, it, again this is like even more than craven i'm like this one doesn't make sense because like for people who don't read comics or don't know about Julie carpenter the only thing you know about madame webb is she's an old lady in the spider-man cartoons and she's <laughs> like i show up from the multiverse to spider people and i'm like i think the only way this makes
3: sense is if this exists in like it, the garfield or Maguire universe
0: unless they're trying to like well, this is their sorry. way of doing like live action spider-verse where she's like the connecting tissue but yeah. that's weird too. That's really like she,
2: weird. like she, like they're thinking about, like they're now thinking about making another Spider Verse film, but like independent of Marvel, and so they're using her as like the linchpin character to bring all the characters from the different universes together.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't. I, I, I'm trying to be positive, but like, nah, no, I'm okay. I'm all right.
2: Bring on it across done. the across the Spider Verse. Yes. Um.
3: Let's see if Morbius tanks at the box office, and then go from there. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That probably won't stop him, if we're honest.
3: Uh, it it'll definitely like slow some adrenaline. That's
2: Craven's true. filming, so
3: it's Craven's not. Kraven's gonna... <laughs> filming, but it's definitely not craven. Morbius it. drop, and then Craven drops, and then like everything that isn't Venom apparently doesn't work. Well,
0: let's let's wait and see. Because.
2: All right, um, yeah, all right. Looking forward to that. Um, Star Trek. Um, the long in development ever since the '90s in development Starfleet Academy series is finally moving forward at cbs uh paramount plus so a sixth star trek show uh i guess um this was announced because they were like we're gonna do more star trek shows when the when the current ones wrap so like picard rap is wrapping soon so i guess they're looking at this being the replacement um and uh uh right so so yeah so real quickly um gaia viola who is currently on the TV show Absentia, which I'd not heard of, but apparently a star Stanakaddock. Um this is what she did after Castle. Um, she is attached to the series. Um, and it's not gotten a green light yet. So they're gonna work, they're gonna workshop it, pitch it to Paramount Plus, and then they'll green light it. That's kind of where this is at right now.
4: Okay.
2: Um, and then this, and if this goes through, they're going to this is the bit of the news that I kind of wanted to talk about the most. Um, this is. Uh, going to happen after the section 31 show, which I completely thought they scrapped.
0: Nope, guess not.
2: They should have because <laughs> I don't want to see that show, I don't care about what section 31 does every episode. <laughs> That's like
0: the, the secrets of the, the universe or whatever, right? The secret stuff, like yeah,
2: they're the uh, they're the the X Force of Starfleet.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. Uh, so they're like the, the, the Black Ops people that nobody's supposed to know about,
0: Ooh,
4: R- and like.
2: And that like that works for like the the people coming in from the outside and we're like learning about them slowly. But like a whole show dedicated to that. I just can't see being interesting.
0: Set phasers to murder.
2: <laughs> Vaporize. Vaporize. All right. And that's all I really want to talk about with that. And then finally uh, Scream is getting a sixth movie. Is it really? Yes.
0: Scream getting a sixth movie. Yeah, so script. I don't, scr- I don't
2: <laughs> So <laughs> M- M- Matt Bettinelli, Alpine, open and Tyler Gillette, who directed Five Cream and Ready or Not, uh, will return to direct with a script by James Vanderbilt, and Guy Busiek, who also wrote Five Cream. Um, so the whole team's come back, and the filming in the
0: summer. I, man, I, uh, I, it's a double-edged sword because it's one of the situations like Halloween, where you come back with such a good movie, you're like, "Ooh, maybe to stop here. Don't do another one."
3: Maybe. Yeah. So, so I agree. Uh, my instinct is that was a great way to just go out. Um, I would go back to my thing of like, I'm still totally down for scream to continue with other people being inspired by stab in mm-hmm. other places and that kind of thing. Yeah. However, I will caveat that by saying that they talked about it while they were doing the rounds of five cream that they feel like there are still more stories to tell in Woodsboro. So mm-hmm. I also really liked our new young cast. Yeah. I will happily watch them again. Really enjoyed them. And here's the one really critical thing for me at this point. Nev Campbell talked about being cool with returning should they decide to make more screen films. However, if they decide they're going to kill Sydney, Nev Campbell will not return. She says that she, she cannot be killed at this point.
0: After five, you, can, you, can't, you, can't, you can't exactly and out. she
3: feels the same. And she says if they if that's the idea, she won't be part of it. I wouldn't want it either. Yeah, like five it, was good, the which is was, which yeah. is strongly how I feel as well. So that gives me at least a comfortable confidence that, like that's the worst thing I can see you doing is dragging out Sydney if you even bring her at this point, yeah, because i don't I don't know if it'll serve the story to do so. Uh, but uh, if you do, I can rest easy knowing we're not doing that. but at that at that same token, is there value in having Sydney in a really, really present role? You know Sydney cannot be killed.
2: Yeah, so I really felt that. Five Cream was a good send off to the legacy cast. Um yeah. not to say any more than just that because I I really liked how and they're, they're not it's not spoiling we know that Nef Campbell's in it like she she says like very very plainly like let's finish this Once and for all, no more of this crap. Yeah. Um and like so I felt like that was kind of them being like okay, this is the 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 final say on the Scream franchise. Um and I was happy with that and I felt like it worked. So I get, I have no reason to think that this isn't going to work because like, I really like the last one. So like, I yeah. have no reason to think otherwise that I won't like this one. It is just kind of, I do hand out a boss because I'm like, I did really like how you, where you ended it. And I don't see, I don't really feel like we need to continue.
3: In, yeah. In defense. I, again, of, I'm just thinking in, of Halloween kills again. Yeah. In defense of this decision, literally every time a scream film has been, has come up post scream three, people go D- do, should we? Yeah. I don't know. Um, And, I have faith in this team after they did five cream that if yep. they feel like they want to tell stories, especially if it's story, but that I can't imagine that they wouldn't, that we're following these new kids, these, these new cast members that we got, uh, I am happy to continue following those characters for another outing. I will do so. They, they would just, if they have a story to tell, I'm here to
0: hear it. Same. It's just like after five, like, like. That movie's so meta. Like, what what new thing are you going to do? And that's what I'm so interested. There's
3: there's the elephant in the room that I think everybody's aware of. That everybody was talking about around five cream being the potential, which is stew. Oh, bring Matthew Lillard back. Uh But that see, I
0: don't know if I'd want that though for the next movie. Right. Ah, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. That's
2: it. It's it's a tricky thing. Maybe maybe stab eight is the clue. Maybe, maybe that's the maybe it was the plan all, all along it was always in the in the it was always stab eight that was the one we should be looking towards oh,
3: man. uh yeah we'll we'll see uh I I'm I was impressed with fire yeah. cream. So I'm willing to, to give them the benefit. I'm cautiously and again, like, optimistic. And again, like the main thing that, that needed to be said for me is that Nev Campbell strongly believes that Sydney cannot be killed and won't be part of that. And I'm like, you know, that's pretty much one of the main things I needed is that I, I feel like it's a disservice to the character at this point. So yeah. They've been through
2: um, enough. Let the rest. Yeah. Right. Uh yeah. that
3: that's kind of my logic. Like, I think if Nev Campbell did return, I'd really want her only to return in a sense of like she's giving advice over the phone. Yeah. Almost rather than being a, a present active role. I think we've the only reason Sid showed up was very clear mm-hmm. in this last one. Uh it was a good reason, it made sense, and I think now we've we've told the end of that story. I understand her with a connection wanting to maybe still Give advice beyond call, especially to our new lead. Yeah. Uh from this last one. But that is the extent of it to me.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to trailers. T Talk. Well, dude, I swear, what if like like the next scream, it's like mob mentality is the real enemy? <laughs> and it's just like everyone in the hall, everyone in town wears a scream outfit. i like, no my god. Like, okay, uh, wait, <laughs> wait though. Hold on. I I I hate what you
3: said about the mob mentality, but the idea of multiple ghost faces in Woodsboro, more than two, yeah. is enticing. Yeah. I do think that is a an idea where like, what if, now we're talking like, what if people who don't live in Woodsboro come to Woodsboro there you go. to do something? Fan- yeah, they, like a, the, there was more than just those those two on the
0: forums. It's like an entire college class. Right, exactly. Uh, there's
3: there's a group on the forums that have decided to take things to another level. The cult of Scream. Because they find out who that who the new girl is. The Reddit girl. And like, uh, there's there's a way okay i'm kind of here for it a a version where woodsboro itself becomes the the entire town becomes a nightmare situation of more than two killers i'm just imagining
0: just like a like a, a town full of screen people it's like evil dies tonight <laughs> God, I can't. what's Sorry, it's to trailer time
2: all right trailers uh the last days of ptolemy gray
3: I, I, real quick, like what I'm picturing. Sorry, it's just it's the purge with Ghostface.
0: That's yeah. what I'm seeing, oh. and I'm kind of here for that. Now, I, now I'm actually okay. All right, right? Okay, you're back, with me now. Back around.
2: I'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I like where we ended. I don't know if I want. If no, I I'm, that I'm with one. you, Brandon. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, what was All the right. last phase of Ptolemy Gray? Yes. Yeah. Is this based off anything that we know? I
2: don't believe I don't, so. I don't know. I believe this I'm, is a really work. Sam Jackson, Apple TV Plus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This looks charming and sad. All, uh, an old man with dementia gets experimental treatment, and he remembers everything. I
3: really like that we're letting Sam Jackson finally play some some. This is older than he is, but like older and up there roles. He doesn't need to keep pretending that he's fifteen younger than he is. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, you're I seventy. You can be, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. And it's cool because like he starts as like an old man, and then like he kind of reverts back. It's almost like a Benjamin Button thing, right? He he's also
3: he's also importantly like. He, Executive producer can be can mean a lot of things, but I think there is an amount of him like wanting to be able to tell an emotional story as an ultra gentleman. I think there are some things he's thinking about his own personal life that, honestly, he doesn't get cast in roles where he gets to express the side of himself. He's mostly
0: the yelling guy, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I
3: I really yeah. like the intimate emotionality that's on display from him in this. Yeah, yeah. I
0: agree.
3: Yeah, he's
1: mostly
2: um, yelling and saying a certain phrase. Quite a few. Potatoes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I do I I did I thought he's. I thought I was really impressed with what I was seeing from him. Uh, yeah, in this one, he—he—it's he, not really—it's not really he de ages. It's just that like his his dementia is is crippling him to a point where he is ha- having a hard time. He's like older than he even is um, in his mind, but then like he's cured for like twenty four hours essentially, where he's got all of his memory back, and so he's able to like present himself as he would if he was, you know, uh, not suffering from a debilitating disease at that age. And, and then it- crashing down yeah the, like the plot is that he's trying to find a treasure that his grandfather left um yeah. that uh before his uncle. his uncle before his before his dementia returns
0: yeah it mm-hmm. yeah, looks, looks looks like he's trying which is really nice yeah Really I like I,
3: I like the way it's filmed. I think there's a nice color template to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it's very um, warm. Yeah, I'm very into it. I'm happy to see Walton Goggins and Sam Jackson get to play off each
1: other. Wally Goggins, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wally Goggins doesn't seem like a total sleaze bag in this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It you happens. Know? Well, he's a, 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 a mumbo jumbo doctor, so who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows? So real quick, uh, Grayson's here. Hey, bud.
0: Hello, just sir. pop in and say
1: hi Talked about you earlier today. Yeah, we were talking about you earlier today. All good things, as where. Popping to no, say hi.
3: We thought he went too far.
2: <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. All right. Shining girls. I'm not this even going to the let people them
3: that are shining, right?
2: Yep. Definitely.
3: Apparently this one is based off a book that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but it looks interesting. Which
0: one is this one? I know, we just watched it. I this know. is
3: uh, Elizabeth Moss, and th- there's a guy, and he's basically changing reality and her perspective right. as she's encountering him. Yes,
0: this looks up my alley, but like the trailer doesn't tell you a it's lot. A, it's a teaser yeah. more than anything, but I'm definitely teased. M- multiple reality stuff going on. Elizabeth Moss mm-hmm. is like always intense and dramatic in everything she does, so like this is probably going to be Intense and dramatic. This is like yeah. uh,
3: you remember the Invisible Man. What if he literally like messed up her reality? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, The
3: Invisible
0: Multiple Man. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I really, I thought this looked really interesting. Also, Apple TV Plus, uh, yeah, so they really ramping it up.
0: Man, I gotta pop my cherry soon. Mm. My Apple, my Apple TV Plus cherry. Don't and
2: uh, oh sure,
0: sorry. No, okay. no, I'm still a virgin. <laughs> 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 All right, uh,
2: after Yang A24. Hey, yeah. Another so,
1: I was waiting while I was watching this trailer. I was waiting I was like, where does the creepy stuff come in? Where does the horror stuff come in? Where is the stuff that's going to make me hate life come in? Never came. So part of me is like, do I give in to that that instinct of like, a twenty four can make a wholesome movie where it's like nothing nothing really goes bad. Is there's nothing there's like, you don't it, get a creepy thing? I don't know. I don't know what to they've get done in. it
3: before. 8, a 24 doesn't just make horror movies. Not every well, movie they make 8 has like someone's head getting bludgeoned in.
0: Ben, most, most of them, yes. But not ben,
2: all. Real quickly, A24 is a movie studio who is known for putting out a variety of movies, much like every other movie studio.
1: It's just they well, sorry, a lot of the, the, the only A24 films I've seen are the ones where people die and you got you got crazy shit going on all the time.
3: It is but, true. they have a they have a proclivity to horror. Yeah. Uh it is it is one of the dominating things they started
0: creating yeah for sure uh, they, but there's still the, the most like Bison there, there, man but sad or... there
2: is still the the a24 flavor of this film um you know uh, there is there's something of the um that they try to do like these like dark dramas uh these like really introspective dramas this i, I you know kind of like make you question like the the nature of, of man it. and things like that and so like that's it. all it's all a24 it's just it's in a
0: different package oh. Yeah, It's like soft genre, like, like and, this movie's like it's like science fiction, but like not hardcore in, yeah. in
3: many ways. A24 is the spiritual successor to Fox Searchlight, yeah. There you go, uh, where yeah. it takes on the interesting non blockbuster strong films, yeah. So, the films uh, you'll talk in film class about in a decade,
0: friends, yeah. After Yang, mm-hmm. it's about uh, an android, um, it's like Bicentennial Man, but like yeah. it's hella artsy. And like, well, maybe this movie won't end with somebody getting their head bludgeoned in, amazing
1: <laughs> or watching or getting or wearing a dress of flowers watching uh their boyfriend burn in a church alive in a bear costume. Uh
3: yeah. I really I really like the concept of this. Uh this is not their first time dabbling into this material. A24 is a studio that would be uh X Machina. Hell, yeah, X Machina. Um, nope. But uh I there's a exchange in there that is really sticking with me which is the part where he says, "Can I be honest with you?" and she's like you can choose not to be
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and I, I'm I'm here for it I'm yeah. here for this kind of exploration
0: uh, the, one of the, the quotes from like a reviewer is like questions what it means to be human and I'm like that's my whole mantra baby so like yeah mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch this movie movie TV show movie, movie. movie. I'll watch you. I'll watch you
2: okay this isn't a trailer it's more of a first look at the opening seconds opening minutes of the Orville New Horizons I got confused for a second because I'm like am I just watching a TV show right now <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, so this is the first couple of minutes of what I, I assume to be the season three of The Orville. I assume to be the opening minutes. Um, I want to talk about this because I thought this looked incredible.
3: Yeah, I love Star Trek 09. They're definitely showing off their Hulu budget.
0: Yeah, yes. of yes, they are. It was There's... very well shot. Um, I was under the assumption because I haven't caught up on The Orville that this was like their next generation. So it was like going to be in the future and it's like a new cast. And I was like really excited. They're like, no, it's just a continuation. I'm like, oh. That's cool. Still, That's well, point. yeah. I mean, they
2: were they were supposed to get a third season because they went because they moved to Hulu. They decided to rebrand the show. So, New Horizons. Um, the so the opening intro is of the um, the war between Isaac's people and uh, and the Federation equivalent. I forgot that it's been so long since I've seen season two. Um, that 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 takes place in like that that war. Uh, that war already looked incredible on when they did. When they did it in season two, and this was just like, man, there were some camera shots where they were like flying between like the the nacelles, and then like zooming into like a. Oh, I loved it, man! I loved it. Yeah. So excited um, for this show! I, I
3: told Ryan while we were watching it that like I I do feel probably at this moment in time the Orvilles my favorite thing that Seth MacFarlane has created. Um, yeah. I I really appreciate it. I I've loved every episode I've watched. Uh, it's space genre television that I think we desperately need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so glad it exists. So I'm so glad it's back for more and that it gets to just be more of what it was already being before. People who watch the expanse are yelling at you right now. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Cause I haven't watched the expanse, but I am aware of the hype to the expanse, but, yeah. um, but I would even push, push back on. Like I I'm aware of what the expanse is doing. And I like that uh, the Orville is something that, oh, they're, they're totally it's, different. It's shows. the Star yeah. Trek. It's a Star Trek show, but a Star Trek show where the people feel like, They can be real people in Mm -hmm. it, Um, which isn't a total diss on Star Trek. It's just that I, I recognize these characters as feeling like real people who experience the full range of perspective emotions as they engage. Star Trek, they're very like muted. They're, they're, they're ironically militaristic.
2: Yes. Well, the idea of Star Trek is that they're archetypes. Whereas this was, they were, this was pitched as like, you know, uh, like, the 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 star if Star Trek was like a working man's comedy initially mm. and now it has has evolved from that and I think very well so. Um I I agree. I think this is the best thing McFarlane's done, at least my favorite. Yeah. Um,
0: I you know. have you guys seen Ted too.
2: No. You know, no, I actually haven't.
0: I have I I actually don't know if I have either. I've seen <laughs> I've the first like, one. It's fine. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, I, I really what there is something we can glean from this and that it is going to be more... Um, there's going to be some introspective introspection of, of what happened with that war. Um, what we are seeing is actually a nightmare uh, that one of the kids is having. Um, what, uh, that's the doctor's kids. Um, so having that kind of... We're not dropping the fact that Isaac's people tried to exterminate all life all life in the universe. Um, we are going to make that matter and it's going to cause some dramatic tension uh, with him still being on the ship. Um, really into that. I'm very excited.
3: Yeah, I'm glad. Good.
2: The Boys presents diabolical. This is the animated The Boys spinoff.
0: I have no real thoughts.
2: <laughs> right? I'm
0: absolutely indifferent. Like it looks like 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 oh it's the boys anime. Like oh. what a
2: weird way to make a trailer though, because this is like the, the idea is that it's Star Wars Visions, but the boys, right? It's it's yeah. different animation styles for different types of um for different types of, of stories. Um and then they chose this burger commercial to promote that with like nothing to say like what the context of the of the episodes are what the voice actors are until the very end where they kind of just list them all and it's a very weird way to promote that show
0: like it, it doesn't tell you yeah like this what the show is like if if you didn't know any better you're just like oh it's just like a weekly it's the boys but animated yeah. like i you think, wouldn't know any better i think i think
3: the maybe the the biggest part to its detriment is that i think it misjudges the audience that watches the boys uh yeah. just the vibe of this promotional material i can't say anything about the car the show that's coming but yeah this promotional material feels like maybe a misstep
0: of what it thinks people value about the boys because like i don't like yes the the boys is violent but i don't like it just because it's violent right like the thing that's the people that are doing it and the people that it's happening to and stuff like that. this is
3: like the the maturity like cranked up because it can be
0: like just seeing a uh, laser baby shoot someone's arm off like that that doesn't just sell me like you have to be in the scene, like with the characters, and like just seeing that's not as exciting as like, yeah. You
2: know. Yeah, a right. lot of it is. A lot of it is that type of humor. Like there's a, there's a bit towards the end where uh, one of the cooks is jacking off into the into a pan, and it's like yeah. that's not. I um, like I get that that's the boys, but like that's not all the boys is, and like that right. that's why that, that,
3: that, that there's context to why that would work in the boys, and when it's here, it's yes, it feels like it's playing to an audience that. Maybe isn't most of the audience that watches the boys, and I think maybe
0: is a misjudged take on what it thinks that. Audience it's just is. definitely like, well, yes, the boy, the boys is immature, but like it's that way on like purpose, like it's showing you how flawed these people are. Where this is just like, wow, look at this crazy world. And I'm yeah. like, I that's not. I don't watch it just because you guys, like, you guys want it. You guys want less thoughtful South Park set you know, in the boys for real. Like, do you just want like less thoughtful violence? And I'm like, no. Like that's why I like the violence because there's thought behind it. Like, I don't. It's not senseless. Yeah.
2: All right. uh the offer. the
3: offer this is the uh about making of the godfather
0: oh yeah i'm really oh, excited for yeah, yeah yeah um i i just love behind the scenes making of like real stuff and like the godfather had a really crazy production behind it um and like they're obviously going to dramatize some of it for for film but like uh the fact that this is based in a true story uh, is really cool and i, I definitely want to watch it
2: yeah it reminds me a lot of um i really like it when they do this like mank the artist uh, mank is more because it was a real story yeah. um but like I, like I like that behind the scenes Hollywood uh, uh story um Argo. Argo I love Argo I think Argo those f yourself I
3: think you have to walk a, a fine line because it's very easy to get like self-gratificational about the film industry oh yeah when you do sure. this um, one especially when you're tackling like a high profile film no yeah
0: this one definitely seems like it's 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 like it's not that
2: it's, it's like right. a it's like framing it as a gangster show but about making the godfather which is a yeah. gangster movie yeah,
0: yeah yeah uh
3: yeah i i that was more just a criticism of like how these things go. yeah absolutely. not yeah. this
2: one in
0: particular yeah. uh
2: yeah that's really all i have to say on that one so sh- let's move on to the last one texas chainsaw massacre
0: oh yeah i'm i'm co- i'm conflicted because i was i i think this trailer looks pretty good but just like one section where i'm like why are they doing this it's because i saw halloween <laughs>
2: Is it the final girl coming back? But not, it's not the actress because she's dead.
0: Yeah, I honestly I like this trailer. Besides, that's even
3: more of the reason yeah. not to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but like even putting that aside, like no offense to the deceased actor, but. Yeah. Um, y- they are not the icon that Laurie Strode was as a character. And they're not the actor that Jamie Lee Curtis was, is. Yeah. And so like, neither of these things make sense. The relationship dynamic between Leatherface and that girl, whose character's name I don't remember, and Laurie Strode and Michael Myers are not the same thing. Yeah. And trying to artificially create that off of the success of Halloween feels just like such a misstep,
0: such a, such a, really truly oops you fucked up yeah and i wouldn't and i wouldn't be so mad about it if she literally said i've been waiting for him my whole life like they are doing the laurie strode halloween thing Mm -hmm. if it's a situation of where like she survived and he came back and she just lived in the town and she wasn't like preparing her life for it like laurie strode i wouldn't feel as bad about it but they're be in that town yes that's another question like but they're just doing halloween and that bums me out. Cause otherwise I think I think it's shot really well. Like I think some of the, the kills look really fun. Like Leatherface being on a party bus is something I never thought I'd see. But like I, I want to see a dude chainsaw dude up there. Like there's
2: some good there's some good stuff. Like I yeah. I do really like the bit where he like walks out of the like he looks up out of the cornfield. Yeah. Um like you mentioned the bus sequence. I think that's also funny, um, yeah. in a morbid way. I yeah. yeah. I mean I've never seen any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so I, I don't don't really know how I uh, feel. About the yeah, I
3: think it's I think it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When you haven't seen it, this isn't a knock. When you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, it's very easy to assume that it's very much like the same way that people tend to talk about Saw and everything that Saw spawned. It's just Like it's, oh, it's, it's a it's a gore porn show. It's hell. Without without oh, any. But there's a meaning behind it. There's a meaning behind the reason that the family is cannibalistic for the political commentary of the time, and most Texas Chainsaw Massacre films that have come post two have not done a very good job because they don't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. And when they don't have anything to say, they are practically Friday the 13th in a different outfit. Yep. And this doesn't look like that's going to be any different from me. If anything, it probably has hinted to me that it's going to be worse because it's going to be that, but also stuffing in this final girl story that is just ripped out of the pages of Halloween, mm-hmm. which it has no basis in telling whatsoever because if you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that girl's not Laurie Strode. That girl is not a girl who plans and preps her life to get back at Leatherface. That girl is a girl who gets traumatized, spends her the rest of her life in therapy, and is far, far away from that town forever. Yeah, why would you live there? They're, they're, What's they're, going on? That those two things don't connect. Uh So, all, I, like, the
2: town looks abandoned. Also. I one. don't
3: have a lot of I don't have a lot of reason to have interest in this because I I don't have any inkling of faith that there's a reason to tell this story. Yeah, which Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me only really works when you are telling it for a reason. I do need a reason for those things. Um, I also understand having to change faces. look. I said this to Ryan because he's literally wearing a person's face, so his the face can't look the way it did uh in the original it has to be a new face that he's taken that's i get it i just i don't like the look uh i don't think it serves leather face as well as the original iconic look i'm not saying that it should look exactly the same but i don't like this look it's
0: not working for me right Uh, um if you haven't real quick if you haven't if you're someone in the audience and you haven't seen the jessica beale 2000 2003 reboot very good very good reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you want to watch a modern one, Brandon, it's real good. That's all true.
2: Uh, I, that I thought point of, point. I, I was about to bring that up. The 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 uh, Sally, like that character, uh, that and the actress, they are in that as that character. I looked it up as oh, I was um, I was curious about the last time that girl was in the movie, and it yeah. was Texas Chainsaw as that character.
0: There you go.
2: So, well,
0: uh. Um, yeah. I, I, this is Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yes. I will, I will probably watch this because it's got to go from Motherland too. So I like her. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't like really was the, the, the lower Stroke thing. I think otherwise I think it looks like a decent horror movie. Um, I'm not connected to it in a certain way, the franchise. Cause like there are more bad ones than good ones. Um, so like, I'm just hoping for a decent slasher movie. Cause like, mm-hmm. I can't expect anything more than that.
2: All right. Shall we get into our main topic then? I believe yeah. we should. I am just pulling up this because there was no way of doing this smoothly. Um Ooh. here we go.
0: What's our topic for this week, Brandon? Our topic is
2: we're going to look at all the all the cool stuff that happened. That is going to happen. <laughs> there I am. Um that is going to happen in uh where where is this thing? What the hell? 2022. Uh, 2022.
0: The future. Um,
2: nope. Hold on. Technology, just, y'all.
0: How does it work? I'm trying
2: to figure out why isn't this working? Do I screen
0: Siri? I, I, I got
2: it. Shared screened.
0: Say yes to the dress. Uh
2: let's see if refreshing it will bring it up. There we yes. go. There we go. It's coming up. Boy, this is gonna sound great in the audio. Just us being like, come on, man, come on, come nah, on. what come on? That's
0: is- why you gotta watch the video all the time. Hey guys, What's we're gonna the- talk about all the movies and TV shows and games. Not all of them, but all the ones we're excited about coming out this uh, year. Or draining. obviously. No no, no 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 i'm kidding
2: obviously uh, february, uh january has already happened uh so we're not gonna be talking about those films um let me just make sure is this up yeah. there it is okay okay all right now i'm gonna be on this tab so don't you know just wave it call me if you need me Who do you? um all right so in february uh we, we obviously already saw jackass forever and moonfall i we all, right. all saw those yep uh next week We'll see. Death on the Nile and the oh, much-anticipated "Marry Me."
0: Right? I'm I'm way more excited about "Marry Me" than I am "Death on the Nile."
2: Actually, yeah, <laughs> me does look a
0: little... I found that I y'all we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but like I generally don't care about those types of romantic comedies. But there's just something about "Marry Me" that's like, man, I want I, think, I want Owen Wilson to seat me off my feet.
3: I think there's something interesting about the combination of Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Yeah, they,
0: they got charm. Yeah, but not I agree. but not enough champagne. To feel
2: the Nile. <laughs> I I am look still looking forward to Death on the Nile, but I don't know when i am going to see it. Oh um, boy. Dog and Uncharted the nightly week after that.
3: What the hell is Dog? Dog is the. That's one the one Channing, Tatum? Channing Tatum. to take uh, the dog. Oh back, yeah, lost its. Uh, one of those movies? To... No, yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Hey, in, to the credit of that film, that dog is a real dog the whole film. No, and
0: not a CGI. That doesn't. That awesome. doesn't not make it an emotional manipulation movie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but like, cool that they had a real dog. I'm glad. Sorry, Harrison. Uh, Uncharted, y'all boy, how how bad how bad of a flop is this movie gonna be? That's the question because it's not gonna do well.
2: I don't know, man. I I'm, I'm not saying. Well, I'm not saying it opening night, opening weekend. I can say that for I sure. I'm
0: not seeing it.
3: I
2: can't um, say that I'm not gonna see it because I'm sure I'll probably eventually watch it, but I don't know when.
3: I
0: bet not in theaters. I mean, I
3: bet it makes about as much money as Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City, but
0: it had a much smaller budget. I bet it makes more than that, just because Tom Holland. But but I don't think think it makes more than like 20 million opening weekend. I think it's gonna. I'll probably
1: stay at home and just play Uncharted instead. Yeah, have you? No, Mm -hmm. I have never played on the Uncharted games. I actually got them all for free on PlayStation Plus. I have all the games
2: digitally ready to go.
0: <laughs> zero anticipation. Yes.
2: All right. Uh, the Devil's Light and Studio 66. I don't know what the Devil's Light is, but Studio we 666.
0: Don't go through,
3: we don't need to go buy ones that we don't know what they are. Um, what Studio
2: 666. That's the, that's that's the Dave uh, Grohl one. Dave one yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, March, we have See the Batman.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zero anticipation.
0: Man, no anticipation that... whatsoever. I don't know what else is coming out this year. But the Batman might be it. Yeah, it might be across that... the Spider Verse, oh, Aquaman 2. I no, I think the Batman still beats beats those. I think Avatar 2. Yes, <laughs> give me the Navi.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: It. Yeah, man, Batman looks real good. I can't, I cannot wait. You, Downton Abbey, a new era. Brandon, hold on, turning red. Oh,
1: I'm still mad that that's Disney Plus is not in theaters. All oh,
3: right. I mean, I yeah, I'm definitely anticipating turning red. I'm just pissed off. <sighs> yeah, that makes me yeah. mad just thinking about that. I forgot that.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, but as Ryan has been trying to get me to say yes, Downton Abbey, a new era. I am very excited for a new Downton Abbey movie. I love yeah. Downton Abbey. I'm gonna check out his new show. He's got a new show called The Gilded Age. Excited. I've I heard good I thing can't about wait.
3: it. I can't wait until Dame Maggie Smith comes out of a portal into this one. Oh. <laughs> The Lost I City. You. I I do kind of want to see The Lost City at this moment. I do too. We'll see if yeah. my mind changes. I'll tell you
0: what. Um, one of my coworkers, uh, the person that I saw the Hitman's Bodyguard's wife with, like three years ago, she mm-hmm. saw The Lost City, uh, and she said it was pretty good. Awesome. So okay. that makes me more excited to see it. All right. I can use some Channing. more Channing Tatum in my life. I'm happy April for that. Happy for Sandra Bullock too.
2: Yeah. April first, we'll see Morbius.
0: Zero no.
3: anticipation. I'm excited.
1: And I do mean that sincerely. I'm I'm excited for it. And I'll we'll probably I'll probably go see it, but the one I'm excited for is next the week after. Which one? Chip oh and Sonic.
3: Dale Rescue
2: Rangers,
0: what? <laughs> yeah, totally
2: Sonic the Hedgehog. Of course it's Sonic. Yeah, uh Ambulance. Also, I'm excited for. I just want to say that. I've...
0: Yeah, that's that's the Michael Bay movie, it looks awesome.
3: Yeah. Uh yeah. is the new do, like animated good. movie? It's a live action movie where they're uh, doing like the CGI thing. It's on Disney Plus and it's um, uh, Andy Samberg and Mulaney, John Mulaney as the that, Chippendale. That's coming
0: out in two months? Yeah. Where's the trailer?
2: <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, uh, whatever. Song of a bad
0: job too. Yes, I'm hype as hell. I'm so oh. beyond excited for that movie. It's stupid.
2: <laughs> Fun fact. More the than secret- the Batman?
1: Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah. but anyways, fun fact this year is also the 30th anniversary of the release of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 the game oh my god Yeah. wow
3: age so Sonic the just... Hedgehog 2 is definitely something where I'm more hype than I was for the original oh and I'm happy oh, to yeah.
1: be there. 100% oh yeah I mean I was uh... I was like after the redesign and the new trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog the first movie was like I was still cautiously optimistic now I'm like just just get it all I- I'm ready for it I, I cannot oh. wait to see this movie
0: speaking of redesigns uh people are speculating that the second big redesign that will happen will be cortana because of the amount of people who have yelled at how bad she looks Maybe. i mean it's not that hard to redesign you
3: just
2: color take, her blue, her in color blue <laughs> in every scene. but
0: like there's been like nobody positive so i wouldn't i fully expect the next trailer she's like wow she looks different um and they'll be like yeah it
2: was unfinished yeah sure um <laughs> sure. Alright, the bad guys, the yeah, Northmen
3: Real quick, sorry, he brought up the Halo trailer Did you catch that they they pu- pulled out a section of the fight where he's fighting the two uh, elites? Uh, elites and in the back there's a Chevy Toyota just sitting in the back like, yeah! like unintentionally just clearly just parked there Hell
0: the yeah! Set, like, God, oh. I love movies I love movie making, it's so fun
2: Alright, the bad guys, the Northmen, and the unbearable weight of massive talent, we're skipping Fantastic Beasts
0: Which is the bad guys? We haven't seen that trailer.
2: That's the I mean. animated one
0: Oh, oh, that's the oh, just, oh okay,
1: changing. yeah, I remember that one now. Dreamers, that's the Dreamers. one with the yeah.
0: Looks better than their recent slate, in my opinion. So yes, I, I'm, I'm all about, about the Northman. Yeah, man, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Eggers, Northman, unbearable weight of Massive talent. That's the Nick Cage is playing himself. Yes, yes, yeah. With Peter yeah. Pascal, also, also excited for that. Very excited for the
3: Northman. That's yeah. one of my highest anticipated films,
0: Vikings, baby.
2: Yeah, that's a, um, that's a good one. I do want to bring this one up because um I did a list uh of uh, some sci-fi movies to look forward to this year. This is on that list. Uh so 65 with Adam Driver. Uh-huh. Um it's a it's a it's a it's a basically what's happening is that Adam Driver crash lands on the moon and then he's alone and it's like complete darkness because he's on the dark side of the moon. Oh. Uh and then he starts kind of like starts seeing maybe something, uh maybe it's not the moon, maybe it's a different planet. It looks I'm very curious about it. It looks kind of like a fun psychological, uh dark. A sci-fi film.
0: I'm into that. Alright.
2: Alright. So May Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I
0: mean, of course. I am yeah. I got I'm, sadder
2: the more, I, the longer that sentence
0: went on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so excited for that movie, but like I, all of these rumors... But Sam Raimi. No, yeah, you're right. No, it's. I'm not worried about him making a good Doctor Strange movie. I know what you're worried I'm, about. I'm, I'm just saying, but like, but it's still, yeah.
3: we get to go see a Sam Raimi movie dr strange honestly i get still
0: to, there i get to see a new sam raimi movie so that 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 is alone hype enough so yes it's good
2: one. yeah i would agree with that one i just the more rumors that come out about what this film is doing what the reshoots are are including um like i'm losing my hype i was very hyped coming out of the spider-man no way home trailer that, that dropped with that mm-hmm. um and i'm just i i don't know guys i don't know if i'm interested in this I'll one tell anymore. You what.
0: The, the the there's a lot of rumors that we've seen or not seen the one that i do think is true that i will lose my mind over is tom cruise's iron man because oh that is a guy who shows up in movies all the time doing cameos for fun um if that happens i will lose my shit because that is he would have been a really great tony stark he was going to be tony stark
2: i i, I agree i like if but if that's where the buck stopped yeah like i'm not interested in like like James McAvoy and Sophie Turner walking into a scene for a minute and bailing. Like, I'm not interested in that. That's not what made Spider-Man no way home work. And I'm worried that they're taking what didn't work about Spider-Man no way home. um, That lesson of like, Oh, we just need to shove in cameos of like the whole like rumor that dropped where it was just like, this is a celebration of Marvel of of Marvel throughout the the years that we've done Marvel. And so like, Oh great. So we're seeing blade and, Ben Affleck's Daredevil and like what is happening yeah. with this movie? I don't want to see all these characters. None of these right. not all these movies were interesting or good and nobody really gives a shit.
0: Yeah, the thing, the thing that makes me that brings me back to to Zenness is these were the, a lot of the same things we were saying before we saw Spider-Man. So I wanna think that like they are able to pull it off because they were, they did pull off Spider-Man No Way Home. So there's a part of me that's like, you know what, it can work. I've seen it work. But man, that's too many people. Yeah. It, it's
2: it's different. It's different though, because like it is different. L- yeah. Like Grayson's Grayson has a thing where where, where he's like uh Toby Maguire uh, for a brief scene. Like, I don't want Toby Maguire for a brief scene. I didn't want Toby Maguire in a brief scene of, of Spider-Man. What worked is that he had a character arc, he had a character. Like yeah. you were putting in all these people, it, he's not in it, I'm sure. Ben Affleck is Daredevil, like is not getting a character arc in a Doctor Strange movie.
0: <laughs> but like yeah. I would kill if he showed up, I
2: would die. Oh but that's not like where i'm sitting where i'm just like yeah. you're throwing all these people you don't have the time you don't have the resources you just don't have the space to do anything meaningful other than hey remember the thing
3: yeah plus plus dr strange and and wanda are having their own story go on that they have to deal with and yeah mordos in this and this is too much Last
1: and time. there's
2: multiple dr strange dr strange's
3: hot dog well, yeah,
0: we'll we'll see. I believe Sam. I believe in you. Yeah, I I, I want Maggie,
1: to hold up. Mag is saying that about Doctor Strange. He's interested in it with all the rumors and the fallout because of the story.
0: Uh Spider Man, yeah, yeah.
2: But then go for you know go back to our peacemaker thing. I'm not interested in what these Marvel movies could do for the future. I'm interested in watching a Marvel movie. That's just a movie.
0: True, it's true.
2: Anyway, right.
0: mm-hmm.
3: well, I think he means fallout from Spider Man, right? Spider Man, yeah. Into this, but
2: I oh, get you. Fair. All right, sorry, I'm done. No, League no. of Super Pets.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not for me. Honestly, I don't care. Not for me. Uh,
0: does anybody care about Legally Blonde 3? <laughs> yes, Legally Blonde 3. I am 100% about that. Yeah. Uh, it got delayed from last year, so it's a real movie that got made. Um, Let's see if it comes out the same day as DC Super Pets. Uh,
2: which yeah, one's okay. budging? <laughs> um, it's, markets, it's fine. The Bob's Burgers movie and Top Gun Maverick the same day. Wow.
0: I thought Top Gun got moved again. Oh, that's no well, that's Mission good. Impossible did. Yep, yep, yep. I'm excited dead. for both these. I love Bob's Burgers.
1: I'm, I'm more excited for Top Gun. I grew up with the, with the first movie. I love the first movie. That first movie made me want to be a fire pilot, and I mean Bob's Burgers and you is are. cool. I just I just haven't really seen it. So very good. Good. But job. for those of you who are excited for it, I'm, I'm happy for you. I
3: need to watch Top Gun. It's good, it's good. I need streaming. to show
1: Fanny Top Gun. Fanny's never seen Top Gun. Jurassic World Dominion.
4: Uh, I am
3: I am, really curious.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to say excited, but
3: I'm very, very curious. I'll see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to see it. Like mm-hmm. I have no reason to not look, Sam Neill, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum are going to get me in the theater no matter what anyway. Right. So you, you have my curiosity. I'm very curious how they're going to handle the the concept. I think, look, if nothing else, I think that it was bold. To make it so that the dinosaurs are everywhere. I'm curious to see how they're going to handle that. I'm curious to know what that story is going to be. I do think it's refreshing and different. I'm I'm all for that. Let's see what they do. Uh, I just... I was not about the previous entry.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. But that doesn't mean that this one will be bad. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah,
1: the previous entry didn't make me upset. Like the previous um, Wizarding World one
3: made me upset. So this one... <laughs> Yeah. i have a i have a generating theory that uh the jurassic world sequel series is the inverse of the star wars uh sequel series so because dominion was its worst and last jedi i feel was the best mm. of the sequel series so this could potentially be the best
2: instead of the mm. worst we're
0: trevorrow oh, i i'm gonna say no
2: but i still like jurassic world and he did that so Mm-hmm. safety not guaranteed yeah, I like I, I'm too. the least like
3: like of, of that movie yeah. 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 Um, Skywalker at least seemed interesting Didn't get uh, I do want
2: I, I want to bring up Lightyear but real quickly I found an interesting story about Oh Hell No with Jack Black Ice Cube dropped out of the movie because he refused to get vaccinated oh not the cube oh. not the not cube.
0: cube hell no damn it oh. no.
1: <laughs> really Ice Cube dropped out of the movie because he refused
2: to get vaccinated that's what yes. he was saying. That um, uh, that doesn't that's, that's
1: weird.
2: Seen. But Lightyear, coming. we're all really excited for Lightyear. We've talked about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Lightyear. Oh god, Lightyear looks up not gorgeous. not going straight to Disney Plus. I can't I
3: can't imagine it. I know that that movie has IMAX uh, film mm-hmm. level. So like I I'm pumped as hell. I think Lightyear really.
2: might be my most anticipated of the year. It's up there for me. The Black Phone probably the end of this month
0: oh, this looks awesome, the black phone. Oh, yeah, the black
2: phone does yeah. look, oh, that's a, that, that does uh, look a really good. Uh, Ethan Hawke
0: plays like a serial killer with a crazy mask. He kidnaps someone, and then the person inside the cell gets phone calls from the previous dead victims as yeah. ghosts. That is like the coolest idea. Um, yeah, so after uh, after uh, Scott Derrickson uh, dropped Doctor Strange 2, he was like, man, that sucks. I should go make a cool, low-budget Really want to make a movie. scary movie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he got to make the movie
2: wanted. Uh, I got one more thing about Dr. Strange. I'm sorry. You brought it up. Um, when Scott Derrickson left, I had a sne- sneaking suspicion they weren't going to go forward with that, um, with that uh, horror angle anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and But when Sam Raimi on- attached, I was like, okay, maybe. But then the then the description for the movie, like the synopsis came out. It's like, this action adventure. I'm like, oh, you, you did it. You backed away it'll, from the horror.
0: It'll, like, the trailer, it's like gave away, like it has some spooky elements, but yeah, like, the horror movie, I think we were going to get. We're not getting that, unfortunately. No. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. All right. Say there's not horror elements in it,
1: but
4: yeah.
2: When anyway, got- moving on to July. Um Minions Rise of Gru. No, I'm kidding. Um Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: So Thor's coming out in July? Is that in real? In July. For real? Yeah.
2: Apparently it's coming out in July. Um,
0: you got to stay alive. Oh,
1: my
0: God. <laughs> right? It's crazy. What a year. I'm very excited for Thor, Love, and Thunder. Who is it? I was it? at the comic of the other day yesterday i don't know how no time works and this dad walked in with his three sons and he is like he, he i feel like he did this on purpose he walked in and immediately said sorry boys i threw away all my comics when i was young you gotta you gotta buy your own and i'm like that's a weird thing to say you just walk into a store with your seven-year-old child or whatever <laughs> he's looking at the company he's like wow thor's a lady huh crazy world we live in and i'm like oh my god this dad is killing me uh <laughs> he's like clearly not been in a comic store in like 15 years uh he was like wow lady thor it's crazy I'm like oh honey, you got a movie coming out soon. Uh,
2: I'm I'm so excited. This one this one is like top rated for me. I'm, I'm bro, so stoked. This,
0: this has not only Christian Bale in it. It has Christian Bale as Gore, one of the coolest <gasps> new like modern villains in in Marvel history. So cool. uh, big wins all around.
1: We're getting Natalie Portman, and, and she's gonna
2: be Lady Thor in this one. And the
0: Guardians. And the Guardians. And, and, the
2: Guardians. and he's uh, uh, uh Gore is in prosthetic makeup.
1: Oh god. I can't oh so it. good. So Excited, and just the fact that it's directed by Taika Taika Waititi again after coming off of Ragnarok. I'm like, I have all the faith in this movie that this is just gonna blow my mind. Nope,
3: <laughs> yes, I'm I really anticipating that trailer, yeah. Too,
0: yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gotta show you guys what, what Grace just said. I'm ready for Nally Thorman New
0: Waifu. Oh, oh dude, God. yeah, yeah, um, right. yeah. July. Um, I'm sure we'll get a trailer soon for that movie, right? Yeah, we should, yeah, we
1: should. be. We'll probably begin trailers for it. Maybe, probably not in front of Batman. Maybe in front of Batman. Oh, um, maybe
0: that's a Super Bowl thing. Then we get Super Bowl stuff before. Oh, it is thing? a
2: Super Bowl. It is a Super Bowl thing. Yes, yeah, we we'll get trailers for it next weekend. Nope. Uh, also, supposedly Andor is getting a trailer for the Super Bowl.
0: Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's that's a show that exists.
2: Yeah, oh, uh, God. and yeah, uh, Black Adam who ran out the month.
3: I'm, looking I'm pumped for Black Adam. I am too. So I'm
0: yeah.
2: looking forward to it. We'll, not as much we'll as Thor. Very but...
3: much that. All about that Justice Society, baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah.
1: looking forward to, more to looking forward to Thor more a little bit, but
3: I'm,
0: I'm Oh sure. For well sure. It's established. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, guys, real quick, isn't it crazy? Because we talked about it before that like Black Adam was one of the first people cast in the DC universe. And now he's just getting his movie. Yeah. Right. Funny, wow. Funny times. So
2: this month there's not a whole lot, but I do want to bring up Secret Headquarters with Owen Wilson and Michael Pena. I I had the uh, I had the uh, synopsis uh, ready to go, but it's gone now. I don't know what happened. Um, But it did look interesting, so you guys should check it out if you can.
3: Um, I need to point out that there's a movie coming out called The Man from Toronto, starring Jason Statham and Kevin Hart. Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. What? Weird. (laughs) Wild. Um, Samaritan is also a movie that Sylvester Stallone is doing. It, it, it's like um, what was that movie that Joe Manganiello did? That we talked about. <sighs> Where he's a superhero, but not really. Imagine it's like me. that. It's like he's like an old superhero who lost his powers and
0: interesting. A secret headquarters. Young Charlie Kincaid who discovers a secret headquarters under his home that seems to belong to a superhero. He shares it with his friends and then starts to believe that his estranged father might have a secret double life. There you go. Oh, secret headquarters.
2: All right. Uh, but we'll move on to September. Um I remember Salem's Lot? lot.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the wait a movie? TV yeah. show? Yeah, movie. Movie. Oh, there's all movies. Oh, because oh, there's the the other uh the other lot that that's a TV show that we talked about, a trailer. Jerusalem's lot. lot,
2: uh Jerusalem's which is um, mm. the yeah. Adrian Brody show.
0: Crackle or some shit. Yeah. So they're making another Salem's lot with Alfrey Woodard. Sure, I liked I love vampires, sure.
2: Yeah um there's the woman king with viola davis which we just got to look at
0: i don't know that this that
2: week one. i don't know that one uh sparks did you see this one
3: i saw a news thing about it
2: um <laughs> well anyway uh puss in boots the last wish i can't believe the puss in boots sequel what? is finally happening
0: i guess i forgot to finally watch that movie
2: Antonio Banderas is coming back to play puss in boots um I
3: thought, I thought you were gonna say about the woman king synopsis for a second there but
2: I don't know it. I just thought you... you oh, you thought okay. It uh,
3: so she's playing... She's essentially playing um, this uh, historical war, uh, figure. Um, I don't know a lot of details about it. I just know that it's a really exciting
0: uh, point in history to be taking on. Um, gotcha. And, thank you. A historical epic inspired by the true events that happened in the Kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries.
3: Yeah. Mm. Um. It's just, it's just a good like shine a light on things that I didn't know about before yeah. I heard about the headlines. So. Yeah. Great for Viola Davis.
2: I wonder what this Don't Worry Darling with Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde is. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but Puss and Boots The Last Wish, I'm excited for. I'm excited that we're finally Ride getting the Puss Boots it. sequel.
3: Looking up synopses.
2: <laughs> Looking up synopses. Um, yeah, Puss and Boots, man. I like that movie a whole lot. Don't worry,
0: darling, is a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community. Uh, when an experimental uh community begins to worry that her his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. So it's 50s oh. uh sci-fi horror. Well, that's cool. All right.
2: Uh October, we're, we're now starting to get into a place where like it's not really populated, so we'll see some of these shifts, some of these shift. But Spider-Man Across the spider verse part one in yep. October. I'm so excited.
3: I mean, who isn't excited? Need it. I, I know. Need it so bad, I want it. Just, Give
2: just it. put it in my brain. Just put it in my veins right now, brain please. And, and hopefully, Halloween ends.
0: Evil dies then for sure.
2: <laughs> and especially, hopefully, that is the last one.
0: It definitely will be for a while because now um, that guy is making that ex- the new Exorcist trilogy. That's true. So, so hmm. we'll see how that goes.
2: Yeah. November, the Flash. Oh, wow. I Forgot about that. Um,
0: I'm curious for sure. Yep. Like I love Michael Keaton's Batman. That's a good assessment. I'm curious too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like Supergirl showing up. Like everything that's not the Flash, I'm really curious about. Which is sad to say.
1: Untitled Bg's biopic.
2: You're they're gonna call it staying alive. They're gonna call it staying alive. Watch. Oh, of
0: course it's gonna be called staying alive. 100. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, there's. Oh, we'll get there when in in December. It's really funny. Um, but Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, is, the other, is the other release this I
3: November? I am not at this moment convinced this still comes out in November. They just got yeah.
0: another COVID push, COVID delay because yeah. something got COVID. So, like, is getting pushed.
3: I believe that this is going to swap places with the Marvels.
4: Oh,
2: right. maybe and
3: I really do think that'll happen. Yeah, it's got to get pushed. Yeah, the Marvels will be finished. It's had like three major delays.
2: The Marvels is done filming.
3: As far as I know, yeah. So I'm surprised. Yeah. I was surprised when the Marvels was when they pushed back the Marvel dates. I was surprised the Marvels was pushed out of this year in Black Panther State. I honestly thought they were going to switch.
2: Me too. Um, okay, so December. Um, we'll see. Okay, real quickly. So on December twenty second, Untitled Illumination Entertainment Project starring Chris Pratt and Charlie Day.
0: Hold Let's on, you forgot, you forgot the Fablemans, which I want to talk about. It's a movie I'm excited for. Uh it's a semi-autobiographic autobiogra- semi-autobiographic movie based on Steven Spielberg's own life. He recently casted David Lynch in a role. That's why.
2: Oh, that's that one. Yes.
0: He's probably playing John Ford, the famous uh, filmmaker. That's very excited. Yeah.
2: Um, okay, but anyway, untitled Illumination Entertainment Project. I wonder what thats is.
3: <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da-da-da.
0: It's, oh, so it's
3: day. yeah
0: it's mario. it's mario yeah it's
3: mario why would you call it untitled a little bit we know it's super mario no,
0: they don't have a name for it they don't know if it's called the mario movie super mario brothers the movie the super mario brothers movie they're they're marketing the bullshit test subjects quarantines zigzags bing bongs you know
2: it's weird uh yeah. but avatar 2 and aquaman the lost kingdom are at this moment coming out the same day no, no
0: way that's still no
2: someone Here's moves
0: Avatar 2 is coming out soon because that movie Oh, it's coming out in December for sure. But like but I, they can't come out the same day. No, they won't no. come out the same weekend. I just wonder one who one of them's going to move. I just wonder I'm, who moves. Okay. i talk about either
1: Avatar or Aquaman are going to move to the to the 23rd slot the week of Christmas.
3: It's going to be Avatar 2. Calling yeah. it right now. Yeah. Disney Avatar's will go for that, that slot. That. Yeah.
2: Let's see. Yeah, that's a good point. There is nothing there right now. No offense, I want to dance with somebody. So, yeah.
0: here's the thing, which is unfortunate. Uh, the first Avatar came out on December 16th, 20, 2009. So, if they want to have synergy, they don't want to move.
3: But Aquaman, Aquaman doesn't
0: need to be afraid. No, that's the Aquaman's thing. Not Aquaman work. has no, yeah, I'm not worried about Aquaman. Crazy. <laughs> Two big, they're both underwater crazy sci-fi movies. Um, There's
2: some stuff that doesn't have a date right now, like Cheaper by the Dozen, Chick-a Run 2, mm-hmm. Disenchanted, Hocus Pocus 2, anything here we want to be I like wow
0: excited. yeah that movie's
3: happening really happy that that's coming out the school for good and evil looks interesting based on that netflix that bad netflix promo that came out this week yeah
2: uh so that's that's written by that that's not written by paul fag but it's directed by him i'm very curious about that one mm-hmm.
0: um the, the mob. untitled lindsey lohan the, christmas movie. they're doing
3: three men and a baby again with zach efron oh you didn't hear about that no i didn't yeah that's yeah, wild yeah. that's all right that's cute and until yeah. Lohan Christmas movie, sign me up. Hell
2: yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm gonna re- go ahead,
1: Ben. I'm gonna no, remove I'm gonna, this uh, and then put up another one. Yeah, I was gonna add nozzle check. So Grayson, of course, is like, hmm, that's the Luigi movie, right? The Charlie Day with Charlie Day. <laughs> I would see that's me.
0: that's the dream, Ben. After the Mario movie makes a billion dollars, they make Luigi's mansion. Mad- oh. back, stop it. Focus
3: oh. pocus is not in October. It's obviously a December movie. How dare you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. How dare you, Mag?
0: Okay, so Jamie Fox.
2: So the Netflix, the Nef- not a lot of the Netflix stuff was on that list. So I wanted to bring up the Netflix one specifically. So this is what they premiered the trailer. I don't want to talk about all of them, uh, like we don't only talk about the musical. But there's one specifically that I really want to talk about, which is the Adam Project. So this is Sean Levy's new film. Um, he's uh, for he did um Real Steel and Free Guy for those of you who don't know. Um, this is about Ryan Reynolds going back in time to team up with his with his younger self. Um, it's got Zoe Saldana um hmm. uh, Mark Ruffalo is also in this one I'm really interested in this one basically just because of Sean Levy but I also really like the premise
0: I'm okay. more interested in the Mark Ruffalo Jennifer Garner reunion yeah right? oh yeah right. there's that yeah. too come on yeah that's um, cute. I, I'll trust Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds sure yeah,
2: yeah.
1: um I think that was really good so oh they're making they're doing all quiet on the western all, front
2: yeah what with uh, J- uh, Daniel Brühl.
1: <gasps> That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds
2: Ooh. cool. I, love it. I watched that. I-, I remember reading that book in high school too. I watched that. Um, Apollo 10 and a Half a Space Age Childhood. What's that?
0: That's about Richard later's latest epic tale in an animated story on the first moon landing.
2: There you go. Um, I, don't, see. I didn't
0: watch this Netflix behind the scenes. Thing there's
2: a that. there's a Jason Momoa movie that looks interesting. Slumberland That's what it's called. It's got him like, he's got like, looks like he's a dream goat my biggest it's thing everywhere.
3: because i do want to talk about it for just a second like the netflix really thing like what bummed me out is uh like i saw other people pointing out patrick Holmes, like is a prominent one but like all the movies have the exact same like production look to them
0: mm-hmm.
3: it just makes me sad
0: yeah they're cranking them out and, like they
3: all just look <laughs> like they were made by the same people well i mean a lot of the same like
0: production no for like sure for yeah. sure it's just
3: like like it, we're talking like MCU level, where it looks yeah. like they're almost purposely made to look like they all exist in the Netflix cinematic <laughs> universe, and I'm like, why, why, why? The MCU. Uh,
2: there's day oh, shift.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for day shift. I am excited for day Me shift. Me too. The Jimmy um, Fox Big dog vampire movie.
2: Yeah, wild. Um, there's another one here. Oh, and Ola Holmes too. I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah. She's back.
3: Very exciting. Cool. Oh, I gotta watch that sure. Um, uh, mean,
2: oh, I'm also I'm also looking forward to the Gray Man. I know we kind of harp on on The Russo brothers a lot, but I'm uh, curious about the great man basically because of the cast.
0: <laughs> somebody somebody on Twitter says, like, Wow, they finally named the movie after their, what all their films look like,
2: <laughs> right? Um, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans. Uh, Holy yeah, shit. I'm, I'm very excited.
0: It. Hell yeah, Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling. Oh, Anna Darmus, Jessica, Jessica Hedwig, Hot Dog, when um, the CA's most skilled mercenary. Blah blah blah.
2: Okay, yeah, Gambler's, yeah, it's based on a book series if you want to keep reading it. Um, no, but Pinocchio. Oh, this is Home Team. This is, uh, isn't this Adam Sandler's new movie? No, it's yeah, Kevin James. James' new
0: movie. He's being a coach.
2: Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Ad- oh, this is the Adam Sandler one. Hustle. <laughs> He's doing a new drama, I guess. Oh, oh good. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Uh, Knives Out 2. There it is.
0: Netflix well, original. Sure. I mean,
3: everybody's excited for Knives Out 2.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, it's a
1: Netflix that. movie?
0: Yeah, yeah I remember, remember? Remember we I thought he got like bought up for like a million
2: dollars. You know, that Netflix that you Netflix bought the Two Knives Out sequels, two and three, for four billion dollars collectively. Oh. Okay, yeah, that, I think I remember hearing that now. Or, yeah, or I remember That's us talking money. about it. Yeah, um yeah. I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about here because we don't really have a lot of trailers for these at this point. They're so. all
0: Yeah, they're all Netflix too, right?
3: These ones. Um, yeah, I do want to touch on the Tall Girl too in which they are not they, introducing an even
0: taller girl come on y'all you have one job
2: all right i'm gonna keep going now i'm gonna punch <laughs> <chase> you <laughs> we're just gonna go through this whole list
0: i'm sure there's like there's like other tv shows that are netflix right i'm sure yeah
2: these are all but well, these are all movies these anyway are all
4: movies.
0: oh they're all movies got it, got
2: it um okay so let let me go to the tv show section of this um
0: yeah, hell yeah.
2: There's some there's there's some Netflix got movies on them.
0: for Slumberland.
3: We could have found out what Slumberland was about. It's, but got, it's gone. Instead. No, it's
0: gone. Forever. It's gone. It's gone
2: forever. Part
1: of me wants to say Slumberland was like a Little Nemo sequel or or something based off that. Do you guys have you guys ever seen the movie Little Nemo, the little the anime. Yeah, 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 movie? yeah.
3: No, I think you're you're saying that the movie that has Jason Momoa with Ram Horns as a sequel or an nice. adaptation or nice. of Little Nemo and Slumberland? Or, or so. I, I don't think so. I think I
2: fell asleep during that part. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Here, so in films like Constantine, I Am Legend, and Hunger Games Catching Fire, and Mockingjay Part 1 and Part 2, director Francis Lawrence has made a career out of exploring what nightmare scenarios look like. That's I how that mind. sentence starts.
1: That's how that paragraph mm-hmm. starts. Never mind. I guess I was wrong. Well, when you hear a movie called Slumberland,
2: my brain is like, oh, I remember Slumberland. That's from that little anime movie you really liked as a kid. Oh. You're right. That was all good color for us to go into Ooh, where is it?
3: Television. I think, yeah. I think a little Nemo in Slumberland all the time when he's holding the staff with the glowing orb and he's yelling pajama, pajama. Oh
2: <laughs> man, that I, I, I remember the scene very well. Okay. TV now the TV one will be a little shorter because not a lot, not a lot of TV shows coming out have dates at this point. Yeah. Um so these are mostly the ones that have dates. Um
0: Reacher's already out. We don't
2: need to talk about
0: that. Let's see. You know what I'm excited for? None of those. <laughs> uh,
2: well, um, I'm,
0: I'm excited for one of those. Reacher? Season two? You
1: no, know, the 2020 Winter Olympics. That's oh. not
0: a show. That's a live Ben, event. that's <laughs> shut up. Get out of here. It's <laughs> a right. jumps a lot for you, Ben Magnet. Wednesday, it's Friday, on February 9th. Um, man, uh, this is awful. Bella, you know what? We didn't talk about the, Bella, the new Bella trailer, but good I enough. watched it with Sparks. It looks really good. Actually. We didn't talk about it. We talked about the first trailer that we didn't like, and then yeah. we watched the second trailer, which was significantly. We better. still, we still like creating a little Did tangent. We? In well, the we tangent yeah. in again because Bel Air looks real good. Yeah, I do. of all uh, these, this is the Puppy Bowl though.
2: Bring in Grayson's comment. Oh, ben. all right. What about Makers, it's I mean John Wick Four? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now that's that's been pushed to 2023.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Part of this coming year. So listen, I don't know what other, the only TV shows that I know that are coming out are like more <laughs> Marvel and Star Wars and Disney shit, but also. Right, in November.
2: So yeah, so here's Space Force, uh, Marvel's Miss Maze, which I'm excited for. I'm okay. going down.
0: Okay.
2: Cuphead is in. Is it? Is here? You passed it. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yes, the Cuphead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Cuphead is I was looking for that. Like, the first TV show that comes to mind. That comes to my mind. What I'm really looking forward to is Cuphead.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it that looks like
3: it's really but, interesting to look at how many of these are streaming service shows. Oh yeah, Vikings. Vikings. Oh, hey, the Proud Family sequel. Oh That's yeah, cool. All
2: right. Yeah, Vikings Valhalla.
3: and
0: not order. Not order forever. Killing Eve's yeah. back,
2: baby. Oh, yes. Bird. I
3: know Killing Eve is coming back later this month, but we are not going to get to watch it because we don't have BBC, so we're going to have to wait.
2: Oh, it, but- it's so nice that uh, Daredevil got his own show.
0: Hell yeah. On
3: Acorn
1: yeah,
2: that's Well I got pulled up this thing from Grayson real
1: quick. Sure. OG the puppy Bowl seventeen or eighteen. Bets must be played soon.
0: Listen, puppy bowls are very cute. That's I've watched more puppy bowls than probably Super Bowls in my life. <laughs> that makes sense. Ooh, Outlander fans gonna be happy about still, that. Outlander's still going. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, still
2: going.
1: Uh, fans uh, gonna be very uh, happy uh, about to that. Um, uh, Young oh,
2: yeah, rock. God, they're still doing there's, Survivor.
3: There's Ptolemy Gray, which we talked about. Very, very stoked. Man, this is
0: literally lots of streaming services You're right
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is quite a bit. Um, Halo. There's, uh, Halo. there's Halo. Oh, that's wow. next month. Holy Man. shit. Okay. Oh, so, Atlanta's like,
3: coming back. I, nice. Yeah.
1: So I know we kind of been harping on Halo, but I did see a Paramount Plus ad that I thought was really cute. It's a bunch of the um like actors and and like like Don't do this then. Park- No, they were singing the Halo theme
3: song. I know what you're talking about. Don't do this, Ben. It's not. Don't do this. It's not cute. It's disgusting.
1: I listen. I mean, that's like that's like the exact
3: fear of everyone being like, "Oh, I don't want Disney Plus to own these properties and make all these things interact with each other." And there they are. Wow, I really, I really see Paramount Mountain,
0: the actress from Star Trek, the Halo theme.
2: Did I tell you guys about the? Did you guys see the Paramount Plus ads uh, that had? Every uh Paramount Viacom owned character climbing up the Paramount Mountain,
1: yeah, that was during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I that. out yeah there. that's
3: what all this is based on is that like when they want to shove all their properties onto one mountain and make them sit together, I think the most offensive thing to me is that nobody sounded good doing it.
2: Oh, uh, like everybody uh, sounded awful. Uh, garbage. uh,
0: Tiger and Bunny still on? Holy shit, that's an anime about superheroes yeah, that I watched wild. a long time ago. Wow. Moon Knight. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, yeah, if we bad, if we're going to have real problems, Marvel. I'm just letting you know right
2: now. Uh, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, The Orville, The Boys, and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power rounds out the list.
3: Oh, oh yeah,
1: those the posters came out this week, didn't they? God.
3: So the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, I think is the biggest deal on this list. It's the most expensive show I've ever made. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. So, he, so the thing is, like, it can't just be, like, Good enough. It has to be great. It has to, yeah. It has to be great. And if okay. it isn't great, like I, I don't think it's underselling it to say that the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, will, it can't just be good. It will it be, a, it will be a paradigm shift for genre television going forward. Yeah. If it fails, we're going to see the trends of what failed about it, what they feel like didn't work about it, affect all other genre
0: television, especially on streaming services. And if it succeeds, same deal. I, yeah. I fully expect. This first episode to do like 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 a uh, gangbuster. Numbers. It will do insane. It will like it will be like record breaking numbers for Amazon.
2: I was really surprised when the like the the name announcement dropped, where it was like and and I thought that they would be hyped towards Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is a very hyped franchise. A lot of people are looking forward to this. I didn't expect the hype to be that big for a title reveal. I was I was genuinely shocked at how dominant that it was to the news to the news of that day.
0: Um. Yeah, because like we we don't know that much about it, but we do know it. It is in the past, and it is when like all the rings. Oh we
2: are know large. so. So we do. We actually because of that that title, we know a lot more about it, which is that it's the yeah. second age and about the ring maker who made the Elven rings of power without Sauron knowing. So Sauron has, War. yeah, Sauron has not really made. It's like before he makes the One Ring, like just before we we pick up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's so expensive they have bought our attention because they know people are going to to be watching it and they get that they get that first episode where you gotta prove like are you gonna grab people or not it's it's gonna be their game of thrones moment oh yeah we'll see like and it will it will change streaming service television going forward what they're willing to do what they think of it, if it is a character-driven show, we are going to see the streaming services of Star Wars and the Marvel shows and everything else on HBO Max. All of that is going to start to trend towards what's working about Lord of the Rings. What was the gamble there that paid off, mm-hmm. and how can we adapt that into what we're doing? Yeah.
2: yeah. I hope I, so. I'm so or, excited.
3: or the reverse of that. If it doesn't succeed, if it doesn't get the numbers, they're
0: going to take different lessons from it. Man, they're, they put all or nothing into this show. So, like, if it's not a huge success, I don't even know.
4: Right. Like, Amazon
0: obviously is, like, the richest company on the planet. They're going to be fine without it. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know what happens if this does But it'll fail. tell you it's, something. It'll yeah. tell you it's something not, about what television shows are going to be willing to risk going forward.
2: It's not It's not so much that I'm worried about Amazon not making money off of the show. Like, it's more so that, like, as far, like, Sparks is right. It, it, the show culturally will have an effect that a show hasn't since Game of Thrones. hmm
3: it's it's high risk and we're waiting to see if it's going to be high reward and so are all of the other streaming services. They're yeah. going to make decisions based on
0: how people react to the Lord of the Rings. And you know what? Like very they got back like didn't they get back the original composer too?
2: Howard Shore, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if like if we get a real trailer and we get that real Lord of the Rings music, that's gonna that's gonna destroy millions of people and that is going to be like the the most watched television premiere like of all time. Like for very real. excited yeah like honestly like next to like star wars like lord of the rings has such like people love lord of the rings it's like the one fancy thing that like everyone can agree on It's like yeah we all like it because like it's not game of thrones not everyone's getting murdered or incest uh and like it's so cool that it's like it's coming back like i never after the hobbit guys like i i don't like a lot of those movies or three there's only three of them uh i don't like those movies very much and like three
3: is already more than it
0: should have been yeah and i'm like i was really worried that like this would be it for a long long time and like it has been long enough i guess but like I'm so well, excited.
2: it's 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 nice. It, it feels kind of like The Hobbit when it was pitched to us, right? It's like you know we're going back to Lord of the Rings world, but Peter Jackson isn't. Guillermo del Toro is, and so like it feels like we're it's the Lord of the Rings that you recognize that you've seen on screen. It's going to be there's not going to be a disconnect. That, you know that's why it's so expensive, but it's not Peter Jackson coming back to Lord of the Rings. It's someone else going into mm-hmm. that world. Um, I, I think that's I think the main reason why The, the Hobbit failed is because Peter Jackson came back yeah yeah i
3: think i think lord of the rings not just because it is the lord of the rings but because of what it's going to mean for television going forward specifically streaming service television uh it's this is a this is a watershed moment it's a sea change things will be different after this show comes Mm -hmm. out yeah
2: um i'm going to stop the screen because there's nothing else on this list even though uh there are no dates yet for the like you know
0: there's no mention of the talk about it very much but uh there is a animated boys tv show coming out i'm not excited for but the new season of the boys i am yes. ecstatically excited for yes, like me too um, soldier boy with jensen eccles i i just watched an interview with him like why he's so excited to play that role i'm like oh my god i'm so ready for it yeah agreed.
2: um there's also uh you know the star wars shows like andor and uh obi-wan they don't have dates yet the she hulk and miss marvel they don't have dates yet so you know all, all those i'm looking forward to uh to varying okay. degrees
0: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, let me bring up the video game one now.
0: Woo! I'm gonna talk. It's gonna be me talking for a lot now. Do you mean uh, us
1: talking a lot now?
0: Ben, no, no, I play way more modern games than you do. What are you talking about? So true. So what true. What are you talking about? Uh,
1: all right.
0: You're the retro gamer, Ben.
1: Yeah, I'm the retro gamer, but it doesn't mean I don't. I'm not looking forward to
2: current games. No, I know. So this list has everything, uh, yeah. so we don't need to go through it all. No, we don't. no. Yeah, yeah. January. Uh, just yeah. Just, Just tell me when you want me to stop. Hold on, Ben. Just tell me when you want me to stop uh, Stop are. scrolling.
0: Right now. Okay, so we got Sifu coming out next week. Um, I'm very excited for Sifu. All the reviews are already out. They're saying it's great. That is the mar- Super Martial Arts game. Uh, the reviews are out. That game is way, way, way harder than anyone know, knows. So if you guys are ready to play Sifu, know it's a freaking really hard game. Like hard, hardcore, hardcore Dark Souls hard. Uh, very excited to start playing it next week. I don't think it's f- a full price game either, which is nice. Yeah, uh because I, I can't afford that. $70 games every week. Um <laughs> yeah. and then you could scroll down. Kingdom Hearts. Keep going. Keep going. Oh yeah. Keep that's, going. That's that's stuff bad. going on, so much. we don't And now we can that. stop. All right. The, Elden, nope, 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 Ra- Elden Ring. Sorry. Warhammer.
1: Elden Ring, are we not talking about Elden Ring?
0: No, we are. Scroll up though, please, Brandon. There's more. I didn't see. Total War Warhammer 3. That is the uh hmm. the third game in the Warhammer uh, Total War franchise a lot of hype behind it um i'm really excited to play that great pc game destiny 2 the witch queen is the big super big expansion for destiny 2 this is like their big like yearly uh launch thing so like fans are really excited for that
1: um horizon forbidden west a big the big sequel oh yeah Horizon Horizon forbidden west that's um obviously the big sequel to horizon zero dawn so people are getting hyped for that Mm -hmm. the game looks gorgeous
0: I uh, I have been playing Horizon again, but I haven't been playing it that much because I don't want to put a bunch of hours into a sequel game I'm, I'm literally about to play because it's like mm-hmm. the same game mechanics. So I'm like, oh, but I want to know the story, but the game comes out in a week. Um, yeah. I'm so excited for Horizon. That game looks so sick. J- fighting a giant elephant monster? I'm all about it. Mm-hmm.
2: There's one that says uh, Martha, uh, Martha is dead or whatever. I thought, it said, dead. I thought it said Mothra is dead.
0: Why did <laughs> you say that name?
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Honestly, yeah, is coming out. Nice.
0: Uh, Elden Ring. That's Elden Ring. Of all the games this month, and there are a lot of big games. Like Elden Ring is the game. It is the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe even this year. For for, for me, for real, yeah. I, I hate. I truly hate that Horizon and Elden Ring come out a week apart. Like I, I have to play both those games, and it's gonna like Horizon's just gonna get thrown to yeah. the dust. i Like, um, Elden Ring is open world, Dark Souls baby. Like, I. What mm-hmm. else do you need? Like, that's the only game I've ever won in my entire life, and it's here
1: that's the game that's definitely gonna be putting me to drive driving me to save up for my PS5 because I, ever since that game came out I've been talking about it with my little brother we've been dying to play it it looks oh, so good
0: yeah you don't want to play that on your PS4 man oh man no
1: no I'm playing that on my PS5 that indeed well, you, was got, I'm
0: you got weeks you got two <laughs> weeks two weeks um,
1: oh triangle strategy that's coming out in March that one me. I'm super excited for because that is like a pixelated um it's a pixelated final fantasy tactics style um tactics rpg and it looks so gorgeous it looks so good and i cannot wait to play
0: it uh i can't believe they didn't change the name they, yeah. that was the working title when we saw a trailer like two years ago was triangle strategy mm-hmm. right uh it's yeah. fun that's great yeah guys guess what grand theft auto 5 is coming out again for the third time um i'm actually i am excited because like i want to play gta 5 with my friends uh but i don't want to play it on like old consoles, so it's getting an update, right. um, oh. which is
1: great. Yeah, hold up, I'm not gonna lie, Chocobo GP does look cute. I know it's not gonna be the Mario Killer, but it looks. I remember seeing the trailer; it looks cute.
0: A Mario Killer Ben, it's not even like a Mario punch it in the face. It's not I know, but it still it looks cute. But yeah, the font- I'm still, yeah. Ben, uh, curious for Ghostwire Tokyo. Did you? Not, did they released a 30 minute presentation about it. This I
3: heard. Didn't I just uh, have you. haven't had time.
2: Uh,
0: I want to. I, I want to ask Ben a question. What does he yeah. think will be a Mario
2: Killer? Like you said, it's not going to be the Mario Killer. Like you've said that before. Like, what do you think is going to be the Mario Killer?
0: I don't know. Fun. Don't want I see it. <laughs> it hasn't I don't yet. think.
2: I don't think it will be anything.
0: Nothing can kill Mario. That's why he's Mario. Uh, yeah, Ghostware Tokyo. I watched the presentation for it. Um, I don't know about this one, y'all. Um, it is. It is not the horror game that was pitched. It is definitely more of a first-person like city adventure game, while spooky elements. The gameplay just isn't there for me. It's still the weird first-person yeah, spell that stuff. Yeah, stuff did look weird. It doesn't look any better seeing it in full motion. That's nah, a bummer. Um, it, might be, it might be cool to try it, but like, I'm not sold on it. Tiny Tina's mm-hmm. Wonderlands. Yeah, if you guys have PlayStation Plus, they are they are giving away the Borderlands 2 Tiny Tina DLC for free right now. It's a standalone D- uh, uh, D&D Borderlands game, so everyone can play it in anticipation for Tiny Tina Wonderlands. Which I'm excited nice for. and uh, also, Kirby in the
3: Forgotten Land is a great looking Kirby game.
1: Just I was about to say because right now we got both Mag talking about Kirby and we got Grayson talking about Kirby. That comes Kirby looks Yeah, it comes out next month. That game I I'm definitely got. I'm getting Kirby Day One. That one just looks gorgeous, and it's been a long time since I played a Kirby game, and I'm looking forward to that.
3: I still that's gotta on, play
0: Pokemon, man. That's hey. on
3: that's on brand for Ben.
1: Yeah, Kirby Day One. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I'm probably gonna wait a while for um, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. I know I was kind of negative should... on. What? Game
3: coming
2: out? yeah i yeah. guess so oh PC. no yeah. it's probably
3: a strategy game but i'm, a, I'm into that. sounds like it. Terran command sounds like a strategy game title Terran command
2: all right moving to april uh-huh it is lego, lego. Energy. Yeah. brandon's most anticipated yep he's my most anticipated is god of war maybe. 2 coming out this year
0: maybe no. potentially maybe I, I, if, if that's that.
2: out this if that's out this year that that's my most anticipated
0: sure um I will play it when it goes on sale. There are too many good oh. games coming out. Yeah. Oh, evil dead the game. That, that game needs to... De- we need to hear like how that's gonna play. That game's getting delayed. I I, I we have not heard a single thing about that this
2: game. This was the delay.
3: We yeah, it could still happen again. We still yeah.
0: haven't heard a single thing about it. Um Sons of the Forest is a is the sequel to a survival game. Uh, called Just a Forest. Um we watched a trailer for it, uh, I think like last E3. Uh I love survival games, so I'm into that. Um I
3: remember being excited about Forspoken, but I have to remind myself
0: that was. is the one with the incredibly good looking graphics with the elemental stuff yep, in yep, the fantasy world. Yep, looking forward mm-hmm. to Forspoken. That is probably the best looking game that, that's coming out soon. Uh definitely excited for that one, yeah. It's like Avatar like looking shit.
2: Right, right. Saints Row. New
0: Saint Rose. <sighs> yeah. I'm part I'm I'm optimistic, but I'm not sold on it. I want to believe. Yeah. yeah. I want to believe. That September. Is... So, real quick, the Saints Row is a franchise that is like really, really crazy, and this is a reboot where it's taking away a lot of the craziness. So, like, it's like kind of why are we doing this? Uh, but we we'll yeah. it. sure. It's like
3: what if Fast and Furious went backwards? Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, mm. yeah. September? Anything? No. Um,
0: not test drive. That's a that's a space no. game. Oh Star yeah. Starfield's supposed Starfield. Starfield is out. the next Bethesda. Um, uh, uh, I. I Everybody's and... very curious. Yeah. So after, after Skyrim and Fallout, this is their new game, and oh. it's exclusive. To Xbox because they got bought by Microsoft. Um, December? Stalker 2, baby. That is a hardcore uh, 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 first-person shooter survival game deep in the heart of Chernobyl itself. Um, Mm -hmm. I like those games. I like crazy Russian people. I'm into it.
2: All right, and That's then a bunch it. of the yeah, to be yeah, announced yeah. stuff.
3: Oh, um, unannounced dates. Well, we got the Advance Wars badge right now coming to the Switch. Hell yeah. yeah,
1: that one. Um, last time I saw it, so they're announcing that one for quarter one of this year, or not quarter one, spring of this year, because uh, it was supposed to come out back in December, which they can push it back. I'm okay with that. I'm still the remake is still as long as we're getting this remake of Advance Wars one and two. I'm happy.
3: Uh, there's a Quiet Place game coming this year. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, they're that's like a low budget thing. so yeah. I don't know much. Uh, Bayonetta three, I'm excited yeah, for that.
3: Yeah. Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. They seem to have a lot of confidence. In yeah, it.
0: that game looks awesome. And there was a a a 360 Avatar game that came out that was actually pretty good too. So was,
2: um, did I have I seen the trailer for this Avatar game? I can't remember it. Maybe I want to say like. we
1: saw a tech demo for it.
2: Maybe. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: I remember we saw like some gorgeous look. Like, we didn't see any gameplay. We just saw like, hey, this is what the game is going to look like in engine. But yeah, yeah. we didn't see any story gameplay. I mean, it looks pretty. It looks like you're on Pandora. But besides that, we didn't get anything else. Uh,
0: it is like a like a third person, like almost like a Far Cry game, or like like a third person. The the adventure. studio
3: behind it has been talking up a lot of faith that it's like it's going to be a great game, regardless of if you even give a
0: shit about the films. It's all I Apparently. care about. It's yeah. all I want is a good game. That's what I want. Yeah. Let's um. See. Let's see. Um, choo let's- choo Charles.
1: Oh God. Yes.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. That's the spooky, the spooky tank engine game. The spooky train.
1: So, can I, I want to tell you guys. So, when you told me about it and showed me the trailer, I came home one October night and I showed it to Fanny. And you want to know the first words out of her mouth when she was done watching that? No. She's looked at me. She's like, "The guys better make you play this for a spooky arcade next year." Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. She can. Hey, if she wants to be there, she's more than invited. You know how that. Is. Mm-hmm. Um not a lot of these are a lot of like uh, smaller games blood Bowl, bowl blood bowl 3 is <gasps> the cult of the lamb. Third, hold on real quick ben blood bowl 3 is the third uh game in the warhammer fantasy football game there's a fantasy league of football where orcs fight humans in football but it's fantasy warhammer <laughs> and they made a third one so good for them uh
2: you were really excited for one ben
1: um oh, i thought cult of the lamb was gonna cult be on the, of the switch Lam- too cult of the
3: lamb does look really good that is that oh. yeah that look good. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I thought about it was
1: going to be on the Switch as well.
3: Darn it. Uh, then I'm sure it will come it, to the Switch. They as always well. do eventually. Yeah, because
1: yeah. I know that's a Devolver Digital, and the Devolver normally ports gets their stuff to Switch. So
0: uh, okay. I'm still waiting for the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, next gen update. Yeah. Uh, and that should be happening in May. Also, Destroy say.
3: All Humans 2 is getting a new
0: remaster. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't play that first one still, though. You- yeah.
2: Um, this Digimon Survive has been one I've been interested in for a while. It's interesting that it's still a PS4 or Xbox One exclusive, it's been on the docket for like three years now.
0: That doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, nope. blood bowl in the chat. Yeah, I love that blood bowl. Uh, I'm glad, Marty. Dra- Dragon Ball the Breakers.
3: I'm still waiting to hear uh how things it, we don't know the date yet and they had their beta testing which went very successfully and i they watched said, like they're going to be adjusting and taking a lot of the feedback and i i wouldn't be surprised if it even gets pushed uh, a decent amount but i'm still super curious how that game's gonna play i'm i'm a shill for dragon ball so i'm gonna end yeah. up playing it either way but mm-hmm. i hope it's entertaining enough to play that we all can get in.
0: uh i did watch a couple matches of it and i think I can only play that with my friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I
3: suspect that's the only way I'll be able to do it too, oh, yeah. but we'll see. Right under that is Doom the Spice Wars. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I just love a good real-time strategy game. And this is a good year with Warhammer, Total War 3, and Doom Spice Wars. And now I guess there's a, a Starship Troopers one I didn't know about. So like, yeah. let the spice flow, baby. They're really after you. They're after my, all my money.
2: They're coming to get you, Ryan. They're coming to get
0: you, Barbara. Oh, Evil West, that's the cool um, like third-person yeah. shooter. Yeah. Um, oh, like, yeah. Demonic, uh, Western game. That looks pretty cool. That does look cool. Got God of War Ragnarok as we brought up before. Um, it's gotta, it's gotta. Listen, it's it's November, December at best. But I I, yeah, I think it's getting pushed.
1: Yeah, Maybe. I think it's getting pushed too.
0: Time will tell. Time will tell. Gotham Knights. Yes. Gotham Knights. I think. Oh no, Suicide Squad got pushed. Sorry, Suicide Squad. It's probably forward. gonna make it. Maybe. Uh, Suicide Squad like is out of this year, so like I don't have faith for this one now. Yeah. Um, but I'm I still want to play it. I'm really excited. I need another. I, I am.
2: I am curious. I am still curious about it. I I am into the. Uh... I am interested in the story, certainly. Um, I hope. It, I just hope it plays well.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know what Matt has to say right now, he goes goodbye, wallet.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And of course,
1: earlier, uh, Marty was like super excited for that. Love the blood bowl, and Grayson is like God of War and Gotham. He's like, oh, Gotham Knights. Yeah,
0: multiplayer Arkham <laughs> is like is all I could really ask for. So like, yeah, if it still plays well um and i can like i could be jason todd while like you guys be like the other like that's that's really cool that's really cool i'm hogwarts scared.
2: legacy which didn't look good even before jk rowling got, was a monster
0: it got delayed hardcore and like people are still speculating that it's not coming out this year because like they, they don't want to talk about it for obvious reasons because it's tied to harry potter so like the further yeah. they the get away from it the better but like
1: uh, i'm scared I'm, to know what i am jesus ooh. christ
0: is I am Jesus Christ like it's it's exactly so I saw a title and I was too curious Uh, it's
3: how to say goodbye Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to look up what it is and it's a little indie puzzle game Um, it's inspired by illustrated books and you move the elements of decor and manipulate reality to help a group of ghosts wandering between two worlds reach the other side okay Uh,
0: dang some
3: sad looking art
0: okay yeah but it's no I am Jesus Christ though I guess not
2: can you put Um, up oh it's your screen's too small for me to see it anyway (laughs)
0: Laura Croft. Oh, those are all just like old games. Like yeah.
2: That's right. Um, I see the uh the new Jack and Baxter game is coming along.
0: Oh, Jack, move. <laughs> His little brother. Um, uh, let's see. Little Devil Inside. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty scary. Um, oh yeah,
2: Mario um, Rabbit Sparks of
1: Hope. That's coming to the Switch this year. That's Metal right. Metal, Metal Slug. Metal Slug Tactics. Uh, that's another one we're looking Good forward night, to. Sun,
0: baby. That was supposed to come out in a month and it got delayed. <sighs>
3: that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, What's Multiverses. I am I am crazy for mouse look tactics. That's that's going
0: Yeah, multiverse is definitely. Uh, that's the free to play one. Uh, mm-hmm. looks better than it has any right to be. We'll see if I get invested. Yeah. Oh my
2: God!
3: Ooh, ooh,
0: oxenfree's getting a sequel this yes. year. Oxenfree quick, two lost signals. Ooh, oxenfree's a great indie scroll game. Scroll up, Brandon. Sorry, real quick. Yeah. Just real quick. Uh, necro barista. Uh, you play a zombie barista. That game looks cool.
2: Mm. Hmm. Uh, okay, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time Remake. I remember that first trailer. It's still PS4, Xbox One. This game's going to look like ass.
0: It's yeah. definitely coming to the next-gen systems. I think that's why they're taking so much time to make sure it looks as good as it's supposed to be. But that game looked like ass. <laughs> it <laughs> it looked like, like ass! Cooking. Yeah. Uh, it's been, like, what, two
3: years now? So, like, hopefully they yeah. fixed it. Uh, very happy River City Girls 2 is coming this year. But my mm-hmm. one of my most anticipated games of the year is Redfall. Redfall. uh I love the concept of that trailer. I hope this game is as good as I want it to be because I want, I want so badly for the four of us to be able to play that game like nobody's business. And Which one's Redfall? It Redfall is the Left 4
0: Dead open world multiplayer where event where they're fighting game. vampires oh. and they have the unique powers and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That looked great. It was like the final right. trailer at like one of the conferences. Yeah. Yeah. That looked really, really, really like, great. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's made by uh uh, uh Arcane, yeah, Arcane who did like Prey and, and uh Dishonored and stuff. So like and um game of the year nominee Deathloop this year. So yeah, um hmm. very, very excited for that. Can't, Can't wait. wait. wait, wait replaced is that indie robot game where you play as like a side-scrolling robot. Uh it's like in a post-pocket the world where you're like a robot, you maybe been it used to be a person who got their body replaced or something. That looks cool. Scorn, that was the HR Giger really gross, like mo- like, right. like dildos mm. popping out of walls and shit thing. we right. haven't seen a trailer for like two years for that one.
3: What was the name of the one where you play a cat? Do you remember? Stray. 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 Looking for Stray. Yeah. Um, oh, let's see. Oh,
1: Something wait, wait. So we'll
2: find out. We'll oh, find the... out. There it is.
3: Somerville's a great indie game I'm excited for. Stray. Oh, yeah. An that's the ocean an coming Asian, out? Invasion one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So it says
1: Sonic Frontiers. What happened to that? I don't think Sonic Frontiers is coming out this year, but what mm-hmm. happened to that Sonic remake of, um, of One, Two, Three, Knuckles, and CD that we're supposed to get? What happened to that?
0: They're asking us the know.
2: pandemic. Uh-huh. The pandemic, yeah, yeah. yeah pandemic. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence. I'm
0: looking forward to. That's I'm the funny. like the the role playing one, right?
3: I right. I am very curious about how people are going to react to Star Wars Hunters.
0: So that's the thing. That's a that's like that's like a mobile game. They're turning into like a real game. Yeah. Uh, right. it's not. It's not going to be. I'm
3: fun. I'm very curious. Like, not necessarily to play it, but to hear how people react to it for sure. The System Shock remake's coming out this year. I forgot
0: about that. I. That, man, that thing's been in development for so long. That's like uh that's the spiritual succeed, uh, uh prequel game to Bioshock, which m- more people know than System Shock. Um System Shock is like crazy underwater science fiction horror. I'm all about it. Oh, Terminator
3: the, Dark Fate has a new game coming out.
0: Yeah, As it's we, a, strategy, strategy a strategy game.
2: As we said, Suicide Squad Killer Justice is like this is not up to date. That move that that game was pushed to next year.
0: Yeah. Yep. Ooh, the TMNT game is coming out, Ben. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. Um, oh yeah, that I cannot wait to play that teenage mutant ninja turtles game. That's so good. Tim, Tim, Tim is finally coming to consoles. That's the Pokemon game where you can have guns and kill them. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one. Breath of the Wild sequel is not coming out this year. No, I I don't believe it. I don't believe uh, it. What,
2: da, 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 da. what was I looking? Oh, Lord of the Rings: um, Gollum. So Terrible. Breath of the Wild, <laughs> sequel, yeah. Breath
1: of the Wild sequel might still happen this year. It might be November, December. I'm guessing. Yeah, but well, if it gets pushed like back that. to 2023, I'm not gonna be mad about it because we were talking about this when they when we were talking about this for e back in uh, last June for E3, they mm-hmm. said 2022. So we're like, n- normally Nintendo's decent at letting us know at making
2: their suggested um, release dates. Yeah, but, but these with
3: the, but these are weird times. Yeah, but
2: these uh, are
4: very
3: weird times.
2: Ben, uh, I I want to real quickly. You spoke over Ryan when he said uh, uh, Golem looks terrible. I wanted that on record because I want, I wanted just... Two people said that game looks terrible.
0: Oh, no, it looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, I haven't... And it's funny, because that was like one of the first next-gen games announced, and it's coming out so many years later, and it doesn't look good. And I'm like, hey, I guess they can't all be Winners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Witcher What's 3 you... Wild Hunt is getting a next-gen update. I will 100% put 100 hours back into that game.
2: Oh, there's Warhammer? Warhammer 40k Dark Tide,
0: Left 4 Dead, but Warhammer 40k.
2: Oh, that's right. That looked awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, I really hope that feels good. Oh, look, I want to play it. Hell
0: yeah! And wizard Back with a gun sounds like wizard with a gun. <laughs> wizard with a gun. It looks good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything I missed? Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt that got delayed like a year. Uh, so that that's definitely probably not coming out this year, unfortunately. Um, yeah, good man, good year of games. Good, good year good of everything, games. I think. Yeah, and also this is a situation where like uh, a lot of games also haven't been announced that will come out this year too. Yeah, because um, like you know they release it and like four months later it'll come out. So like
2: much in the same way as like as the TV show ones. Like what well, there are still many shows and many dates to be left left to be told. Ooh, oh,
3: yeah. ooh, ooh, There's a movie we didn't talk about that I'm anticipating this year because it wasn't on that list, and it's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah. Oh yeah! yeah. Right. That's true. Thanks, Brandon, for wearing a Goku shirt so that I could remember.
2: Guess Don't what die. it is? Don't Guess what die. Goku
0: shirt it is? GT. GT. Yeah, I can tell by the nothing. I'm gonna there we go. GT. <laughs> ah, a little Videl or Pan or whoever the hell that is. Pan. Listen, uh, I don't care how bad GT is. Vegeta had a mustache, so it gives it gets it gives me a lot. That gives me a lot. Vegeta looks good with a mustache. I like well, the thanks, stories in GT a lot. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh yeah, I think there's a lot of good stuff coming out this year. Um uh a lot you of movies have... I'm really looking forward to.
0: Of all the things, give me like your top one or two of everything that you're excited for.
2: Well, games is definitely God of War mm-hmm. if it comes out this year. If not, it's probably Lego Star Wars, let's be honest.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the uh, movies, uh, the Batman, Thor, Love and Thunder, Spider Verse, like yeah. there's some good ones. Oh, Lightyear, Lightyear, oh, Lightyear. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some good movies that I'm looking forward to, and I'm, I'm you know, but I'm also looking forward to like. The Adam Project. Like I want. I wonder which movie is going to surprise me. You know, what movie mm-hmm. that did I wasn't I not know about that's going to be like really great. Um, Orville for the for the TV shows. Orville, yeah. all the way, man. I'm so excited for that show.
0: I'm looking at my Moon Knight poster right there, and I'm just like, he's truly a character that I never thought they would that he would become live action. And if he did, they wouldn't do him justice, or you know, do like the psychological stuff. They would just make him just a dude. Yeah. Uh, and I watched the trailer where. Even though Oscar Isaac has a weird accent, they're doing Moon Knight. And I'm like, wow, Like, this is one of those characters where like, I feel like as a fan, like we made it. Uh, so Moon Knight for me is, is maybe not my number one, but it's the one that I am the most excited for just to see happen. Um, sure. uh, I want to see Tom Cruise's Iron Man real bad. <laughs> what about,
2: what about, about you, Sparks? What? What about you, Sparks?
3: Uh, I feel like I kind of said it as we were going through, but... Um, this is a final... No, adventure. I know. I'm trying to think of everything now uh, uh, after what I said. I, I think probably in shows, I'd have to probably say the Lord of the Rings show more than anything just because of what what it's going to mean going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Film-wise,
0: I I guess across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for uh, the Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal, the the uncrushing weight of whatever, a lot. Me too. I am
3: really looking forward to Aquaman too.
0: Yeah. Me too. Um, I'm I'm
3: really, really looking forward to it. You
2: know what? I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I'm looking forward to Avatar 2. I don't know if I'm gonna you like it. it. I don't even know if it. I don't even know if I'm excited for it. I'm just like James Cameron's been working on this one for 10 years. I gotta see what it is. It's gonna be visually
0: like it's gonna be a spectacle at, at the very least. Yeah. At minimum.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh fan. Uh games wise, I'm actually more excited for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. I'm really looking forward to that one. I love the do. first one. Pick
0: one that that is for sure coming out this year, though.
1: For sure,
0: I'm not guaranteed. I don't believe in it. I want to believe, but I don't believe.
1: Okay, for sure coming out. Um, I would definitely say Kirby. Okay, there you go.
2: Ben's a Nintendo boy. No, I get he's it, Soul. No, I get it. I'm a Nintendo boy, and that doesn't work.
0: Honestly, I'm really excited for that Kirby game too. It's like post-apocalyptic, but like he's yeah. like super cute in it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. I still I mean, have I just-
0: you. you Touch pokemon rcs right no
1: i haven't i've seen it i've seen videos of it i saw Grayson play a little bit of it it does look good but i'm also trying to save some money but kirby no, just it. something about that new kirby game is like i'm gonna get it and the reason why i didn't say elden green sparks is because i don't know when i'm gonna get my ps5 yeah you can, so you
2: can still be excited you're for it, you're but. a
1: nintendo boy so what <laughs> yes. if i'm a nintendo boy that's
2: nothing Thanks. um what about what about movies, Ben? There's certainly a movie uh, that you're looking forward to, uh, sure. Besides, besides
1: Sonic the hedgehog, uh Thor. I'm excited for Thor. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. I am stupid excited for Thor. Um, of course, Spider-Man. And I'm you know what? I am interested in seeing Avatar as well. I if part of me is just like just hurry up and or not just hurry up, just like just get it done just because we've been talking about this movie for over ten years. And it's like we there was a joke that it was never gonna come out, and you know what? the fact that it is for sure coming out, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to see it.
2: I'm gotcha. here for the, I'm here for the, for the, um, worthington a Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely not doing anything else. Um, uh, <laughs> man. Crazy. Avatar, such a moment in time. Do you that... think it'll even do
3: anything for him? Because he's not even, we're not even going to see his real face the whole time.
2: No. No? No. All right. Uh, well, that's all. That's everything. You know, there's obviously more stuff, but check it out. Okay. Should we get into our book club?
0: I will only watch Fantastic Beast 3 when it's free on whatever streaming service is on because I can't miss a Mads movie, but I don't want to pay money for just it. Just watch
3: all the Mads scenes. I will do <laughs> that. I will fast forward. Yeah, there. Just, you just wait for the YouTube
0: compilation, all Mads best scenes. I love Mads Mikkelsen so much. So, like, I Yeah, re- he's great. And, like, I do not want to see that movie. Whatsoever, no. But I love Mads. Sorry, that's it. Book
2: club. All right. That's see. That's why I'm like, I'll watch Jurassic World Dominion because like I've got my least anticipated, which is Fantastic Beast, and like everything above that is a vast improvement.
0: I love Lord Dern with all my heart, so like I will I will see that movie for Lord Dern.
2: I want to watch Solo again. All right, book club. <laughs> uh, Mag, pull up some. Uh, ben, pull up some. Ben, pull up some things. All what?
1: right. So, Mag is scared about the Mario movie. You're not the only one, bud. I'm, yeah, I'm that's look, true. I mean, I want to see that trailer, but also I'm, I'm very scared. I don't.
2: There's nothing about that. No. St- hmm.
1: I want to see Jack Black as Bowser. That's like the one thing, the big thing that I'm looking forward to. And Grayson's saying, give me a Knuckles movie. I'll be excited for Sonic movies.
0: Let's, that's literally what they're doing. Hold on. Let's see the movie first before we do spinoffs. I'll allow it, but I just got nah, I mean, to... Knuckles is in see. the movie.
1: this i mean knuckles did get his own comic book for a short while until that was ungraciously good for him ryan
0: take it away knuckles hey guys my name's ryan and it's the season of love um so i picked just a bunch of comics that have love involved in some some particular way not really curious about like the, the overall arching plots of the individual issues but just like just about like the relationships that are going on so we're gonna talk about two different relationships and the first one we're gonna talk about is storm and forge um this is a little story called Life Death. It takes place in an Uncanny X-Men 186. Life Death, a love story. Uh, Storm was depowered by a, a machine made by Forge. Uh, it was originally going to be used on Rogue, but it accidentally got used on Storm. Uh, so Storm is now powerless. The most powerful mutant in the world it has become just a regular human. And you guys read the issue. She's not feeling it. Um, I think this issue is incredible. I think it is a beautiful Piece of storytelling not just between two kind of broken characters but i think the artwork by barry windsor smith is beautiful and he he draws the way he draws eyes especially eyes that have like sorrow in them it's some of the best i've ever seen in a comic like when storm is depressed or when forge is depressed you really feel it in this comic i think yeah I um agree. and I agree. I, you guys you guys are very familiar with like modern like the crocoan era of x-men um mm-hmm. so you guys don't know about like storm's deep powered age where storm was the leader of the x-men for multiple years with outer powers and it's the coolest she's ever been. It's the coolest she's ever looked. But she had to get through some depression first. And I'm just curious what you guys thought of Life, Death. I really liked it. Um, there's an issue that I have with a lot of comics of this era.
2: That is, I do feel like it's overwritten. That was just the time. Um, but there's a lot of really like, profound stuff being said that I, I uh, found myself really, like every couple of uh, panels going, oh,
0: mm-hmm. damn, okay. That's all. <laughs>
2: tell, me about, it. tell me about life, why don't you? Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, with life, there
3: are always options, possibilities, hope. You never know what will happen next for better or worse. Death may be certain, but it's also final. Once done, it's done. There's no second thoughts, no going back.
0: Yeah, that's Force no. talking about how he tried to kill himself once. And now he, yeah. he's, there, he's there for Storm, so she doesn't do that. Um, mm-hmm. I, this is a really beautiful issue. And also, like, for me, I've been ingrained in the X-Men my entire life. I know these characters inside and out. Uh, I haven't read this issue until last week but like knowing them in the future and how they got here like being here now I'm like god this means this issue is so awesome um Forge lives in Dallas inside a inside of his he's not part of the X-Men he's his own mutant on his own terms uh and he lives inside a like techno cube that he made of, of his own like of his own design that has like like invisible flooring which really screws up Storm because she like she's like she's tripping up she He puts her, her in the storm and he puts her in the storm which is a really messed up thing to do um I I just think their relationship's really great, and it's it's uh, when when you are when you're going through shit and you don't have someone to help you, that's a real big bummer. Um, and Forge I think is a really cool character because he's someone who's an isolationist. He doesn't really he doesn't like the X Men. He thinks they what they're doing is like is kind of shitty, right? Uh, uh, but he still likes them because they're his own people. Um, he's in love with Storm. You guys can tell, and you can see why. She's a tall, beautiful goddess. Um, and she just has no self esteem, and I love I understand Brandon about like overwriting. Uh, that that is a personal thing. I I love it's not a
2: criticism, it's just no, no, I know. No, no, that's just... why I say
0: it's a personal thing. That's why it's a personal thing. Um, I love comics that are overwritten because it gets to like gets to the core of all the uh, of who the character is. And like Forge, man, like he he's like, Storm, you woman, you gotta do this thing, and then he's like, oh, dang it, I love her so much, I can't tell her how much I love her, and like all of that interpersonal dialogue is really important, I think. Um oh that's a cute picture of me like um, the but yeah the the, the stuff forge talking about how uh he tried to kill himself and now like he's there for storm i just think it was really really good yeah i like it a lot yeah. yeah i
1: love the scene where forge where storm is trying on dresses and she tries on like that the gown and she goes downstairs and forge is just like shocked and he's like oh no he's he wants to say all these things but then and then when she and then when storm realizes that she's causing a, a little bit of a problem he's like she's like oh crap this is not going the way i want and both of them have that internal dialogue. It's like, oh, you, why didn't you say like Starfour just saying, why didn't you tell her that she was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life? And then uh, Storm is like, no, you shouldn't have gone on like that's gone that strong. You should have gone on a little more. What's 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 wrong with you? Just like it's, internal dialogue. It's like I'm, I'm just reading that. as like, man, this is kind of going into a um, like when there's these two people who really like each other, but they constantly are saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, and they're just and then they like. It's like when someone says something stupid, the love interest walks away and they look at something and you're like, you idiot, why'd you say that? Yeah,
0: and I love that shit. It is very, it is very old school yeah. writing, but like, um, like Storm's like, or City Forge is like, great, have your own way, see if I care. And then he leaves like, damn it, trouble is, I do care. And I'm like, that's so cute. How do I reach someone who doesn't want to be helped? And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I love it. Um, the, let's see, um... Oh god, yeah. So, so when he's swimming, so they get into a fight. Storm, uh, uh Forge starts swimming, and then Aurora goes to him, uh, and he's like, "Oh, the water looks nice, Forge. Do you mind if I join?" And then she sees that he's that he's an amputee, and they have that awesome exchange of like, you know, it's a part of me, but like, it's not who I am fully. Like, you know, I am I am an inventor, but I'm still the person that I am without it, uh, and you're still the person you are, Storm, without your power. But she doesn't see that because she's only known power her whole life. Uh, it's just like a really sweet, really sweet dialogue stuff. Yeah, she uh, pickpockets him. I thought that was a cute little exchange. Yeah, she's a lot of people don't know. Like Storm grew up in Egypt as a thief. Uh, People saw. um, Yeah, X
2: Men Apocalypse. Apocalypse.
0: That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for that. Thank you, Oscar Isaac. Uh, I echo what you said.
3: I think that the art in this issue is incredible. Um, really, really enjoy it. I, I think they do a very good job with the relationship dynamics between Forge and Aurora, and what we explore about him being uh, uh, from Vietnam and things like that. Um, we haven't touched on at all the side story with Rogue. Well, because it's it's um, yeah, it's, um, but tied it's, it's to the hard. To, block, it's hard yeah. to yeah, yeah. but it, we did read it, and yeah. uh, I I think it's interesting. It's it's hard to grasp like what exactly is going on with uh, the girl that she's Val Cooper uh, being chased by Val Cooper,
0: but. Um, yeah it's still really really wonderful art oh even even like like again like there's like this is still like an overarching arc with the dire wraiths and val cooper and stuff so like yeah that wasn't as important but like i love man the way that rogue used to be drawn and the way mystique and destiny used to be drawn like they were drawn like old ladies and i love the way they look and now like rogue is like super young and hot and like i that's a great look too but like i love like grandma look you can see like grandma looking rogue with like the skunk hair and like the like the blouse and i'm like i love old school looking x-men Mm -hmm. Um, I just think uh, the last thing I'll say is like, it's, it's really cute to see two people who know they like each other. And Ben, you described it perfectly. Like, like they like each other, but they don't want to say it. And it's like, will they, won't they? It's very like soap opery. but that's all of Claremont. Um, she's like, she doesn't, she's never drank before. And, and, and Forge's like, why don't you try She's like, it tickles my nose and it makes my ha- hair stand on end. And he's like, Oh, I love your laugh. I love your laugh. You should let me, you should let people hear your laugh more. And I'm like, it's really good stuff. And it ends on a sad note too, because it turns out that like Forge is the person who depowered storm. And she didn't know that in the past. So like that ends their, their budding romance of a couple of weeks. Um, and I just think it's a really a cute little story. It's mostly for the art. I love the art the story. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Um, now we're just going to move on to my favorite couple in comic books. Emma Frost and Scott Summers. Uh, again, you guys have read Modern X-Men. They've been broken up, but they're still banging, as you do in Kakoa. Uh, They were together for over 15 years, um, from 2000 until about Hawksbox. Um, and they're, I think they're everything I love about co- like comic couples. Like Batman, Catwoman, Spidey, Black Cat. It's like two opposing forces. Uh, that, like, should not get along, but they do. Uh, Cyclops is, is like, the heart and soul of the X-Men. He is, like, the Boy Scout. He will do everything that he can to save his people, uh, but he doesn't want to be a bad person. As you can see, as you read in these comics, he becomes slowly a bad person with X-Force and stuff. And Emma Frost, who was a supervillain, who straight up just did cocaine in the 80s and wanted to kill Kitty Pride and she killed horses that the X-Men owned and stuff, became a superhero. Um, and it's the budding relationship of how do these two different people who love each other live their lives uh, and we read a bunch of issues about that. And I'm just curious about what you guys think about these two.
2: I really like these four.
0: Cool. Tell me some more.
2: Yeah. Every, more. I love
1: how every aspect of these books, the um, Scott, the Cyclops and Emma Frost ones, kind of, it doesn't dive into their relationship more, but it's a different aspects of relationship. Like um, the cable issue, for example. Um, Scott is worried about cable, and Emma is there. Is like, look, let me help you shoulder this burden. You don't have to fight alone. Um, the dark x-men one the confessions one where both of them have to lay out is like look i have done things you have and look look i've done horrible things and the other is like no i've also done horrible things and they lay it
0: all out on the table the confession is like the like the the the, the book about the couple like that is the best yeah because i asked my friend on twitter what books should i should i pick a read for scott and evan he's like you got to do the confession because that is like the core of them getting at who they are as people and i'm like
1: mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, both of them like i was because I was really liking Scott Summers in in Krakoa. And then when reading this, I'm like, oh, yeah, because he I mean, he's a good at ca- character. I've definitely turned on Scott Summers over the years. But him talking about I've ha- I created X-Force to do horrible things. And now and he's feeling remorseful for these horrible things.
2: We have and- talked about that when we talked about that with um, we did Uncanny X-Men Volume 1 uh, a couple years ago now, I believe. Um, and we talked about uh, how Scott was doing. Uh, what, what Scott was doing with X Force, and mm-hmm. I, I th- that all tied into this right, th- around the same time, right, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so uh, real, real quick, Ben. Um, so like X Force is the thing now that everyone's cool with. Back in like 2010, X Force was secret, and the X Men mm-hmm. did not know about it. Only Scott, uh, he commanded the X Force. So like, oh no, I NFL, Like Wolverine's like, "Who do I gotta kill? Just tell me, and I'll go do it." Yeah. And I'm like, Holy yeah, I shit, got. Dude. It. I understood crazy. that part. I understood yeah.
1: that part. <laughs> yeah. When he was reading that, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. X Force was like the covert. Black ops of the army the X Men, and then when we get to Uncanny X Men, I want to say 518, 519, that is I would, once again Emma shouldering the burden, but also proving to the void and to Scott that she is she's right or die mm-hmm. like she is there mm-hmm. and she's ready to go with. It. And um, even Scott's like, Look, I'm here, I'm good. Like Scott goes in to help Emma because she's stuck in her diamond form with you can see the void in her head, I love mm-hmm. that. And then when the void's like, No, I'm going after him. And I just really like that scene where he's where the void sucks him in. And then he cl- closes the box and he's like, dude, I did the most powerful telepath in the entire world for years. You want to know how hard it is being a teenage boy with a girlfriend who can read your mind. I got this. And he, and when he puts it back, he goes, thank you, Jeannie. I owe you another one.
2: They uh, the box thing was interesting. Cause I read, I read dark Avengers, uh, after I read the uncanny X-Men 518, 519, mm-hmm. um, and so, like, going backwards, and am like, I, yeah, I can piece it together. But it was interesting being like, oh, the, the Uncanny X-Men is being like, oh, that's a really cool concept of, like, hiding it into a box. And then, like, going backwards to Dark Avengers, be like, no, that was always the thing. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah man. Uh, I want to talk about the cable issue real quick, because, like, Scott Summers did a really messed up thing. He Like, he, to save his child, it was to save his child, but he sent his son 2,000 years in the future with his also future daughter that he doesn't really know very well to save him. Because he, he has the techno virus that will turn him into a rot monster. Uh, he's like, hey, we can figure this out in the future. He just sends him off, and then he doesn't do anything about it after that. Uh, so when Cable eventually comes back to the past, they have their feud. Uh, and, like, things don't get resolved for a long time. And it's nice that that Cable issue is like, you did what you had to do, but it's like, it's still a messed up thing. And Emma recognizes that, too. Um, well, it's, like,
2: it's interesting to see the two, like, having having scott being torn up about what he did with hope because of what he did with cable um yeah. you know have, because he gave up both of his children uh in very similar ways and uh seeing him like deal again with the guilt that has even say in dialogue of the, of the of the issue being like he forgave me uh but i never i never forgave myself and like seeing that like the stuff with hope is bringing up all this old wounds with what happens to cable so you get this interesting dynamic between the two time periods i just thought all of that worked really well
0: yeah um, and, and it's unfortunate you didn't read them in order, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't change too much up. Um, no. like you see like a progression of the relationship of like, cause this happened, like each issue is like, they were like, like, a, like a couple months or a year apart from the last one. Mm. Um, and I, the, what I love about this is like, you also, Hank, Hank is a side character in all these books that so you get to see his progression of who, how he turns into the, the genocidal monster that he is today. And it's Scott Summers' fault. It's such a bummer, y'all. Hank used to be the bouncing beast. And then he had to grow up because Scott Summers told him to grow up and they need to be adults about this shit. Oh, Brandon, keep running this stuff. But like, Hank, Hank, is not, Hank is not cool with X-Force. Because like, there's a scene, hold on, I got to pull it up. When he's talking to, to Wolverine and uh, he over here is like, Scott, I wasn't eavesdropping, but I'm not tracking the arm, uh, Bishop's arm to sentence him to death, right? I haven't turned the X-Men into killers, have I? And Scott just like, gives him like a sullen look. And I'm like, that's the start of Hank going down the road because of, of Cyclops. And then afterwards, uh, in the confession, Hank's like, "So many secrets, Emma. We can't have this in our lab." And I'm like, "Oh my God, Hank! You're turning into this monster. I love it." Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, in 2022, he's literally genociding an entire entire country. Of people. Well,
2: it's interesting seeing that progression, like in *X-Men* five eighteen, five 19, too. because he's more conflicted than he was in the first two issues. Mm-hmm. He's he's looking at like the stuff with Magneto and and being like, you know, what? What are we doing here? What am I? What am I to Scott? You know what Scott's taking me down this path. Like he's dealing with it. he's like having his own introspective arc in these two issues that culminated in him like, I'm leaving. I'm not doing this anymore.
0: Yeah, he just straight up walks out and he eventually comes back. He also, after this, like he he sides with the Avengers and the Avengers vs X-Men and he sides with the Inhumans and he tries to kill the mutants in, in the Inhumans. And I'm like, Beast has had a rough go about it. Uh but that's because uh this is a, like Beast hates himself and he does and he hates being a mutant and it's very much like a very uh Like a a visual thing, like he hates being a blue person. It's very much the anti mystique. Um, I like this design for him. Yeah, but he's like more like a cat looking. Yeah, yeah, that was like a Grant Morrison uh, carry on. Looks Um, like the um, Scooby Doo villain.
3: Oh Uh, yeah, Zombie
0: Island. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, like again, like I don't really care about talking about the plot too much about this. Like uh, I just, I just love Emma Frost and Scott Summers because they're definitely like, like the high school nerd somehow is dating like the hottest girl in school, and like how does that? Why does that work? It's because Emma Frost, she is a good person. She might not think she's a good person, but at the end of the day, she really is a good person. It just took her a really long time to get where she is. Uh, And my thing that I love so much about this couple, more than Scott Summers and Gene, they're a great, fine couple. That is the high school relationship where you're not really challenged, right? You know, like lovey-dovey. Emma Frost challenges Scott Summers at every chance that she gets. Like, Scott, I thought like I thought uh, one of the last pages, like before they, so, there's so much making out and sex in these comics too. Brandon, talk about horny comics, am I right? Emma Frost is so horny all the time for Scott Summers. Oh my god! Um, and I lost my point because they're too horny. Um, well, I
2: it. if, if it's okay, I, I want to jump in with something that I, I I really appreciated when it when you can see how Scott has changed, Emma, uh, in just in the in the note that she leaves, like I'm gonna go kill someone. I might I come back, uh, blah, blah blah, and then she's just still at the front door she couldn't leave she couldn't do it um that was a really sweet moment just her crying that vulnerability that she has developed with scott It's awesome great moment
3: yeah um i think that the cable issue has a pretty good example of scott needing to try and consciously keep things from emma i think they do a really good job of mm-hmm. writing that I like the confession. I like where their uh, stuff mixes into each other. and you're They're different the stories. And the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought all that art was done really well. Yeah. And I really like the last two issues where uh, Cyclops is played by Hugh Grant.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, those are just fun issues. Because, yeah, the Void, who is the evil part of the century, uh, had a piece clocked into Emma Frost's brain. So Cyclops has to go do psychic surgery with the help of Professor X and Psylocke. Uh there's a great point where you think like Cyclops is like he's on the verge of being taken over, so Psylocke is ready to chop his head off. And Emma. Oh yeah, look at that. This is Hugh Grant. Oh yeah. <laughs> <is Hugh> Grant <laughs> and oh, Cyclops. So like all the art has been good in all these issues, but like I this is peak Dodson's Terry and Rachel Dodson. I love their, their their heavy line work. Uh they draw the most beautiful Emma Frost. I love her with her long hair and diamond form. Like I love that look so much. Um finding the void is just really fun. You see a dozen different types of emma frost uh and then when the void goes into scott emma frost becomes like a commander with like a beret and and like yeah. and she's like the troopers we're here to get kill, we're I here to like, kill this thing
3: i was like oh man
0: she put on her resident evil 2 outfit. she put on her resident evil 2 outfit yeah um i, I thought I the fine.
1: exact same thing sparks i was like man she looks like jill from resident evil this like is jill great
0: valentine yeah um i just i i love this couple because again they're like they're not your traditional couple and it's It's a bad person trying to become good, and it's a good person who thinks they're doing the wrong thing, but like they're they're really doing it for the right reasons. And I just love that they're always um, they're always complimenting each other or they're always helping each other. Of like, no, you're not a bad person. Like you're doing exactly what you need to do. Or like Emma, like you think you're this person. Like I know who you are. And I forgot that she did sleep with Neymar and Tony Stark. Uh, She has a restraining order with Tony Stark in the future. I hate it. It's. They're the worst couple. I hope they never get married. That's the prediction from history of the Marvel universe that people don't want to have happen. But like, I love that they're willing to show that Emma does sleep around. And that's like, it's like Scott doesn't think any less of her. And like, why would he? Because it's just, who cares?
2: The cable issue had an interesting parallel with um, cable reloaded uh, that I really liked, uh, which the, the cable section talks about how the timeline keeps shifting. Mm-hmm. um like it's never the same timeline he's always the same cable jumping from the past to the future and it's it's never the same uh cable reloaded to the similar thing uh i really like that look of um from cable's perspective of he can tell when the timeline has changed from what it was previously to what even you know, he's he came from it's no longer been the same and there's a bit where hank talks about like like i can track it i can't track it through all the timelines meaning that like you know talking about the different branching timelines of the of the marvel future uh, all that was really cool
0: yeah, he he goes to Hank and he's like so you you, you find that thing for me. He's like, "Bro, you're trying you making me find something in like multiple timelines and multiple streams like this is my first day, but I am pretty good at it." And I'm like, oh, Hank, you're so silly." But I got um, an idea. Yeah, I got an idea. Yeah, yeah. Um let me see. Let me see. I got anything else. Um They're just always kissing, always making out. I love I love it. Um oh my god, the scene with Bobby. So Predator X was a was a seri- uh, a line where these you saw them like these these uh, mutant hunting robots were killing people um so on on i was about to call it kokoa on utopia uh bobby's burning all the bodies and he's like bro i used to like be like a teenager having fun like fighting magneto now we're doing like government crazy shit like i don't like this and hank's like you just gotta grow up bobby i'm sorry about it. and i'm like man hank's really turning into something and it's really cool to see literally like the 15 year trajectory of like starting to get a little suspect more suspect and now he really is like He's like the, the leader of like the CIA. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like
2: that. Uh, the utopian thing at once. I, I reminded me. Uh, it's funny how many times the X Men have tried an
0: island. Oh yeah, well yeah. Um, the, I forget which cable issue it is, but like uh, somebody asked Cable, like like oh so like do, what timeline are you from? No, like do you have the island? He's like which one?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was Utopia I think I think Cable I think that was Cable F- Reloaded.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, Uh, I just, I love Emma Frost, and I, I love that, like, this, like, badass bitch who is, like, she knows what she wants, she can get any man she wants, and she's like, no, I love I love this Boy Scout who is trying to help his people, because at the end of the day, that's all she wants is to help her people and help the children, and he's the best person for it. Uh, She's great. Love her. Love her and Scott, and now you guys know why I love her. And then. Yeah, these were really nice issues. Yeah. Love is love. Uh, all right.
2: Uh, next week my turn um i i chose a star wars boba fett blood ties this is the first uh star wars boba fett written by tom taylor
0: it's my favorite romance novel
2: um i don't i don't go in for that i'm sorry i want to talk about star wars um you know star wars is an epic and it's an epic love story um yeah anyway so it's the first thing tom taylor wrote for marvel star wars uh, blood ties so we'll see you know I was just curious about doing a, Star- a Boba Fett book. I thought it was an <laughs> old one. I mean, okay, someone's not talking about Boba Fett, right? It, it's talking. It's, for, it's, it's available. You can find it in print on the, uh, Boba Fett legends, uh, epic collection that Marvel put out recently. Ooh. Should you want it? Uh, okay. Next week, we're also talking about nightmare alley.
0: Ooh, I'm excited Ooh. to watch it.
2: Uh, yeah. So, uh, Gamba Toro's new movie uh so if stay you
3: watch tuned. Uh, so you can be part of the conversation go to Hulu or HBO max because it's on both nice
2: Yeah, that makes sense it's fox they did they probably had that deal all right uh okay that's it so bye guys <laughs> bye Mac uh mag put out a, a thing if you can yep he said uh take care stay safe catch you later it's you too, sir all
0: right you can and- check out other shows
2: what the?
1: grayson also was like e romance screws uh
0: ben just so you know yeah. uh the boba fett comic is not on marvel unlimited it is too old damn
2: it uh yeah this is a, probably also because it's not a dark it's dark horse book what does dark horse books be on whatever yeah um all right uh yeah this is pretty this is a pretty old one anyway so you can check out our other shows uh such as conversation um fake nerds watch if you want to check out our other shows like this video subscribe to this channel uh check out fake nerds watch that's our, our series where we go through other things uh there's a we talked about the boba fett a peacemaker special coming uh start to discovery is coming back next week so uh Ooh. look for mike and uh cookie uh returning with me to do that over fake nerds watch uh i'm also going to try and convince them to deal with the orville new horizons with me so hopefully we'll see that too yeah <laughs> um it might be too much for them but i'm gonna try um, Basement Arcade, check out that new episode of Mortal Kombat X. Will probably be up soon. Uh, of course, it is completely contingent on Sparks's very busy schedule at the moment. X. And Basement Arcade, pause many of the.
4: Mess. Sorry.
2: What? I said I'm a mess. We all are, buddy. We all are. Ben Basement Arcade, pause. Many has a new episode out now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> fake nerd yeah, book yeah, Pop- You're right. We talked about it earlier. <laughs> Hey, this is your time to be like again check it out link in the oh description yeah, but yeah, you know what you, you missed you missed it you missed it ficture book club check that show out. uh animation station as well again like this video subscribe to this channel check out all of those all of those things uh we put out a lot of stuff check out some masks we do some crafted by z masks that's my uh, girlfriend's company you can, check, you can link those below and you can uh get a get a mask uh our Patreon and our tea public if you want to support us financially that way. Uh, all those are linked below or you can find our website at fakenerpodcast.com Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches The Rewind. Thank you to everyone who watch this live tonight. Uh, appreciate all of you. Um, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci who did all the music you heard tonight. Uh, all the music that, for all the other shows that I mentioned. Um, new episode of Suburban Proctologist uh, soon. <gasps> soon. Uh, find that on iTunes or Suburban Proctologist Official Don't get too or inside. Instagram. Not that soon.
4: <gasps> <laughs>
2: our Instagram at Sub-Proc Podcast. You can find him at Jeremy Village Keyboards. Uh, Mike Matola, uh, you can find his stuff at Mike Matola on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, he's the guy who did all of our uh, uh logos, all two, three of our logos. <sighs>
0: A majority of our logos
2: no actually uh, sparks has that honor now
0: sparks yeah take that mike.
2: uh yeah screw mike am i right i
0: didn't say it
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll have him on soon for another trivia challenge um trying to see if this month will work so stay tuned i want to do it so uh, find us on twitter instagram and facebook all the fictor podcast fictor guys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally i'm at bt mcclure on instagram and twitter ben you can find me trying to do my taxes at at 27 oh, on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can find me writing for
1: Old School Gamer Magazine, both the website and the magazine. GoNintendo.com when that eventually does get relaunched, and Fusion Gaming Magazine.
2: I write for Screen I, Rant. I have a lot more stuff to say now. <laughs> I always forget that I gotta promote myself, I gotta be better at promoting myself. Sparks.
3: You can find me not doing anything that you can check out at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty.
2: Hey, if you win this contest, my friend.
3: You still can't check it out.
2: <laughs> well, darn it. Damn it. I could check it out,
0: though. I'm your friend. You could just show it to me. I mean, I mean, Shh. yes. <laughs> Ryan. Hey, guys, you can find me just loving Emma Frost and Scott Summers way too much at DJ Tony Snark. Subscribe to us on
2: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, a podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review. Whoa.
0: Did you guys know Emma Frost has a fake British accent? She's from Boston, Massachusetts. (laughs) Uh, I I think I saw that in the Krakowian Age stuff.
2: Um, Okay, rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video, subscribe to our channel. Until next time we see us, stay fake, nerds.